And welcome to episode 78 of the Varangian Heresy Podcast. My name, as always, is Jody. I am your host this evening, or whatever time of day you are listening to this. God knows where you might be. Um, tonight, it is part two of three. And God, who knows, maybe it'll come part two of four. It all depends um, as we go into the next part of Book 8, Malevolence, as uh, myself, Freddie, and Pe- Pella talk about the white scars and then at some point i drop off because you know internet and stuff and i'm sure freddie and pale bitch about it and then continue on and go and do uh, all the hard work and talk about the changes to the golden boys as well so that's that's our main subject tonight um before i go any further of course i'm going to introduce who, those who are with me um to my left uh on the casting couch he's been a bit away he's been doing stuff uh but he's back it is the one and the only the great day himself mr eric how you doing buddy Hey man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, getting uh, some more time for the hobby at the moment. That's always what about you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Getting you know lack of little sleep and no painting done at the moment. But you know, such is life. But we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I have my kids, so I'm happy. So you know, it works out both ways. Um, <laughs> so that's all good. And on my right, as always, atop the ever-growing pile of uh, empty, crushed beer cans, like the hopes and dreams of his enemies, and the very salty, salty pretzels that are the tears of said enemies, is uh, the man himself, Mr. Freddy. How are you doing, buddy? I am excellent. Careful I love it. No. <laughs> you sure? Knackered after Gothcon, but now I'm, I'm back in business. Oh, that's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. And that's something we're going to have a good chat about very, very soon, is uh, the wonders of GothCon. Uh, it's literally like 48 hours over as of t- as of recording this. So, <laughs> I know. I got home <laughs> like three, 3 in the morning, I got home. <laughs> so literally fe- feeling it in the books right now. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Now, before we do jump into anything, as always, let me get a couple of things out of the way. First of all, so let's get our social medias out of the way very quickly. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Varangian Heresy Podcast. It's that simple. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Varangian Heresy. You can uh, drop us an email, which is the most important one. Uh, at, you can send it to the Varangian Heresy at gmail.com. If you're not sure about the spelling, uh, because to be fair, it's not the easiest one to roll off the tongue occasionally. Go to our Facebook page. There's a little bit that says, email us. It's a button. Click on it. It'll do all the work for you. You've just got to write out that fancy, fancy text content and then send it to us. So if you've got a list you want checking, you want anything fluffing, if you've got any ideas about events or things you'd like us to talk about, just drop us an email. And the last bit is, honestly, if you like what we're doing, because we like what we're doing and we hope you like what what we're doing because you're still listening to us after 78 episodes um <laughs> is come over to... it might be the first episode well um, yeah true but i'm hoping they, they they might yeah actually fair i wouldn't start on episode one if i was them start now and then find it out later um so see the glory now and then go back to the what the fuck was that earlier on 
stage later on. Um, but if you do like what we're doing, please come over to Patreon and uh, patreon.com forward slash Heresy and consider giving us some support. Everything that we get through there goes into helping running the, the show itself. We're not in this for profit. We're not in this for, for fame or glory. Well, at least some of us aren't. Um, and at the end of the day, we're just trying to make sure that we can keep this going. So if you can drop us a couple of bucks, we would appreciate it. And you get to go and join the High Lords of Terror, which is our little secret podcast group, which isn't so secret now that I've mentioned it. And you get to chat with us and get random stuff and all that sort of jazz. So go take a look. Um, yeah, that's it. I've already mentioned about what the show is going to be about tonight, which is really easy. So, um, you know what? We're going to do some hobby progress, and I'm going to be cheeky. I'm going to start off because I know I've got the least hobby progress to talk about, and I know you guys have got lots to talk about, so I don't really want to have to follow that. <laughs> so I, I will say that I have been laying some base colors down on the um, – or some uh, primer down on the – uh, armored list that I'm I'm working on at the moment. I'm waiting for some bits to arrive from out of country and hoping they're going to show up and still plodding along on some time and work. That's about it. I've got a giant box of terrain that needs my love and attention very soon, but I'm also down to the last sort of six weeks or so. Is it six weeks, seven weeks until Lincoln? So uh, five weeks, isn't it? Fine. Okay. I thought it was six. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a short time period until until it becomes um, until it becomes Lincoln and all this stuff has to land. So it's all good. It's all good. It'll be fine. Um, so that's really been me. Um, so, Freddie. Yes. What you been up to? Army list of uh, an armored list before Lincoln. Because you know it's a centurion event. Oh no no, that's already done. This is this is for like later on. It's all good. It's all good. I got I got enough. I think I got enough to do a, um, you know, a centurion list. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what have you been up to in the hobby, dude? Uh, I've been working on uh, the special units before Gotham, like the Adeptus Arbites and uh, their civilian mob of rabble and uh, some. Um, Separatist militia, and that's about it. Otherwise, I've been typing away like a crazy person for Lincoln and Realtek. Nice, and so, well, so not that much. Not that much. I mean, well, oh, well, I'm, I'm working, working slowly away on the Adeptus Titanicus stuff, and oh, I forgot, I, I painted uh, a couple of uh, BFG chips. Uh huh. We're not going to mention Gothcon at all either, then, or? Oh, yeah, oh, and I went to Gothcon. Actually, I hosted Gothcon. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so nothing really, then. It's, you know, just, just a couple of light things is what you're saying. Yeah, no, no biggies. No biggies. Less productive than usually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> Gothcon was awesome. <laughs> uh, it, it was our first event, which is good. It's the first time that we've been part in arranging Gothcon. Yeah, of course, it's been the PSK boys and the dedicates. But I, I have to say, it went out pretty well. Like for a one-day event, it was pretty good. Yeah, Easter is always hard to get uh, people coming, but we managed to have twenty-five players in the end, and uh, we were co-located in massive gym- gymnasium hall 
together with the 40k player, which was bad for the 40k players because they felt like some ugly duckling or ugly stepchild or whatever mm-hmm. Mis- miscast <laughs> spawn of the <laughs> hobby community. And I think like one of, one of the highlights were when the entire uh, so got so for people that know Gothcon is kind of like imagine Adepticon but a little bit smaller. Uh, so it's <laughs> a, a gaming smaller. a lot smaller. It's a it's a gaming. <laughs> Well, you can't really compete. It, I think it's only like yeah. 2,000 attendees at Gothcon. It's probably more at Adepticon. But uh, anyway, so while we were playing, the, the staff of the convention came in and they gave one of the Finnish guys that were playing Heresy the award of the best, best miniature, <laughs> miniature painted army of the entire convention. And that's including like War Machine, yeah, Dark yeah. Age, 40K, Sigmar, Ninth uh, Ed. Yeah, I don't know, like Star Wars miniatures and everything. Like all the all those like Melifu, um, what's that other thing called? Like the, there's uh, Dust. And yeah, Dust Tactics and all that sort of stuff. Dust, yeah, like all of them. And, and that, um, yeah, so there's like heaps and heaps of miniature gaming going on. But yeah. obviously, and then uh, I managed to talk to the guy when they came over. And they're like, oh, well, the top top five were all heresy armies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, okay. No biggie. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> important. But, you know. but the fun, funny part for us, for us, that's like standard quality. <laughs> yeah. It's always, nice, it's always nice for that, isn't it? <laughs> no, it, it was good during the like the breaks we had in the games, like lunch breaks and we had a few breaks between the rounds when, when like uh, the f- a few 40k players coming over and they're like, oh, you know, eighth ed was it's not really what we hoped for it to be, and you know, we're, how how can you please tell us a bit about heresy? <laughs> so obviously, I sold it into so many people. They were heresy curious, were they? They were super heresy curious, and, and you know, Soon they keep showing heresy. Yeah, no, but but they did, didn't want to like. I don't know. It felt like they were embarrassed to come over and talk to us or, or come over and have a look at our stuff because it, it was like some, like we were, <laughs> like they, they wouldn't feel like they were betraying their, their 40K cousins or some shit. But yeah, I don't know. It's really, really interesting how they snuck over and, and talked heresy and then kind of disappeared. Wow, we, we we can we can love we we can we can do whatever we can to help those who are, and we, we pride ourselves on doing everything we can to help those who are heresy curious, be able to come over to 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 the hobby, and you know we 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 won't um, edition shame or anything like that. So you know, people are welcome. Because yeah. you, you should you should have like, can I see your forty k army, and then see how. <laughs> Many uh, big. If it's just a circle of artillery, you'll be like, "Yeah, yeah, this is not for you." But else, uh, <laughs> you mean, uh, uh, screw you! If if there's a circle of artillery, yeah, please come and join the Fourth Legion. I have to say, I have to say, some of the best uh, overheard conversations <laughs> was from the 40k players. When everyone went for lunch break, and the 40k players came back a bit earlier, and they were waiting around for their draw. 
the first guy is like, oh, fuck, man. I, I used to play Dark Reapers uh, in my Eldari, or Dark Eldari, what the fuck they call it, I can't remember. Uh, oh, no, I mean, Eldari, the Dark Reapers. Yeah. I was like, oh, they were so fucking OP. It was so awesome. And then they nerfed them in the FAQ. So shit. And the other guy's like, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, I, I just ordered from my commission painter to do like, um, you know, 30 Havocs with rotary cannons because they're the most broken units right now. And I, I really hope I can use them before they nerf them in the next FAQ. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What is wrong with you people? Skilled <laughs> player. Skilled player. <laughs> That's <laughs> like the most broken rules. I want rules. I want to use them. And now we'll keep passing up another guy. He's like, oh yeah, no. Well, uh, I'm I'm painting yeah. space wolves. I was like, oh yeah. So why? Well, that's easier then because all the gray is already done. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, we wow. we did. Uh, we did have a certain guy with demons and at this tournament that uh, could probably have joined that uh, conversation. Like, oh yeah, I, I have demons, so I'm just gonna gonna try some of the hardest stuff in the book. Oh, you never learn on that <laughs> not, one. Not mentioning uh, any names, but he also once tried to play uh, Magnus the Red in Somatalis. So. Oh, hey, Chris. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, is he is he going for another cheese cutter award? Is he? Yeah, I think he won it. <laughs> uh, that's why we love him. We're yeah, sure, yeah. That's why well, we... he is awesome and spreads love and happiness. Um, but holy shit, <laughs> how how can he ever play with a with a conscience? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I think the most problem was that no one has ever faced him. So no one was. It's like facing Mechanicum the first time. No one has any idea about the rules. No. Because I remember playing Mechanicum the first time down in Malmö, like three. I had two Mechanicum games. So I was like, what is doing what? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You live and learn very hard and very fast with new stuff. And that, that's, that's all fun. Yeah. I, I think we're going to see a lot of, uh, of anti-air weapons uh, being used. Maybe even a whirlwind Hyperius at some point. <laughs> If someone has the 80 points or what, the plus 65 or something. Here come, here come all the Derrideos and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and last cannon squads are being swapped for missile launcher squads and shit like that. Mm. Well, it's, yeah, That's good I, I, I it's a good, uh, like, I, I like a uh, mix up in the meta. It'll be, it'll be yeah. interesting. But we, we've already updated FAQ, or I mean, the, Plays back for Lincoln to incorporate demons to work in Centurion. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that as like, well. People want to run just, If you took I, I'm just it out, if, if, if demons get uh, overused, the new meta is going to be to just sit in buildings um, and shoot at them from there because <laughs> they really have a problem killing buildings, but troops are not a problem. Yeah, it sounds like a lot. It sounds like a lot of armies. It's like, you know. Have a real problem killing buildings. It's like trying to open a door in D and D or something like that. You know, you kill, kill off kill off ancient dragons without a problem. Try and open a door, not going to happen. Um, yeah. that, that's just experience speaking there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> overall, I have to say, I don't know. I'm going to leave it to Eric to round it up. But I think that Gothcon was like a super success. 
Yeah. We got a lot of, lot of good publicity. We had heaps of, like, all the players were super happy and enjoyed it. And also, I think they enjoyed the, ent- <clears throat> the new concept that we're doing with the whole recreating a historical uh, fight. That's like, awesome. Uh, and they, they were completely awestruck by the red books and even the, yeah. the fucking people came and tried to buy it. I was like, no, you can't buy it. Either you join the event or you <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, how did the red books and everything go down? How did the swag go? No, oh, awesome. Except for <laughs> a last minute problem with the, our measuring sticks. Oh, it was uh, no problem. It was limited edition. The vaginary heresy or whatever it was. Yeah, the vagina the heresy. heresy. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly, I honestly thought that was not a, that was not a misprint. I just thought you were being a dick, and it was, it was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, "This is awesome." <laughs> no, I was, I was so stressed when I was uh, organizing them at work. Oh, it's man, autocorrect that uh, Coral Draw didn't. Did not know about Varangian, but obviously it knew about vaginas. <laughs> Which does lead to the question of so what have you been doing on Corel Draw, but then again, no, nobody needs well, that answer right now. <laughs> yeah. Come to Lincoln and you'll see it for your next swag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have uh, to a say. Vagina deepness measure. Oh, a vagina depth <laughs> measure. <yeah. laughs> <laughs> if you if if it goes in this far and there's no smile, you're in trouble. Um, I meant to uh, I meant to say I wanted to give um, cause helping out helping out a little bit with the swag um, was myself uh, put with the transfers, but a big shout out to Pete Pete Ehlers from uh, the Danish scene. He's uh, he did a lot of the work on the banners and the the unique markings and stuff, and uh, we sort of worked a bit together to get that transfer sheet done. So big shout out to him for those uh, because they were absolutely awesome um, and to get done. He also did all the graphic work and the uh, we we were selling pressure molds as at Gothcon uh, mm-hmm. with the banners and markings, and he also prepared all of that um, until uh, Laser Cuts took it over and actually produced them for us. Yeah. yeah. So it was really good to see that. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> to, to, to sum up the, the swag experience was that the 40K players came over uh, and they're like, what, what is all this? And I was like, well, that's the swag if you join the heresy event. And they're like, this is fucking bullshit. We get nothing for the 40K. <laughs> <laughs> if you're lucky, you get a little plaque <laughs> if you win. Well, so I was like, well, every, everyone wins here. Like uh, I, I, we paid like three three hundred to go to Gothcon, then we paid five hundred to play in this forty k event, and we don't get shit. Uh, was it an ET? Well, if it was an ET, <laughs> I'm sure it was an ETC event, which counts. You know, that's that's what you're paying the money for, or something. I don't know. What, I don't know how that shit works, but uh, you know, that's important. I won't even. I won't even go into details about the difference in the terrain either. <laughs> That's uh... <laughs> well. Let's not let's let's make sure we're not all hating on the forty k experience, but pointing no. out the differences are very very important because you know. Yeah. Then you have to think about what's coming up next, which is Lincoln, and which do you really want to do? That's the question. We want we want more thirty uh, k com- converts. Yes, we do exactly. We want we want as many thirty k curious people to become well balls deep in heresy. I think is the best way of putting it. 
Yeah. That's the idea, at least. Um, Freddie, do you want to add any more before we sort of throw it over in in, uh, Eric's direction? Throw it to Eric. So, Eric, what what have you been doing in the hobby recently? Because... You you also get to shout out your Adepticon stuff as well because we've uh, we had a chat with Magnus last time we had Magnus on. So, oh, what, what have you nice been doing with uh, you know? Give us a full roundup. It's been a while since we've had you on. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> well, for Adepticon, first of all, I got to finish some thirty-five models the last weekend before going. Um, so that was uh, really great. Ten seekers. Um, some uh, some quads, or was it quad? No, those laser rapiers actually. Um, and what the fuck was the last? Yeah, then I finished um, ten scouts and another ten of the um, Amitara, and got to use them at Adepticon, and they worked very well. I actually managed to. Uh, to win uh, Trader General in two the two tournaments we were playing, I won both of them with with uh, an hour breakthrough list and a recon. Uh, no, sorry, what what was I playing the other day? Uh, I think it was a recon list actually. Yeah. So hour breakthrough and recon. Um, so that that went pretty well. And after that, at Adepticon, I got some. Uh, well, was what was that? Yeah, huge amount of uh, models from Victoria Miniatures, and I brought them home, assembled some artillery and last cannons, and then I realized that Godcon was really close, and I <laughs> promised Freddy to finish a Somatalis table. So suddenly I was really fucking busy, actually so busy that I had to stay home on Friday and actually finished the table instead of going out. And apparently they went to some chlamydia lair where everyone got late <laughs> from what I heard. <laughs> and yeah, of course I, I, I felt so outside that I hadn't actually been part of uh, all the hookups there. Um, so, so I'm saving that for Lincoln. <laughs> Nah, but uh, I actually managed to fi- finish the Somatalis table, and it was really great to see it done. It's been laying under my bed for two years, waiting to be touched. Um, that sounded weird. Wow. Anyway, there's been a Somatalis table under my bed for two years. And oh, and someone that, asked where you, where you bought the the train from. What company did them? So you have to answer uh, that in uh, on Mackie Games. Yeah, Mackie Games. Um, I'm, I'm not even sure if they're there anymore. I haven't checked. Um, but I bought it off Kickstarter about two years ago. Um, and it's uh, the table is modular, and the modular part sucks because the pins you use to, uh, to put the parts together, they simply break the first or the second time you, uh, you do it. Um, so I, in the end, I gave up on using as a modular table and I just put it on a foam plate instead uh, and glued it all together. And I, I would say I can really recommend it for gluing together, but I cannot recommend it if you want to do a modular table. It, it really doesn't work as it should. Um, when I did it, I, the pins, I filed them down so they wouldn't break. And it took one to one and a half hour just to 
build a table every time I set it up. Um, and again, with the pins just lasting a bit longer. But uh, but as the table I got now, I, I really enjoy it. And it wasn't that expensive. I think it was some 2,600, Swedish um, for the whole table, which is pretty cheap for a Somatalis table. Um, so, so cheaper than Forge World? Yeah, way cheaper. Uh, it's it's not the s- same. You can say it's a, it's a smaller table, and the doors do not support dreadnoughts at all. Um, so so it's more of an inf- infantry based somatalis. Um, but well, that the the difference in tables can be really cool. Anyway, um, I, I like to uh, we we did the whole uh, yeah narrative thing with game master where I was uh, doing a relic hunt on the table, and that worked really really well. So yeah, I'm I'm so happy I finally finished that table. <laughs> And after I got home, I was like, finally, I can do whatever I want. And then I realized that it's only five weeks till Lincoln. And I signed up with a demon army that I actually haven't even started painting yet. So um, Demons are easy. You just paint them a couple of colors, some dry brushing, you're fine. You are do about? not dry brush. Jody, you've been to the same course as I have. <laughs> <laughs> you do not yeah. dry brush. I have also, I've, I've also talked to, I've also talked to Andy and Henry about painting horde armies. Believe me, there's dry brushing involved. <laughs> You're yeah, okay. Yeah. There's dry brushing involved. You're all good. <laughs> this is this is an army with big monsters. But actually, I got a rather big army of um, the they what the fuck they call them some lost elves from uh, raging heroes, okay. and basically lost oh. elves. Is a mix between Slanis and Dark Elves. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna be uh, doing a Slanis and Thieves based army uh, because I got some monsters from uh, Creature Caster in America. Um, so um, as far as I can see now, it's gonna be ten lesser demons, and the rest will just be different kinds of monsters because that's what I have. Uh, but yeah, after having seen the demon rolls, I have no doubt that he, no matter how bad an army I make, it's going to do really well because demons seem to uh, to be working pretty well, pretty much no matter how you put them together. Um, almost all of the models are worth their points many times over. So uh, That's, what, that's that, what you think. We'll see. <laughs> Give it yeah. time. <laughs> well, I have started to uh, find some counters. At least Mechanicum can do something about it. Um, but yeah, I, I will uh, test them, and then I'll get back with the results when when I have been testing them. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it is a hard army, especially because you can kind of swap the victory conditions, um, which is going to be fucking retarded if you have a capture scenario and you change it to kill points for yourself. Um. Yeah, and then there's the really stupid one where if you get zero victory points, then you win the game. Mm-hmm. Which is well, let's not jump too far ahead of ourselves because we, no, we're gonna, no, no. That, that's for the next episode. Otherwise, we'll be doing three yeah, and a half yeah. episodes in whatever. But one thing I am yeah. interested in when you were because at the event you were actually responsible for doing the um, like you said the Zone Mortalis table, and it wasn't just a a straight zone mortalis table as in you know that's you know one on one 
sort of stuff, there was something to it. I mean, you were doing it in a narrative yeah. style, right? Yeah, exactly. So give everybody an idea what that was all about, what that was like, because was that the sort of first time you'd really been able to sort of dig your teeth into and uh, something like that and have a go or? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I, I, when Freddie told that we were doing the narrative tables, I was just like, well, I got something that's really different. Um, so what I did was I basically made it like a dungeon crawl where every time you open the door, I would place whatever was on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically it was two guys playing each other to grab the relics. Uh, but they started in each their end of the base. <laughs> and it was actually funny because I was just there to throw in random shit, like uh, sentry towers and angry magas, annoyed that you were breaking into his base and stuff like that. Uh, so basically in the first game, we had what we ended up just calling the murder room, where the space wolves ran in. And it just ended up with everyone dying in that room, both the Mechanicum and the Space Wolves. I was going to say, that's calling something the murder room does not sound like it's somewhere you're going to have tea and coffee. No. (laughs) Just saying. uh, Yeah, so so basically the first game, the players barely even got to meet each other because the random shit I had put in did really, really well. Like the Space Wolves send in... uh, his two plus armor save guys at first, and mm-hmm. because you you couldn't have units, we ba- I basically made it a six hundred point game where you bought each model by itself, so kind of like kill team. Um, so all things that affects the unit just affected stuff within three inches instead. So if you had an apothecary, he worked within three inches, and if you wounded someone with a Valkyrie weapon, you hit everyone within three inches. Um, mm-hmm. And the poor spaceful player, he he went in, and I had a Volkite um, sentry gun that hit his uh, his guy in the middle with two plus armor save. He fails the armor save and explodes. And next to him are two more guys with two plus armor save, and both <laughs> of them just dies too. So he just put down three ones, and <laughs> that was his whole line of two plus armor save gone um, from one Volkite shooting. Oh, um, yeah, and then we had Eric Oman in the other end, and it was just as hilarious because basically you use a guy with Battlesmith to open doors. Uh, it was force field doors. So they would stay open if you actually took your time and had a computer guy open the door. But um, if you open them in any other way, like shooting at them or in close combat, then uh, I would roll in the end of my, th- my turn to see if the force field came back online. So basically, uh, the game started out with uh, Eric putting his uh, Terminators in front of the door leading to the main hallway, used melter guns to open the force field, and in my turn, the force field just closed again with his Terminators <laughs> standing right in front of it. So <laughs> the next turn, he shoots it again. and it, 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 It's uh, yeah in the shooting phase, so he doesn't really have a move when he had a cataphract jammer in front of it. Uh, because he couldn't run. So next turn, he shoots at the door again. The door blows up. And in my turn, it comes back on. So, <laughs> so the two first turns, Eric was just looking at this force field that just kept on coming online. Um, which, which I found rather hilarious to look at. 
I was going to say, uh, I, stand, I stand corrected. It is possible to be, to be defeated by a door in, yeah. uh, <laughs> in Harrison, apparently. Yes, it was very possible. Um, so so it, it was great fun, and it seemed like the players uh, liked it too. Um, I was introduced to a guy with a railgun sniper rifle um, who... Kind of showed in the games that he uh, he was uh, he was part of the Mechanicum and he shared line of sight with some of the units, um, and so the surprise of many, he started shooting stuff through the walls because it's a railgun and the wall is not that thick. Um, so mm-hmm. so put put in some kind of a boss thing on that guy uh, to be the evil. Uh, or you could say good, depending on which side you're on. The the guy defending his uh, his base, and he's just like fuck this shit. I'm just gonna shoot you through the walls if uh, if you keep on taking my stuff. Um, I suppose so, if it works, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, at least I ruled it worked. So uh, yeah, it, it was great fun. It was great fun. Um, he actually failed to kill pretty much anything because he rolled one to wound with his strength eight sniper every time. And the one time he wounded, uh, it got saved. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, fair enough. That, that yeah. I guess that works as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to balance itself out one way or the other by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, great fun running the table and great fun making up uh, artifacts that the players could then bring for the next games. Mm. So, um, yeah. So I had a good time. Cool. I was really tired when I got back home. Uh, having been up from four in the morning till one in the night, wow. but uh, that's how it is when you uh, choose to paint terrain instead of getting laid. Apparently, um, oh. yeah. it's all for, it's all oh, for a greater cause. <laughs> it's all for a greater cause, and that's the important part. Yeah, so so I really hope the players playing on my table appreciated it because yeah. that that night before could have been spent better. <laughs> Uh, always thinking with you, Johnson. What are you going to do? Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's the good part about being single. Well, that's true. I'm not going to argue that much. Um, <laughs> but overall, how did you enjoy the event? Did, the, did, did all the players seem to enjoy the event overall? And uh, Actually, I just TO'd in the event. Yep. So I, I, did, I didn't join it myself. I was just there hanging out, doing my shit. Uh-huh. So, um, there is fun overall, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, er, everyone loved it. Like, they loved Nicholas' uh, dungeon crawl. In the, oh, yeah, I was gonna ask that, 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 that was fucking awesome. That was fucking huge, man. Yeah, and my assault on Precinct uh, 22 worked really well, uh, except when there were demons. Then <laughs> 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 it was hard. Uh, besides that, Oh, and when I tried to assault uh, the Arbiters and they were defended by Custodes, that was hard as well. That <laughs> uh, sounds like it, yeah. But it was good, though. It was super narrative. And it, it was actually, even though it sounds like it was hard, it was super more even than you thought. I think that when I was play, like when I was GMing the Separatists, mm. um, they managed to survive with like two coppers. And with, with the with the demons, I managed to GM the Arbites, so they kind of you know they got wiped in the end, but still 
took, they went took down two, swinging. They went down fucking massively swinging. <laughs> well, so you know, it should it should yeah. always be the case that the you know things like that. I mean, arbites are basically slightly slightly above uh, humans in the game, as in they've got yeah. the relatively half respectable armor and some weapons, but you know. When demons come pouring in, they're, chow- they're, they're chum just like everybody else. Uh, it's pretty, like they went through, when I was, um, when I was GMing the Separatists, uh, and the Custodes were supposed to save them, I went through like 82 militia guys <laughs> before, before <laughs> I, I gave up. They were just gunned down like crazy. It was ridiculous. Like okay. even when I swamped any close combat, they just, I don't know, they butt stroked me to, to bits. <laughs> couldn't hit anything to help myself. I bend over. This is going to hurt a lot, but you're going to do it with a smile on your face. Yeah, no, but it was super fun. At least everyone had super fun at uh, the narrative tables, and everyone that played normal games had super fun as well. So it was good to see. That's awesome. And it sounds like basically it was a great way to kick off the event series. Yeah. I'm super, super happy to hear that. Super bummed out I couldn't make it myself, but, you know, such is life. And I know Magnus was... Uh, doing other stuff as well, so we were both out of the equation for that one, but Lincoln is where it's going to hit hard, where we all yeah. roll up and have some fun. Full team assemble, painting cores, Adeptus Titanicus, and yeah. fucking uh, Centurion. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be so many levels of mental, it's going to be great fun. Um, I can't wait for that one. <coughs> So that that's sort of like the real sort of hobby progress. I'm sure Magnus has potentially finished painting rivets on new models now or something. <laughs> uh, or maybe he's just decided to go for something like, I don't know, demons, oh, demons been, or uh, something. He's been washing and priming the Somatalis table for Scandus. Okay. <laughs> he's under slave labor conditions, is he? Yeah, he, he could have done that like the day before. Hey, no, 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 no. That, that's good. Plan. He <laughs> no, he doesn't want to because now he's going to be busy with pimping all the terrain for Lincoln. So he wanted <laughs> to get that done now, so he had that done. Nice. Yeah. He's uh, he's getting it all sorted. Um, yeah. So before we sort of move on to what will be our main segment tonight, we're going to have a look at the the new stuff that's out. And there is some there's some pretty funky stuff that's out. I mean. They've, uh, the the angel on his his dramatically diora- dioramic base and non dioramic base has been, have been re released as of la- last week I think it was they they came back in stock which should make Pele Pe- Pe- a little more a little happier because he can now go off and <laughs> get himself one if he hasn't got it on order already <laughs> he, uh, he probably already has. Mm. I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> and finally, it's nice to see, uh, although it does make me a little sad, is that they've, they've released book four, hashtag best book ever, and book six uh, in soft softback. Um, but there are no more hardbacks. They're not out available in hardback at the moment. Um, no. I don't know if they're planning on bringing them back in hardback at all, but I, I don't. I get the feeling they're not going to, but that's just me. I can't remember what was. Do you remember what was said at the um, at the weekend, Freddie? They can you remember if they mentioned if they were going to bring them back? Uh, uh, well, I mean, uh, no, no, they, they were going to bring them back in soft cover. That was yeah, 
always the thing. Uh, it's because, uh, well, first of all, they weren't even supposed to bring them back, but demand was so high, and they can't they can't do it in any other way in, than in soft cover. So yeah, that's just how okay. it is. Have, have they uh, changed the rules for the new point cost and stuff like that? No, no, it's just a reprint of the old books. Okay. So the old books are fine. The old books are on point. It's the, um, but they're just re-releasing them as soft cover, which is a shame for everybody who hasn't managed to pick up, pick them up in hardcover, but you know, slightly cheaper, you know, probably be a little bit more rough and ready with these, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's better than the other option, which would be no books and you pay a fortune on eBay. So very, very true. I know, it's 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 the lesser of two evils, I guess. Yeah, well, it, it's something. So at least it's all there, um, which is important. So it's, it's there for people to get their hands on it, which is uh, most important. And if you don't own Book Four, go out and get it because it's freaking amazing. Um, closely followed by Book Eight. Uh, closely followed by Book Eight. Now I've had a chance to have a look through some of the campaign systems and everything. They're pretty. They're so pretty. Um, <laughs> So yeah, there's there's lots of epic stuff there. Um, is there any other sort of new stuff that's out or re-released or anything that's kind of important? Um, I think when we did the last last episode, they released the scars stuff, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yep. So that's nothing new there. We haven't seen any sight or sound of the um, the other option, the other sort of kits for the white scars yet. But hopefully, they'll come out in a week or two. That would be nice to see, um, especially that land, that land speeder. That thing is just legit. <laughs> Bluntly, <laughs> that thing's awesome. Because um, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want a floating gun platform like that in their army? I sincerely wish there was some available <laughs> for the other legions because I'd love one. Um, I guess we'll just have to make do. Um, can't can't always win on that, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I mean, is there anything else we need to chat about, guys, that I've missed or that we've 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 not covered so far? Uh, yeah. Yes, there is. What there is? There is. Yeah, Lincoln tickets are on sale. Go out oh, and get yeah. them. I mean, we have. I thought that was the. Uh, I thought that was for the wrap up, but okay, yeah. Well, no, let's get well, get it out while it's hot, man. Let's get it out to start with. You know, <laughs> okay. get, it, get it out in front. We'll re- we'll mess it because you know, there's we're never sure how many people actually stay to the wrap up anyway. But um, <laughs> we'll make sure we do. We'll get that one shouted out because uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's super important because. I think we're already half the tickets or more have gone. Something along those lines. Uh, more. As a, more, more than half of tickets uh, have gone at this point of recording, and they've been available uh, like, less than twenty-four hours. Yeah, uh, so. two, two thirds are gone. <clears throat> so by the time this publishes, by the end of the week, hopefully there's some tickets available when you hear this. So go get your tickets to Lincoln because we're going to have, um, as Freddie's already mentioned, we have the Brush Skills course, which is already sold out. Uh, yep. We have the Adeptus Titanicus on day one, which is going to be freaking amazing. Oh, so eight mil Titanic. and potentially twenty-eight mil as well. Um, and then we have uh, obviously the the actual Lincoln 
of 30k event as well. We have the second round of swag, which will have the second red book of the year coming out. Um, so that is you've dropped a teaser for this already, Freddie. Um, literally trying to fill airtime while I dig for it. Slaughter. <laughs> is that right? Or is it slaughter or yeah. is it destruction? Slaughter. Slaughter. Um, yes. Destruct- destruction is round time. Awesome. So slaughter. Huzzah. I picked the right one to choose. <laughs> <Yeah>. So slaughter. <laughs> Book two of the. the They're all the, like sl- old Slayer songs. <laughs> wow. I mean, at the end of the day, you can't go wrong with that. Slayer or Bolt Thrower. Either way, you're golden. <laughs> when it comes to this hobby and uh for those that are interested we've also updated the event series characters as well which is all the yep. special all the special units you can get your hands on um and there's a definite destroyer flavor to them uh that's that's fair to be said um I'm very there much may right. not be lots of destroyers coming your way soon oh yes so that's going to be baller as fuck um, so I can't wait to see that. Um, so yeah, go get your tickets for Lincoln because it's super important that you go and do that. Um, yeah, yeah I think fight in in the fucking hive cities of Vocatus. Yeah, do it come, now. Come and do it, and then oh yeah, I don't forget we also have. Uh, Let's do some uh, Lincoln grad. Yeah, Lincoln grad. But we also have uh, the lovely and loving and oh so cuddly Ryan Kimmel coming over. Yep. So going to show you much. everything about Black Shields. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm very much looking forward to uh, to seeing him when he, when he comes over as well, which is going to be absolutely awesome. So, yes, lots of stuff. Now I'm pretty sure we've covered everything we need to cover. So I'm going to put a bow on this very quickly and say we're going to head on out um, in a second to... Uh, head, give you guys a bit of a breather before we jump into the next uh, epic segment of our book eight review and this is all about the white scars and then tidying up on the custodes and the points changes and everything um, so you know nice juicy section and then I think part three is planned to be the marine units and the demons demons and who knows? Maybe, maybe not. We'll, it might be part four. We might talk about the campaign systems or. And the Sayakarna. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how long it takes us to get through all the other stuff. So this is either going to be. This is part two of three or potentially part two of four. Who knows? We'll make it up as we go <laughs> along like we always do. Um, so yeah, we're going to head on out to a break to some music of a random choice. And we will be right back after this. Every metal 
And we're back. And now it is time for part two of three. Uh, as we said in our last episode, we had to expand this out a little bit because the guys at Forge World went and wrote so much awesome stuff. Um, so part two is all about the white scars and possibly going to sprinkle in some custodians at the end of this as well. More more not with the custodians. It's just to tidy up a few things and talk about a couple of the new units that are there, which is all good stuff if you like to play in paint gold. If you don't, well. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. It's all part of the book. Yes. Deal with it, motherfuckers. Deal with it. It's what it is. <laughs> we have to talk about it. We're sure we've honest. Had, we've had to live with it since the beginning, since book seven. So, you know, we just have to make something of it. And as you can hear, returning for part two, and we'll be hopefully back for part three as well, we don't know, is the lovely Pearl Amnett. How are you doing, buddy? Thank you very much. Um, I'm doing quite fine here. Eh? It's a lot yeah. of reading to do. It so, is, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like studying again. <laughs> It's like being back in school. It's like, must remember to read this. Must remember to read that. Read that. Oh, crap. I forgot. So that ties into Yeah. Yes, make notes. Make notes. <laughs> make lots of notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We never. <laughs> Long time listeners will know very much that we just fly by the seat of our pants here at the Vrangian Heresy podcast because, you know, what other way is there to fly, basically? Um, <laughs> but uh, yes. So we are going Most to. Most of it be... sucks. Yeah. We have the book. I guess people are getting the books by now. I'm yeah, it is. It looks like it. I mean, the the pre-order went out. A um, lot of orders went in. I saw a lot of people getting them up on uh, on Facebook. And, yeah. you know, 500, you know, for every one person who had a book, uh, there were 500 people going, please take pictures of this. Yes. And I was most definitely one of them going, I need to be able to read all this. Um, <laughs> you know what to say? Order it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, 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 yeah, that that would be very useful. However, um, big shout out to Pontus. He knows why. He saved my life. I love him. You're a gentleman. Um, so yes, now I can be a little bit more informed, and we have these discussions, if nothing else. Um, but yeah, it's great to see all the books coming out there, and yeah. a massive rush of stuff going up in uh, some of the um, in the groups that I, at least I'm part of. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's loads out there for the Blood Angels and the White Scars. So yeah, Definitely. yeah, and I love. It. We're not going to talk about Blood Angels, but there's a lot of Sanguinius models out there now. Getting getting the paints on. Oh, they really? Yeah, I mean, well, why yeah. not? We can we can talk about it for a quick second because there's nothing um, wrong with that. 
There's a lot. There are some great, awesome painters out there. Oh, I don't really know what are. to do. I, I, I cannot paint like that. I had to give it to a commissioner or something. Oh, just, just, ruin just, the model. just give me a shout, man. I am dying to paint. I am dying to paint um, Sanguinius because that model looks gorgeous. Um, but yeah, no, there there are so many out there, and yeah, you know, obviously there's, there's uh, people you look forward to see stuff like. Um, I love Miles' work from Little Legend. Yeah, um, his his he's got like multiple versions out there now of like yeah, true so. metallic metal and non-metallic metal. It's like yeah, fine. I'm definitely okay. do. <laughs> I think I don't know if me um, made a demon base. Yeah, probably we had. He has. I'm pretty know. sure. If I'm pretty sure Miles has somewhere, if not for his own army, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's really great to see. But yeah, it's not. It is genuinely really nice to see all the all the stuff that's coming forward. Yeah. And people starting to uh, make changes and sort of looking at what the new um, units are, you know, for the marine lists and stuff like that, and how they're yeah. going to change up the matter. I mean, we're not going to talk about those specifically because we're going to do another episode on those. Um, yep. because they, they are okay. Quick, here we are already derailing this right now. But what the hell? We can just a few minutes, just a few minutes because we can because we, you know, we're the ones in charge here. Yeah, yes. that's that's true. You can't stop us. Yeah, know? yeah. Freddie's not here right now to get us back on track, so screw that. And I'm not being an adult tonight, I refuse. Um, but there are so many, you know, the new, um, the new units for the Marines are literally meta changing um i'm already expecting to see some sort of faq out for one of the units um the warmonger yeah being because okay i'll drop this out here it's being discussed in all the groups i'm sure but being an iron warriors player and having the iron circle that can't do anything (laughs) you have to foot slog them up the board um you can now technically if rules is red you could get a warmonger Attach an iron warrior, uh, uh, an iron circle, or more as a bodyguard, and then deep strike them. Yes, that makes them far more nasty. <laughs> Definitely, it's a very, very powerful character because all you know, you're playing some children games or small games. <laughs> you don't want to take the predator. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the, and the other guys are just too meh. He's oh yeah, he's perfectly massive. Like I said, massive meta changer. And then you've got the other units and psychic stuff and psychic. No, oh, it's just so pretty, so so pretty. We like I said, we are going to talk about it, but it's just nice to see the the impacts that it's all this book's already having out there. I in think the community. one of the good things. I think and maybe I'm playing with the wrong guys here. <laughs> no offense. Uh, but in the beginning, the Heresy games were all about tons of infantry, mm-hmm. reds. And not maybe uh, so much heavy tanks, but the yeah. uh, last couple of years it's been heavier, 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 and heavier. Maybe, hopefully, this will change the meta a little back, bit back to more infantry-based, larger games. Oh no! You, I, I will be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm. I mean, I, I love playing with tanks. I love like armor yeah, and sure. stuff like that. Um, but I do really enjoy um, the sort of Centurion ZM games where it is majority of troops. I really like that. So, yes. yeah, I won't lie. I do genuinely hope it, it sort of pushes it back in that direction. Yeah, um, so. Makes those games a bit more viable and 
um, interesting. Yeah. Um, because I uh, think it would be... Don't get me wrong here, I totally agree. Seriously, I think five super heavy tanks to my death card. I've seen them in action. <laughs> so I'm not going to be that guy, but uh, it would be great if the meta would turn a little bit back to more infantry based units, yeah. or armies, sorry. Yeah, I, and yeah. I think, like you say, that the Warmonger has, uh, has the potential to do that. And yeah. there's the, the we're not, like I said, we're not going to go into it, but there's the other guy who is very much um, all about the Dreadnoughts, which I really yeah. love. Because yeah. I, I happen to have three unpainted uh, Dreadnoughts in in bits at the moment. And I'm, it's generally made me go, hmm, shall I get two more and go for a max unit of five? That could be fun. Um, <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> exactly. I like, read us together yesterday, actually. So yeah, it's like mm, now. Now, which army do I do them for? Is the question. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's get back oh. on topic because we should yes. really do that. Um, got, so, uh, now I'm being responsible. That's enough. Yes, white scars, white scars, white. Um. So yes, we're here to talk about the white scars. And oh, sweet Jeebus, is there a lot of stuff to talk about? Um. So. This is going to be absolutely awesome. Now, we're going to, uh, just to give you an idea, we're going to sort of chat and ramble through the fluff um, because that, that's, you know, one of our main drivers here, as we always said, at the Ranging Heresy. And then we're going to go into the army list. Um, I think and we talked about this before we started recording. Um, your general view, and I, I tend to agree with you, is I think that the, you think that the... Um, we're going to spend more time looking at the actual army list for the White Scars, um, maybe than the fluff itself, because this seems to be an army list that requires a little bit more synergy than most. Yeah, um, I think so. It's not a straightforward punch in the face like a Blood Angels unit. It's definitely more, as we call it, sensitive. Yeah, it needs a bit or, of synergy to it. Yeah. We need to see how it all works out. But again, that, that just sounds like an amazing challenge. So I'm, I'm yes. very much looking forward to that. So, um, yeah, that's, again, another little heads up. That's how we're going to sort of lay this out and see how we go. So without further ado, um, Freddie will, by the way, he is around. He has just got called away from the recording, so he's going to go do some stuff. Uh, but he will be jumping in at some random point. So you'll hear a drunk, a drunk Swede jump in at some point. Um <laughs> But you're, you're used to that, so we're, we're all used to that. That's how we roll here. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's do this. So, Pat, you're going to take the lead on this one. So let, let's get the conversation started on the fluff about the white scars. Give us uh, give us a rundown about them. Yes, what to say about him? He, well, in the beginning, when the emperor of mankind, or beloved emperor, <clears throat> um, anyway. <laughs> uh, found the legions where their the role were pretty much the same they have now. They were fast. They used to do jet pikes, fast units, strike forces, hit and run tactics. And mm. um, but what they didn't have was a proper leadership. Mm -hmm. So they were you can basically say they were attached to the other legions as the vanguard okay. or strike force or scout units. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, whatever you want to call it. And that's, guess I, fine. But um, since they didn't, they were not part of the 
legion they were attached to. So they got more and more scattered. Yeah. No proper leadership. Problem with the supply lines. Mm-hmm. No one really knew how, how many they were, how much they needed, or whatever. Yeah. And they were really never, never united. So they all developed different kinds of combat tactics, traditions, uh, or other things that glue the other legions together. They sound, they, they sound like they're, they're, they're sort of super... They, they stuck with the original sort of nomadic um, yes. essence that, you know, as it said, you know, a lot of these things seem to come from the Primarchs after they've arrived, but it seems like this was something almost built into them from the beginning. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, you don't have to take hist- history lessons to know that uh, this this the Genghis Khan legion of the oh yeah thirty <laughs> first millennium, and so you can call it different tribes, I guess, yeah. scattered, attached to different legions, doing their vanguard or scout units or hit and run tactics and so on. So they had plenty of problem with uh, resupplying mm-hmm. both units. Um, Weapon-wise, yeah, material and and other legionnaires. So they were diminishing. It was smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I, I mean, think it, it read somewhere that just uh, some units were just a couple of hundreds mm, units strong. Yeah, and what do you call the pioneer companies? Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at it here, actually. It's talking about them being used as far back as the Unification Wars. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors they were, back yeah. there. They were wow. on Terra on the Unification War. Fighting alongside Thunder Warriors and stuff. Jesus, that's amazing. And they were pretty much stuck with that role. And I guess they were diminishing and probably in danger to be actually still a legion mm-hmm. until the Khan rose and the Khan well he was on this planet Chigoris yeah we got it we got it <laughs> always forget we've been, we've been trying to work this one make sure we get this one right before we, we came on air Chigoris <laughs> we're good what can you say about that it's um Nomadic tribes on it, the stereo helmet, and uh, basically you have one nation, and I could tell that uh, that's like China, and nomadic tribes around it. Well, that's Mongolian tribes, I guess. It's like ancient Asia, really, isn't it? Is that yeah, the, definitely ancient Asia, Asian continent, continent. As you said, it's uh, it's pretty easy to see where a lot of the um, yeah. A lot of the, the stuff was drawn from. Yeah, and Khan means king in Mongolia. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, and the Khan, obviously, uh, conquered the planet. And by doing so, he... Well, he was found by one tribe who raised him. And he was basically... become the leader of that tribe, eventually, of course. And he conquered tribe after tribe, and every time he got it, gave the conquered tribes a choice, 
join me. We did. He gave the cho- choice to everyone. And uh, say again, Freddy. That's are you back? Yeah, yeah, he's back. Yeah, yes, very generous, generous offer. And uh, eventually, everyone accepted it. And he used the conquered tribes to take the best warrior from them to make his own army bigger and stronger. <clears throat> uh, eventually, the emperor shows up. And he, the way Khan's, the way the emperor probably see it, because her, this the emperor and Horus, and the emperor says, "My beloved son, join me." But what the Khan sees, okay, he's a conqueror, and he's bringing his sword with him. So he given me the same choice as I've been given to the tribes that have been conquered. Mm. Boot on the other foot, son. <laughs> yes. And that's the way he actually sees it. I don't think the Empress sees it that way. Probably not hers either. But I can totally understand the way he... What's happened if he said no? Yeah, that's true. He's been he, like... He's rational and he, he's enforcing the same type of uh, leadership <laughs> onto himself as he's doing onto his uh, beloved tribes of the planet, sir. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. He, he uh, lives the way he learns, or whatever. And to, and but, to but he's, fair, he's got right. What choice does he have? No, I want to go back down to my planet and do my things. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> I'll do my things. <laughs> I, I, I'll just do my thing and get wait, get ready to get wiped out. Yeah, I'll totally do that. Um, yeah. yeah. So sure, he got definitely got the point there. Mm. And later he's on, a, he's he was a rational person. Definitely. And he was ambiguous for a very long time to join the Emperor's side or the Horus side later on. Because, well, the Horus has turned as a traitor, obviously. Mm. But the Emperor is a, tra- is a tyrant. So It's okay, you can say the Emperor is a traitor, but you know how to say this right. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a tyrant. Well, he can't be a traitor against this. He's a tyrant. Yeah, he, he can't be, be a traitor to himself. Seriously, he could be. He could be an asshole. He could be <laughs> a traitor to the sons. He's, bet- <laughs> he's betrayed his sons. There's something there in it, right? No. Okay, move on. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so this clearly this ship, he, but he is an outsider. He's have doesn't really have any friends among the Primarchs. Well, except for Magnus. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't the most popular guy in the class. <laughs> no, no, the, he's backs, a... the guys furthest in the back. Yes, he's the guy. He's the guy with sort of like the leather jacket, the long hair, and barely washed clothes that everybody's kind of a little bit scared of and wants to stay away from. <laughs> so he's he's kind of cool with the the weird kid in class who talks about you know D and D and weird shit and you know. All, all the magic elements. So yeah, that's, that's, like pretty that. much, that's pretty much him. Yeah. But the real challenge, he accepts to join the Emperor. Of course he does. Emperor. Uh, but then he have a problem. Where are his fucking legion? It's scattered, remember? Absolutely yeah, yeah. everywhere. A small rubble warbands. 
So it takes like, I don't know, I read it somewhere, like 40 years or something, 25 years. <laughs> till everyone is actually... That's, that's, uh, again. That, that, yeah, that, that's, um, what's, what's the word? Drawn out is the phrase I'm yes. looking for here. That's yes, taking yes, a while. Yes. And he wasn't really that easy to... Because everyone, every small unit out there has their own tradition now, their own fighting style, their own leader, their own leadership, etc. Come this guy, what to do. So he joins them and make a campaign. Rather, the way the fluff said is strategically not very important system. But he forced them to cooperate. And that way he glued the legion together. Which is, I mean, I mean, it's it's actually quite. I, I love. I will just say, sort of tying into the fluff in general. I love the way that um, with certain certain primarchs, GW leaned heavily into history like this. You know, leaning into the Genghis Khan thing, yeah. Uh, and how he's how you know you look back how Khan actually did stuff um, is very much the way they've 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 gone with. Jagged Khan as well in, in his backstory and everything. And they've not sort of shied away from it. It is a case of, you know, this is how we've they done things. They've gone full Mongolian. Oh, yeah, they yeah, have. It, it's gone, very obvious where. They've gone full Mongolian barbecue on this shit and yes. just gone, right, that's it, off we go. Ta-da. Um, and, yeah, it's, I, I, think it's, I think it's glorious. And I just love that they've, they've really got into that. Um, Especially now we've got more of it in this book apart from the what we knew of it in the in the general background. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so I, I, Legion really needed this book because there aren't much out there. No. no but no. I, I just love that. Sorry, I just, I just wanted to mention that while we had a chance. No, definitely, right. definitely. Seeing as I had some uh, domestic disturbances, so have we so we've just gone through the background of the fluff? Have we we're just through? we're just yeah we're just starting on the fluff, mate, and we we're just we 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 had a bit of a, a, a tangent so about the new new chat new stuff coming out, the new Legion yeah. stuff, but that was just my fault. So you you <laughs> well, weren't well, here to we be brought up. So. Controversial dreadnought debate. No, we no, no, that's we haven't even got there yet. Oh, so, fucking hell, man! You but come back in, kick the hornet's nest straight away. Give it a all chance. Right, let's, right, okay. let's build Freddy, up. Kicking out the whole gang, Freddie. Well, uh, well, you know. Or have you not drunk any alcohol yet? Get on with it, one way or the other. Well, <laughs> I'm mixing alcohol and uh, paracetamol and and all those other cocktails. Proud of you. Um, That's the best way of doing it. There you have it. Yeah, best way. Of, it's, it's it's how we live these days. Alcohol and painkillers. It's the only way through. <laughs> oh, so where were we? we? He just united the um, Legion, right? He just gave his card yep. that shit, basically, he yes. He, he celebrated his 40th uh, crisis together with his <laughs> yes. now less scattered religion. Yes, you have to remember that he, he actually he started this campaign to join the Legion before all elements of the Legion were back, actually. Because, like I said, it took forever for everyone to get their fucking asses back. Yeah, which is natural because they were scattered across the galaxy. Galaxy is pretty big. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what he did afterwards, he decided to you have to work together, and they did. And they mixed every unit up. So 
to unite it even more, he split up all these small scattered units and intermix them to make them well, don't hang with your old bodies anymore. <laughs> hang with your new bodies. But it was a pretty small legion. Roughly 80,000, it says. Um, yeah, it's pretty small when you think about yeah. it. Yeah, well, it's not smaller legion. It's not third legion small at the beginning, but you know, it's uh, definitely not, and not one of the bigger. No. And then Freddy, yeah. what about the dreadnoughts? <laughs> what about the dread? All right, so we're going into the dreadnoughts now. Okay, let's let's, let's take the gloves off. Let's jump straight in then. Um, whatever then. Let's me. I'm just gonna roll with the punches. I need to. I need to get one of those nice color thingies and have a dreadnought in front of me and look at it because it inspires me more. Uh, what about the dreadnoughts? Well, <clears throat> we've been playing. Games Workshop games for how long, Pelly? Like 90? I don't know. I'm only 20, 23 years old, so I can't be that. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Thousands of people just cried out in, in, in bullshit and then <laughs> were silenced. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Uh... Seriously, I guess we've been playing for like 30 years or something. Yeah. Probably more. Uh, but I, I remember anyway. back in, in. I actually double checked Rogue Trader. Um, last night, and there was nothing about the the white scars and their kind of dislike for dreadnoughts. And then I checked the the, the Warhammer Forty Thousand Compendium that came out uh, that was supposed to you know enhance the different Space Marines, and it wasn't. It was like a buy note in there that says that they they don't you know they don't prefer being intoned into a dreadnought, but it didn't say that they don't do it. And and I'm trying to find where where the reference come from because it seems to be just some sort of well established fact that this is the case. So I don't know if, if someone has actually Googled this and found like a proper reference. Why what the, why about um, the reference book in the second edition box, the first 40k game? Isn't no. there somewhere in there? Maybe I haven't. I have it here. I could actually look at it. Well, I think but, I think if nothing if nothing else, I think it's just it, it's been something that's generally considered for a fast moving, yeah. Um, I think it's fast moving, really. high speed legion. That if nothing else, dreadnoughts seem counterproductive to that. And I yes. think if nothing else, that 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 has come up in some shape or form to make. To become what we know as this this dislike for, um, for well, well, it, 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 if you this sort of stuff, depending on who you talk to, it's it's either dislike or it's blatant. Like, like they, no, they don't have dreadnoughts. But the uh, all have legion them. have dreadnoughts. But if in the white scar stuff fluff, the way they fight, they hit and run. They're using bikes, jet bikes, whatever flying shit they can find. Then put. Him in a fucking metal box that can't run. No, it can run. Okay, it can run. Probably faster than infantry if you think about it. Like in, yeah, but they don't use infantry. (laughs) They, they, because they have longer legs, they should have bigger strides. But that's rather ironically. Why did the Blood Angels build a fucking flying dead dreadnought then? 
Thank you. Somebody else got there before I did. Thank you very much. I was holding off on that one, hoping somebody else was going to mention so what, it. What are you telling me? You want Fortwell to do a contemptor on a jet bike? Fucking yes. <laughs> no, can we? It cannot be riding the jet bike. Okay, it cannot be sitting and riding the jet bike. Yeah, it must be riding it like a fucking hoverboard, or I'm not accepting it. I'm just saying now. <laughs> or do you remember the old metal juggernaut? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it must fly, fly on it like some sort of disc of zinch, but, you know, it being a jet bike. Or, or and I'm just putting this out there, one on each foot like, like inline blades. Just saying. But technically, in a <laughs> Storm Eagle, you can fit one dreadnought in right yes i think so. so what we need to do is they need to do like a saddle <laughs> on top of a storm eagle where he used fucking hangs on there uh, please understand well, we do love the, this uh, transport compartment and run off when they well, land. He doesn't need a transport compartment he's just on top of the storm eagle please understand we do love this legion we're just taking the piss because <laughs> it's far more interesting than the blood blood angels are to take the piss out um <laughs> No, even better. How's, how about this? Okay, I, I think I've got the ultimate option. It's like some sort of Transformers thing. It just has a backpack that is just... <laughs> like the blood set... they just no, 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 this is not... no, this is like one giant wing with retro boosters on it, and then it just just drops it into battle. But so it just flies across and then deep strikes. a call and said, hey, dude, that flying dreadnought thing there. We want some. From? Come on. <laughs> Hit a, yeah, hook a brother up. We'll take 10,000. <laughs> we'll take 10,000. Can you add a second rocket because we want to use it more than once? But, but yeah. either way, uh, you have to, like, if we go back on track here, you have to never, you know, never. <laughs> with the whole dreadnought controversy, I think that in the background now that they present, me caressing the pages here, you can probably hear. Uh, I'm caressing I my think, screen if that counts. Yeah, uh, they have actually taken a very nice turn and twist about how how to incorporate the dreadnought into the legion and mm. their role, so to speak. Isn't that right, Pelle? Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, this is one of your babies. You want to talk about it, maybe? My babies. Okay. <laughs> because I love. You dreadnought. really love this part. I know you do. Yeah. No, so so they're more like. Um, how would you explain? Like they're more. They're kind of like, imagine ancient scholars, but in massive robotic suits. So they, they kind of look after the history of uh, the White Scars. Funnily enough, every single color page or reference is like, ah, oh, an old Terran warrior has been intoned, but, you know, <laughs> never mind. Uh, so so they, they're, they're the caretaker of the past of the Legion. Yes, in that way, they're almost like... Their legion chaplains. Yeah, it's very much. It's it's very much like the 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 space wolves. In that respect, they they look at the ancients as something yeah. more than just do you know they're they're more they're more than fight. They're venerable. They are truly venerable warriors who remember the the past and the history of the the chapter or the legion, I should say. Because I'm thinking about more on the 40k side with the with the space wolves um for that but uh you know it's 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 another way of doing it which i really like and it's a good way of putting it in there um for sure um 
but yeah, I mean, is there, is there anything more in there about the dreadnoughts themselves, Freddie? Or yeah, I'm trying to find. I know there was a, a reference. Sorry for being so poorly <laughs> because I had to run out. I had actually the, the there's a nice. We apologize. Told you be half. It's okay, bud. You're all good. Don't worry about it. Uh, there was a nice reference, and I was trying because I page 147. 147. Yeah, you're probably right. Because I slammed <laughs> the book together and I didn't put the stupid. You didn't put a bookmark in, did you? Uh, yeah, exactly. I didn't because it was all right. There we go. Uh, the Uhan Solban. There we go. So it, they actually, it really nice. Like they, they've done um, a little sec section where they actually describes everything. Uh, so they call, call the dreadnoughts the Uhan Solban or like the guardians of the morning and the evening star in whatever tongue they have. What, what is it? Shugorian? Shugorian tongue. So, yes. No, it's almost the like Shugorian. Or they sorted out. out. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we've already gone over that one. Yeah. And and I like how they uh, how they always reference to, like, there's a, a bunch of them at uh, Terra, and there's a bunch of them at uh, Shugoria. And I mean, I mean, interesting to know more about uh, the role of the Uhan Solban in Terra. Hmm. Because yeah, they that's is, interesting. Cause... Yeah, because they just mention it briefly here and there, and it's everywhere in the text, but it doesn't really say... Uh, it doesn't really say... like it, it only says that they're doing, like, they're maintaining, like, the, they're the guardians of the gene seed rep repositories, and they're kind of the ones that uh, try to keep the history of the Legion and kind of... So it's sort of like the storytellers around, the, like the old man that tells the story of the past. Mm. Um, yeah, but I want to know the interesting interesting part here in the beginning. There can't be that many dreadnoughts at all, no, because uh, they were splitting up very fast. No coherency, no unified leadership, etc. Yeah, mm. and I think but, it's but it's kind but of like uh, so it it probably means that even at Terra. They should have some sort of uh, gene seed repository, because it says like they have the gene seed repository of the fifth legion on uh, Shugoris and Terra. So they yeah, actually I mean, have have well, like a gene seed uh, re repository at Terra as well. Which yeah, well, we we were just meant, we we mentioned a little bit earlier before you jumped on, mate, that um, the elements of the what was the fifth legion were actually present during the unification wars and yeah, yes. uh, that sort of stuff. So I mean, it's. It makes sense for it to be there, if you think about it, because it, it would have been part of um, uh, where they were, basically. Yeah, um, but I, I know, but most, most like, uh, if you look at the other legions, and then after the Unification War, and when they move on, and they finally find where the Primarch is from, and they move their kind of bases. Yeah, exactly. They move it off-world, don't they? Yeah, they move it off-world, but, but they still have it at Terra. Hmm. Which is, I, I want to know why they want to keep that connection to Terra, and how that like it never gets covered. Why they they are so why they keep having it kind of on an even because it's it's Terra and and um, what's it called Shugoria Shugoris Shugoris Sorry, I have so much snot in my brain. It's okay. I keep I keep wanting to say Chondax. I keep wanting to say Chondax, but that's oh, something Ch completely Ch Ch Chondax different. Chondax is, is not a happy place for the Legion. <laughs> no. no, it's definitely not a happy place. Not a happy, just... <laughs> happy memory. Um, 
but I, I like how it's it's when it's mentioned in the text, it's on equal footing, and how whenever other legions talk about it, except the Imperial Fists, Terra has is always something different. It's always something distant. It's not on on equal terms. As their yeah, good point. I didn't really thought about it, but it's true. Mm-hmm. So it, it could be again something to do with what you said before, Pelle, about the connection that the Khan feels he has with the Emperor. So he is the o- overlord, hence why they should have basically uh, in 40k yeah, could be the reason, a chapter, chapter house or whatever, you know, mon- chapter monastery whoop to do at Terra as well. Because yeah, it's like and the, the fact that like what the serfs ever... usually do, you know, they have. In the feudal system, they have like the representatory, like, but he has yeah. like a full fucking repository there. Yeah, definitely. It could also be a part of the thing that the, the Legion do have a very scattered history, different yeah. traditions. They want to keep that Terran legacy mm. still alive. Yeah, it's very possible. I mean, it's yeah. all good questions. And, and again, it's all really good options for you to start. If you're actually looking at doing a, a White Scars Force to go, well, do I want to go like Natural Chigorin? Do I want to go Terran? Do I want to mix it up? How do I want to represent that? Gives you lovely angles to actually do that. Yeah. Which is really cool. So that, that's always a fun thing. And, and who knows? Maybe we will get the answer to that question somewhere or it's buried deep in here um, somewhere. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure Pete Reese is screaming at us somewhere. I'm, I can pretty much hear him yeah. do it. But. But you know. but like the the main concept is like they they are in charge of 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 the history and and obviously the gene seed is very incorporated into the history because of that the gene seed is basically the genetic history of the legion and that's where the be all end all it's the genetic coding that makes up a white scar and makes him a white scar so that's embedded with the history and kind of chaplinesque role they have and also how they because they aren't aren't that mobile but the reason why you don't see them as much, and I probably, probably if this ever gets updated into the 40k, mm-hmm. it will see like, well, the reason you don't see that many white scars, dreadnoughts, whatever, is because they're all guarding fucking um, gene seed repositories and stuff. Yeah. I must, I must admit, one, one thing that interests me is that just looking at the. the there's so of- few of them, obviously, <laughs> after the. When they have the second foundings and third foundings and so on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, what's interesting on that point, um, uh, maybe I don't know, maybe it'll, it ties in eventually into 40k lore, or uh, and it's another. I think it's a positive and a negative in the same thing. So I've got two thoughts I want about to talk about. If you yeah. read the last section of the um, the piece about the Uhan Solban, um, right. it talks about the the rare occasions that they would actually take to the field. Yep. Um, and you know they would they would make these demands they could potentially make these demands themselves um and it was felt that a lot of this came from the the sort of half dream state that they were in um and they were seen you know actually having the, one of these were uh, one of these dreadnoughts you know the Ulhan Sulban step onto the field of battle was kind of seen as a bad omen uh within the white scars and there's this lovely piece where it actually talks about Again, Chondax, where a l- the largest number of them actually walked 
um, for a long time or whatever it is. I'm just quickly scanning it. Unprecedented numbers, that's it. Yeah. Return to the field of battle. Um, and it wasn't until the end of the fight. I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's the, I have a bad feeling about this. Now, the, the, this is the, the two things I want to talk about is when you talk about that point is maybe it's just very much a case of, you know, come 40K, it's like, um, yeah, we've got a bad taste in our mouth about having these guys out on the battlefield, so we're maybe actually going to say no to them. Or we'll, we'll think really hard. If it's like, you want to go there? Maybe we'll go fight somewhere else. I don't know. Um, but it's also the only thing that we're that from a, just a game perspective is I really hope this doesn't force people to think about how many dreadnoughts they're going to play in their games. Do you get me? It's like it's on, <laughs> it says, on rare occasions. Come on. If you want to roll a lot of ones. Yeah. A lot of Uhan Solbans. Yeah. Or if you want to try and break <laughs> that, you know, man up and, 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 you know, roll five deep and see what happens. Um, <laughs> just go for it, and uh, you know, see what you see what you can roll with, um, because it would be pretty cool to see them all out there, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I just think it, it's kind of interesting to see that uh, that um, it's mentioned that way. Uh, it, it sows a lot of seeds for things, basically, and I, I really quite like that. Uh, but I just hope people don't read that and go, well. It kind of says I can't. I, I can only do it on rare occasions. Like, no, go balls deep. If you want to run Leviathan flanked by contemptors, do it. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a Chondax force. Maybe it's a. Uh, you know, screw you guys. We're going to go and uh, bring all the ill omens we can. Kind of force. Who knows? Hmm. Kind well, of. There might, might be uh, a Gene Seed uh, convoy or something. <laughs> oh, I hadn't even thought of that. That's such a good call. Yeah. Um. Um, one thing I did want to talk about um, is the, the just the wealth of like pre. Uh, they've got a, I think it's like pre unific well not unification but pre joining of the legion. All the pioneer. There's this lovely section about um, all the pioneer companies and just how many. There's some beautiful examples of different heraldry in there, yeah. and later on, there's some gorgeous stuff um with different like legion icons and and things um i'm trying to find the pictures of them because it's they're absolutely gorgeous right 151 151 i'm so glad you you've got these page numbers marked because it's really Pell, helpful Pell is, is organized he's not yes he, yeah he's not an amateur like we are uh, but <laughs> I, I i love the banners i i just i just think that it's it's one of the honestly i think i look at this and go this is one of the richest legions for iconography and variety of it as well definitely i mean bear in mind yes i'm an iron warriors player it's got hazard stripes it's metal and has skulls on it so i love the candy white uh with the candy red uh, that is gorgeous I'm, I'm literally looking at one thing i absolutely adore um is there's a there's on 151 there's the pauldron from the ceremonial armor of the basically the destroyer corp um i can't i can't even pronounce that cara carolana or something like that basically it's very mystic very eastern uh candy red gold white looks menacing as fuck i hope they release that as a transfer because it looks yeah it looks epic um <laughs> 
and I, I just think it's beautiful the the imagery that you can get to play with this. Definitely. So good. I think you can really find a lot of references out there and do pretty much what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, so there's so much pretty stuff in there. I mean, is there? As we looked at when we talked about the Blood Angels a little bit last time, we talked about um, like obviously there's lots of the the pretty new units and stuff there, and you've got your um, you know your your Primarch at the top, and there's a little bit about um, sort of how the the legions organised. Is there anything much about that? Sort of once everything's come together, is there a lot about how it's all organised as a legion, or are they still pretty oh, loosey goosey? Like the, the orders and stuff. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they running? Do they run pretty loosey goosey in this one, or do they they actually have some sort of? Um... No, they, they, they have some order, and they, uh, you you can see like the. Well, they're not orders in the same way as they are with the Blood Angels, because in one way they are orders, but they're still a little bit of a loosey-doosey. Yes. But the, the yeah. only one that can really decide, it, like, let's say like the, if the Destroyers are going to use, or the Storm Seers and so on, it, it's the Khan. It's on order of the Khan. Yes. And they do have their own organization style. Because, no, I don't... I've lost the word here, what they call their units... They break down too, but the point what, is they the, were the never form, the organization. You mean, or yes, what you call it, uh, Freddy? Uh, I mean the auxiliary orders of the white cars, or no, uh, what you call the council. companies. They had a special name here, but uh, anyway. the Karag <laughs> the Karagalanar and the Urgendi, the oh, that's one I think about and the Uhan Solban and the Aklo Akugalanar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, that was, we're, doing really well with, we're doing really well with the names there. <laughs> well, uh, basically, I can say... Uh, the it was called Brotherhood, doesn't it? Brotherhood. 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 Yes. Yeah, that was brotherhood, but... <laughs> <laughs> is that the question? Jesus. Yeah, but the point is, there were no stock standard manual thing, how big they were, uh, how many troops there were in Brotherhood. You could... Split it up and still call it brotherhood. You can put two brotherhoods together with still a brotherhood. So there are definite references here in the book where the supply units supply you for like 5,000 men, is 15,000 men in that unit. So, uh, yeah, the pretty supply messy. guys were pretty upset about him, I guess. Yeah, that but, that would be annoying. Yeah. <laughs> that would be very annoying. Because yeah, it, it's you, you can't like, oh, this brotherhood he needs uh, fifteen rounds of bolter ammunition, and this brother needs four hundred and fifty rounds of Volkite battery charges. <laughs> what the fuck? Because yeah. they're all different. Hordes. Sorry, not brotherhood hordes. But anyway, oh. technical words. Well, yeah, the the hordes tends. No, well, they're hordes, and then there's brotherhoods. Yes, brotherhoods so are small hordes units. Hordes are like um, battalions, and bo- yeah. brotherhoods are more like companies. Yes. If we put it in, like, normal military. Opestresens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I think... Hang on. For those of us that don't do military, brotherhoods are many, and then the other one is lots. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so many, then lots. Yeah, okay. Just uh, could you, uh, anyway. A horde is like a big lots. force made up of many brotherhoods. 
Yeah, so many, then lots. Yeah, it's okay. People who know what I'm talking about will know what the fuck I'm talking about. Just move on. It's confused me. Uh, anyway, but one of the important thing is uh, poor little Khan never got to go to Nikea. So no. poor little Khan is uh, rocking around his world with his uh, little uh, lightning casters and dreamers and weird shitimi bobbies. That sense. No, that's true. Use warp energy. But the Khan, the white card had a representation at Nakia, right? Wasn't that guy? Did he vote? Didn't he vote by proxy? Didn't somebody vote on his behalf? Yeah. Is isn't that a special character? Keen Keen yeah. Tsar. Yeah. Yeah, I think that. But I think that he already voted like pro Magnus. I remember yeah. that from the Thousand Sun book or whatever when they have a who voted who. It's like a reference thingy from book seven. You mean? Ah, book seven. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But I do think uh, Kinza were at the Nokia, but I could be wrong there. Don't kill me. But then he obviously had no con- Don't contact. internet at us. He had no contact with the Khan, so he should have used... Well, I assume that the Khan will vote this. But have you guys gone through the fucking... The thing that breaks the whole universe apart? Not yet, no. That's That's pretty much what we're building up to. Okay. So maybe Sorry. we should get maybe we should just jump in and get our teeth into it straight away. All right. So after reading about Chondax, right? Cuz you got to read about Chondax. You've got to read yeah, about you Chondax. You got to read about Chondax. Well, you actually read Chondax. I still think we have one more thing to say. Do oh, we? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I want to keep the cliffhanger here. All right. That's one last really inter- interesting par- part of the fluff. Mhm is that they did have the fighting style. They were the vanguard, the explorers of the unmapped stars. But the more um, Great Crusade moved on, there were less and less blind spots. So they were called in to do their thing less and less. And then you, somewhat, the con, that is the way the white scar were used, were like, they were numbered somewhat. So either they had to do something else, or or they were going to be out of out of any out, use out of at order all. out of out of the game. So in well, that way, I guess the garrison and whatnot. Yeah, in that way, the legion itself might be saved by the builder by Horus. Maybe, maybe not, but hmm, interesting. Sure. He basically saw that he was one of the few who saw the writing on the wall ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, definitely. Hmm, so that's also an interesting part. I really recommend you guys to read. Yeah, definitely. So, Freddie, back to you. So, all right. Well, the Chondax campaign. So mm. the one thing that hits hits big with me, uh, without going into the detail of the actual Chondax campaign, is the preparation and the layup for it, and how way in advance of Davin, this is played out. Because this is basically, we're having Ulanor. He gets yeah. crowned as Warmaster, and he's like, Oi, Khan, buddy, made of mine. Brohim. Brohimu, <laughs> you're going to Chondax. And then, Oi, Alpharius, Brodimo, <laughs> you're going there to fuck with him. 
And that's like, wait a minute, this is not like he's not even doing heretical stuff. Yeah, exactly. Is that? Uh, anyway, yeah, this is the elaborate the timeline here. Yeah, this is this. Oh, yeah, I see what you're going about. Because yeah, this is this is um, this is this is pre um, pre corrupt Horus. Yeah, pre corrupt Horus, and it's also pre. Um, or was it? It wasn't pre uh, Thousand Sons. Yeah, it's pre. Well, it's pre, it's pre everything. At, same time, it's roughly the same time as Prospero, isn't it? No, no, no. It's at oh, the it? Victory Parade at Ulanor. Magnus is there. They're hanging around, drinking drinks, and the only other person he's talking to is Horus. Horus says, Oi, mate, I know you hate having a party with like parades and shit. Go to Chondax. I got some good stuff for you there. You'll do whatever you want. You get to, you know, hunt down some orcs, drink some beers, fucking enjoy life, and off you go. And that's before Prospero. That's before everything. That is, yeah. There's a lot of timeline to remember. (laughs) Yeah, which means that what's going on there? Well, I mean, it was. uh, I was reading this a little bit earlier. I mean, according to the book, that there's, there's no. I mean. Uh, what is it? Horace didn't see the Khan as somebody. Uh, he didn't see him as a threat to his no, position. Well, he saw, saw him as a buddy. Yeah. He decided the only re- the only way he could get the Khan to join him is by not forcing him to make a choice. I think. I I, I think it was more. I I don't know if it was because again, like you say, it's before Davin. It's before all the all the the proper proper dark shit starts to go down. Um, even though there are, you know, we've got all the whispers in and all that sort of stuff very soon after this or around that time. Um, I, I wonder, I genuinely wonder if it's because Horace is just trying to, um, get people on side. Um, it's a political play, basically get him out there, get him beaten up, get him to come back. He'll be more on my side for whatever I need in the future. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I am literally just... It It seems very unlikely. Well, it, it's not written in that way. Obviously, it's the narrati- narrator's perspective, but but he's sending him off to Shondax. He's over there fucking bumping around for seven years. Um, so, basically, Prospero and Istvan three. Uh, well, bas- that, the Moon of Davin happens... Istvan 3 happens, Istvan 5 happens. All of that is in, in a kind of short time frame, but you have Shondax and you haven't had the in, Interrex, uh, you know, where the whole... Uh, maybe, low, maybe, it's, maybe, it's just, maybe it's just as something as simple as Horace saw the writing on the wall ahead of time and decided, right, if I'm going to do something, if I'm going to keep these guys... From basically now we've defeated the orcs. Now we're still going to keep expanding, but we need to keep these guys active and doing something. Throw them into a, what could be an ongoing theater of war for a long time. Throw them but into Chandler. Why, why would they tell the Alpha Legion to go there? Why would they give him? I'm, uh, that, <laughs> I that I don't have an answer for, but I'm just I'm just trying to spitball why his, his idea might be to send them in the first place. And I think you but know. When put... does he send him to 
Because according to timeline, mm. year one, millennium 31, is the council of Nikea. And, and he is not there. He's not there. Fine. Where is Ulanor? Ulanor? Ulanor happens. Uh, the victory parade is just before he gets his mission to, well, have, uh, have a nice day at uh, Chondax. Because I'm just I'm I'm just looking at page. What are we looking at? Page number, page number, one forty nine. Well, I'm just going seventy five here. Yeah, because uh, on that one, it literally just shows him going over off, and then they later they were later we involved. John cleansing fleet. On yeah, they were. That's the order, and then you have the date. What but page? Nine to five. Seventy nine. Oh, sorry. an authority of the war Read along with the Virgin Heresy Union. podcast. First servant of the emperor on this date, 769000M31. Let no one hinder these warriors in the execution of these duties on pain of sanctions, extremists, and full redress under imperial law. Okay. 769,031. Hmm. Hmm. Yep, so okay. If, <laughs> if you look up when Nikea was, which is good, like I can grab the Inferno book. Yeah, a have a look at that. Get There's the book out. Let's let's timeline this, this motherfucker the, properly. This, this is the fucking. This is what I'm saying. This is why why I was like, what? What? Is he a baddie even before that? Mm. It doesn't make sense. Here we go. The last years of the Great the Crusade. Uh, zero 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 thirty one. The Triumph of Alenor. Zero zero one M thirty one. The Council of Nikea. Uh, 001 M31. The Chondax campaign, it says here. But here we have uh, 769000. So let's just assume that he gets there at 001, which is basically the year after Ulanor. Yeah. Because it's almost that year. Mm-hmm. It's, it's almost 01. Yeah. Okay, I have read it Shondax that deep, but could it be so easy? He knew it was Orc there, send him in. And then afterwards, yeah, he sends the Alpha Legion there to just fuck with him. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, it could literally be that. Like I said, I reckon it's a case of either he saw them as needed to be there and just to keep them busy, um, give them something to do, or get them, get them ahead and doing something, or. You know, basically, there's orcs, or there's stuff, go kill it. And then through the Alpha Legion in afterwards to cause problems. Because basically, but, but still, the, the discrepancy here is 001. Yeah, uh, how are we supposed to read? It's the Chondax 769000 compared to 001. Yeah, I know, but. But the, it's the, the M31, and then it's uh, the one is the first. And then so the first you have is the year. So there are 31, the 31st millennium. Yeah. And then you have year one of the 31st millennium. And then you have uh, fucking month. And then days and whatever, not timestamps. It's interesting. It really is. Yes. There's layers in this one. Lots and lots of layers. 
But still, how you, how, however you turn around it, the Trondax campaign starts basically. It, it, it well, it takes him to marshal the the fleet and stuff. So he arrives at Trondax, zero zero one M thirty one, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, they have the Council of Nikea. Let's see yeah. if I can find who was there. Uh, those Primarchs not personally uh, present at the Council of Nikea. Known stance on the use of psychers. Uh, Lionel Johnson favored favored neither side, but wanted to censor Magnus. Put Rob against Jagakai can support their use. And those guys were non-present. Non-present. Yeah. Not personally present. Here on page 77, Brian it says... Ryan wasn't there, Peter wasn't there, Khan wasn't there, Conrad Kurz wasn't there, obviously, because he... <laughs> Chris Manus uh, was not there, Angron was not there, Rabuti wasn't there, uh, Horus, Logar, Vulcan, Alpharius. Obviously, Alpharius is never there. Yeah, but if you read at page 77... This is interesting. Oh fuck, we already read. Yeah, we didn't know when Horus turned Elpharius and his followers to his cause, but given the timing of the event in Shondax, it must have occurred in 000 millennium 31, before the end of the great tri- triumph of Ulanor. Yet, unlike many of the other Primarchs who were early converts to Horus in the circle, Alpharius seems to have little cause for trail. Yeah, here we know because of the Kabbal. But this says here that he turned him before Ulanor. But all doesn't all lore before this says that Horus would turned at Davin. And that was after Ulanor. Where I went totally wrong here. Um, Are we just going down a rabbit hole we don't want to be down right now? or? No. No, yeah, no, you're no, just no. totally quiet here. I just fuck yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I was just, just... <laughs> But either way, you can't... Either way we look at it, the thing that is interesting... Mm-hmm. There, there's, two, two, there's two options of this. Either... If we look at it, let's, let's look at it from the perspective that Horus is not uh, like a baddie at Ulanor. He gives his almighty an assignment that he really likes because he is the politician that he is. He's kind of like a little bit like Rebute, but instead he's a people's person. He's not bureaucrat Rebute. He's a he's, no, a he's people- not an asshole. He knows how to talk to people. No, yeah, exactly. He has people skills. So he gives like, oh well, fuck. I'll give uh, you know, I'll I'll let Magnus work a little bit with Russ so they maybe can bond a bit. I'll send. Uh, Khan to chase the remnants of, and actually be, be the one that actually put the final knife into an orc and earns the Ulanor triumph. I'll um, send all these other people <coughs> wherever they want to go because I, I just want to do this the easy way. Let everyone have their whatever they want. Happy and brothers. And then I'll start, yeah, happy brothers, you know, fucking 
what is it? Happy wife. Happy, <laughs> no, life. Brother, happy life. Happy life. Yeah, so he's, he's going to send everyone and give them what they want. Happy brother, no now, trouble from that mother. Um, yeah. like that. And, uh, and the Alpha Legions, they are already knee-deep in cabal fucking shenanigans. So they are already have have like a, a, a little snippet and they think, well, well, what we need to do is that eventually Horus is going to he he's going to ask us to convert as many people as for, uh, as many legions as possible. So let's just go there and uh, because we've foreseen it, you know. Yeah. Plans within plans, fucking complicated shit. So like the Kabbalists already, they are, have seen the future. You need Jagatai Khan is a key player to make sure that Horus wins this victory swiftly. They'll send off the Alpha Legion there to do this shit. They already know that the word bearers are super corrupt because they're already corrupt by Ulanor, aren't they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I can go back and see the timeline, but I'm pretty sure they're already corrupt by by Ulanor. They're on, if nothing else, they're on their 50 year vigil or whatever it is of rediscovering themselves. Ulanor is off the monarchy. Yeah, so they they are they are fucking down the witchy pool. See. But you think I think you have a point here, Freddy. Yeah, it's way off. Well, so, read... so maybe that's the case, and then Horace realized that he gets he gets an idea by his witchy poo brother and says, like, oh well, we need to I isolate. So he's kind of reactive after his turning. It's like, okay, well, he's way over there. Let's isolate him and make sure that he doesn't get any points. So it looks like he is pre- pre-planned all this shit, but it's just the Alpha Legion and the Cabal doing this shit. Yes. And something that supports what you're saying right now, if you read The Master of Mankind... Yep. No, no, not... No, I've read it, but... No, that one, what the fuck is it called? When uh, Dorn fights Afarius. Praetorian of Dorn. Oh, Praetorian of Dorn. There are Alpha Legions planted on Terra that has to be happened decades before everything turns out. You, you remember that book? Yeah, I remember that. So the Alpha Legion has planted agents on Terra way before all this starts. And that supports oh, yeah. your theory, Freddy, that they just tail yeah. the white scars and waiting for the right shit to happen. Yeah, or, or they they already got inside information from the Cabal yeah. because of they've already hor- the Cabal is already talking to the Alpha Legion, right? So they always said like this is gonna happen, dudes. Uh, you need us to make sure that Horus wins, and the Galaxy kind of implodes. And one of the key thing is like here's a couple of things that you need to do to help Horus. Yeah. Then obviously in the fluff we read that maybe there are some Alpha Legion, the the Alpha Omega debate. That's going yeah. on. Is there loyalist Alpha Legion dudes or not? Like, what's going on? No one knows. Uh, but still, so I think it's it's either that or Horus is already corrupt and he is doing things that he is not thinking about, but he's already laying the plans. Yeah. Maybe the Chaos Gods didn't control him in a way he doesn't know. And Davin is just a... What do you call it? It's just a catalyst. Yeah, to start it all. But I don't know. It's interesting. 
Mm. Sounds more plausible, considering the Alpha Legion doing their shit. Terra, like... So, but before. actually, that that is something we need to uh, shout out to the community, because it was the first thing... I know we haven't even gone into the fucking fluff, but <laughs> it was the first thing that stuck out to me, the timelines. Because I'm, I'm a, uh, being a historical buff, you want the timelines to kind of line up, and you realize that, well, he's not an Ikea, that's because he's at Chondox. I remember that. I know that he's a favorite, and Magnus is sad that he's not there. And why is he not there? Maybe he could have actually helped um, because it would have supported Magnus to have his only friend there. Yeah. Because now it's just Fulgrim and who pretends to be his friend. Well, he pretends to be everyone's friends. <laughs> but, uh, but, but you know, like... Uh... Wait, Nikea is before... Nikea is a year after Ulanor, and that, that's because what the Khan does at Ulanor, he gets his orders. So I have the orders here, <laughs> uh, which it's the one that I quoted. Yeah, yeah, it's a roster yeah, that's a, yeah. authorized by the War Master to Jagatikon for the Chondex campaign, and that happens at Ulanor. And he gives him the order, and that's what you're gonna do. And that's the thing is, after it's a year later, it's when Nike is. So what do you, are you saying that you no, think so, that Horace may have had greater so, plans yeah, than so said, before Chaos got edition. in his hands? Yeah, because... Yeah. So said, perhaps the most curious addition to the Shondax fleet is that of Demi Vigil of the Silent Sisterhood. A small detachment had been a part of the Ulanor Crusade, but had little involvement in the fighting, save for two accounts of the rogue Orkanoid psychers uh, that had seen them brought to the front lines. However, the Council of Nikea, to which the Great Khan had not been summoned, has not yet played, placed any restrictions on the use of battle psychics within the Legion. And the White Scar continued around the storm seas to counter such threats. Huh. So he hasn't been, obviously he hasn't been summoned. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. And according to the new timeline here, uh, according to the unbalanced scale, this marks the beginning of the Alpha Legion's compact with the faction of the Outsider, and that has to be the Cabal, and that's mm-hmm. before Nikea. Yeah. Well, that's in the book Legion. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the Alpha Legion are doing the thing here, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, Alpha <coughs> it starts up here. We're going to talk about white scars and Alpha Legion. Just fuck it. Yeah, they always get in there. I mean, but you know, to be fair, I've I've been seeing so many Alpha Legion things back and forth. I mean, what is it? Um, like you've already mentioned, Praetorian of Dawn. So many layers in there about what the Alpha Legion may have been doing or may not have been doing, and how long they've been doing it for. Um, yeah. And I can't remember if it's which. Um, story it is from or where it's from but if, if memory says it's something that always stuck in my stuck in my brain from an old episode of the age of darkness where um i, f- I think it was actually the iron warriors and the imperial fists if i remember rightly but i could again could totally be wrong um of where basically there are like psychers buried inside like asteroids or planets and they're basically used as an early warning system and I can't remember where, where I read that, where I heard that from. I'm pretty sure it was an old episode of The Age of Darkness, 
And yeah, I just, uh, somebody will correct me. I'm sure I'll get a, a PM about it at some point, but it just sound. I think uh, it was sort of put towards the, you know, work maybe that the, um, uh, what you call it? The, um, word bearers had actually put this out ahead of time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's the, the fact that it was another layer of alpha legion that they've, they've just been going around the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Layering yeah. stuff out there, you know? I don't know, like it. But the one thing that puts me off as well is this whole that they have word bearers on those uh, stations to cut off the warp signals. Which True. Is weird. It's very weird. It's so many layers. It's awesome. <laughs> anyway, let, let's get back to some of the. the, but yeah, the yeah, so, uh, let's get back to where we're it, supposed to be. Put, put it out to our <laughs> listeners. Fucking. What do you think? Give us your theory about the timelines and what's going on here with the Horus's sending him to Chondax. Is it like the thing that we think that Horus is trying to please everyone and then the Alpha Legion already know due to the Cabal and are just being <laughs> typical Alpha Legion diligent and pre already take all the meshes in place to get ready to fuck around with them? Or or do you think it's more sinister? Yeah. Give us drop your a, theories. Send drop, them us email, drop us a PM or an email about that one. It'd be very interesting. And references, please. Yeah, references. I read this in this book. I read that uh, over here and blah, blah, blah. Would be great. Yep. We will yeah. see. We yes. will see. Anyway, let's, let's, get, let's not get lost on this. Let's get back to the, uh, back to the White Scars. So... We've got a lot of the, the history, like we said. John Dex is, is this fantastic, fantastically layered, thought-producing, rabbit-hole-developing, uh, as we've just done, um, place where they basically... What happens at John Dex? Let's just go over what happens at John Dex. Well, it depends on if, if you read a black, some uh, Black Library books or not, but... We can go over, uh, so initially Chondax is where the remnants of uh, the last Orcish survivors from the Olanor Empire, and uh, they're spread in the Chondax system. So the Khan goes o- over there and he basically decides, he-, he picks one planet first where he lands and just go fucking apeshit, and then he sends out his hordes across the system to try and um, trying to hunt down and kill all the Orcs there. Uh, what happens though, like they're super brilliant laid plans. There's some random stuff always happen. Like when they're trying to, uh, I remember one time Phosphex mines, because that just gave me some cool ideas about making extra units for our event series. Phosphex minefield. Oh my God. So cool. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, so they had like this Phosphex minefield. And then for some reason, some mini, instead of the entire horde, driving through there, like the orcish greenskins driving through there, some random small squad of orcs gets there and get annihilated just by random happiness. Another time there's like landslides, there are volcano eruptions, there are earthquakes and stuff that seems to make them not get in the killing blow with the orcs. And, and the orcs always like in the massive confusion always happens to go somewhere else or, or suddenly they get ambushed by orcs just because they happened to be orcish ships there. They weren't supposed to be there, but they, they were there 
obviously lured by someone else. If you if you if you read all this, you'll figure out that the Alpha Legions are kind of doing stupid things to fuck with the White Scars and make their victory not working so much. Has a has a lovely parallel to um, uh, what you call it. Lovely parallel to um, what they did with the Blood Angels as well, but slightly more overt. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's the same strategy. Lure them away and lock yeah. them down. Hopefully turn them. But, yeah. but but the thing is, as the campaign progresses, more and more of these things, like even the White Scar things, like, well, this is, they're getting more and more uh, cautious. And on a couple of occasions, there are incidents where, well, they don't know it, but obviously they've been attacked by Alpha Legionnaires. Um, in ambushes or you know when they come too close to uh, Alpha Legion bases around the system because they already have heaps of secret bases kind of think evil supervillain stuff like in moons and shit <laughs> so when the white, some white star units gets, yeah, gets too close to one of these things they obviously they have to take care of them same with ships, ships disappears and, and because they have these space stations that they have these word bearers which is another interesting like, why are they word bearers before the heresy, even though they're already fallen? But how did they connect with the Alpha Legion and why are they helping each other? And what, what's going on here? What, do, what else don't we know? But they are uh, uh, word bearers, psychers, and they have blanketed the system. So no astropathic communications are coming into this. And the White Scar don't care. But after five years, they're like, hmm, maybe this is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. No one is talking to us. Wow, that's a slow uptake. Yeah, but they, they, they just like being left alone. So they don't yeah. really care. They're just happy that they don't have to f- fill out forms and reports. But yeah, I think you're onto something there, Freddy, that before the heresy starts, the heresy is still run, run by the word bearers. We know that. Yeah. And we know that the Alpha Legions turns basically as the second legion, I guess, by the Kabul. Yeah. So why not? They hook up and divert things, turn things. So my they might have already cahoosed. Definitely. It could be. Right. Horace is not aware of this because he doesn't know he's gonna be the arc traitor. Or maybe he does. But that's that's the whole Maybe, maybe not. It's the whole yeah, who knows? But anyway, so yeah, it's it's just happens and happens, and eventually it escalates until obviously the white even the white scars. When you say even, but the white scars realize mm-hmm. that something is something is amiss in the Chondak system. <laughs> something isn't something is awry, and then all fucking hell breaks loose, and it's legion on legion warfare. Well, basically, what happens first? This is the heaps of interesting snippets here that. There seems to be two factions within the Alpha. They don't say it, but they assume or they hit or they they kind of say that maybe there is. And and the thing is, suddenly those some some one of those blank station that is key in blockading the system for astropathic signals explodes. Big bada boom. And and suddenly they get swamped with warp messages from both the Warmaster from the Imperium, from everywhere, like Dorn is recalling them urgent to Terra. They hear that Russ, the Warmaster says that Russ has gone fucking rogue. You need to assassinate the Wolf King. And there's so many things going on. And obviously, 
confusion is like total for the white scars. They don't know what's going on. And at the same time, the Alpha Legion strikes at like small outposts and you just go, goes mental, which wasn't really part of the plan, according to the document that they were supposed to contain them. And then they will join Horus. But obviously, well, that didn't happen, but yeah. But the thing is, like, they weren't meant. They weren't meant to attack the White Scars. So something goes terribly awry, or the Alpha Legion being, you know, their typical. Uh, they see a long <laughs> o- gameplay o- in it somewhere. Overconfident assholes. Um, yeah, I think I think they see a long game in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's so long that they stop. <laughs> they forgot. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it's it becomes massively legion on legion conflict, and obviously we all know what happens. Uh, the white scars manage to get get away, and there, 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 and then they could either go to Horus, and basically they could attack Terra straight away, or they could go to Terra and they could have helped the loyalists straight away. But neither of that happens. They're going to Prosper instead because he yes. needs to see his best buddy. Because the comp needs to know by himself what the fuck is going on. He's not going to trust anyone right now. Yeah, he he trusts no one. Because he pretty, doesn't know. Pretty who is decent. Me- it's a pretty me- decent mental state to have in the heresy. To be fair. Yeah. Well, he's More been people fucked by be the like Alpha Legion for like five, seven years. Five to seven years. Would you trust anyone? <laughs> no. Oh fuck no. <laughs> I, think uh, I gen- just think he's generally smart. <laughs> to be absolutely fucking sure to be good. Knows what's going on might be Ross, maybe Prospero. <clears throat> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Anyway, well, the only the only one he cares about really, Dad. He doesn't care. Well, he he tr- he, he kind of trusts Horace as a colleague. He's not like his best friend. Or anything. He only yeah. has one friend, and that's Magnus. Yeah, we talked about this before you joined us, Freddie. That the Khan. Definitely realize at this point that Horus is a traitor, but the emperor is a tyrant. Yeah. So he has a choice to make there. Yeah, well, which one is the less evil? Yeah, to just fuck off and run away. Create your own empire, maybe. <laughs> like Girly Man. Yeah. Now, <laughs> well, obviously, he, he needs more intel before he commits. He doesn't know if he goes to Terra, he's going to get. You know, he's picking the wrong side. Because he doesn't know why Why would his mate, because no one knows anything about the warp and the chaos gods and shit. So he, he doesn't know why would his his respective, res, a colleague that he respects and value his insight turn against his father that he also respects and values. Yeah. Who would know? I don't know. I need to sit down with my best mate. And we need to talk this shit out, because the smartest one that he knows is, is Magnus. So, and obviously Magnus, Magnus is dead or not dead, shattered into a, a gazillion of pieces. Ma- yes. Magnus is having back trouble at the moment. Yes, Mag- He's Magnus Prospero. Shardernized. No, but someone else is on Prospero. Yes, guess who? Wolf, wolf, motherfucker. Yeah, with the breathing problems. Yeah, uh, no, it's not. Serious asthma, serious asthma issues. 
No. <laughs> he maybe need a toothbrush though. Yeah, probably. Well, he he probably dips it in phosphex. Yes. But, uh, yeah. So that is in short the Shonax campaign, and I think because we already know about the campaign from reading scars and so on. Uh, but I I find it super interesting is the things that we don't know from from the Black Library books, and that is the unbalanced scales that they keep referencing to. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the whole play on that there's two factions within the Alpha Legion, even though that's been hinted heaps of times, but it's good to see again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, yeah. And, and Make- also, but the one thing that I'm missing, which I also miss from Black Library, I want to know more. This, this I, I see Khan and Magnus is a little bit to me like Ferris and uh, Fulgrim. It is like they are mates. And there's basically a paragraph that explains why they're mates. But I want to see them fucking bromancing around doing romance shit cutting the fucking head off yeah i know but like building a relationship and the one yeah. thing that <laughs> that has been to that i miss from the heresy so far is the actual the interaction between the primarchs even though it's hard to write about a primarch but i want to see them the interaction between them and i want to i want to know like i want a primarch series book mm-hmm. that works on why are people friends with who and why are people frenemies with other people yeah sure so like fucking khan and magnus are on a campaign doing cool stuff together like superhero stuff and they become like the best buddies ever i want to see that with ferris and fulgrim i want to see like why fucking dorn and put don't like each other you know like in a what happens why did they come to blow we do we do get to see why the wolf king hates magnus kind of well they actually have a story together where where one turns into a demon and he's like you rabbit dogs you need to be put down so Mm. like he has issues you want to see you basically you would like to see a lot more of the actual interaction on the private level i I want to know i want to know how they came to have this relationship with one another because that will help me understand the big, like the heresy and how certain primarchs did certain things. Like they tried to explore that with the um, Mortarian a lot, like why he's hating psychers. And, and like he gets a lot of love, but I feel like a lot of these primarchs, like Fulgrim, Fulgrim gets a little bit of love, but it's all totally, like I love it because it's so fucking far out there, but he doesn't get this very little pre pre fucked up full grim love yeah but in magnus and khan's case both are pretty much outsiders don't you think yeah like they find each other there that no one really trust i don't say trust them but they they don't really fit the stock standard starters legion yeah no but magnus, magnus is his, his besties with logar as well you know, yeah. Magnus has more friends than the Khan, so that's why. I, and I understand Ma- Magnus and the guys that like to read books. Obviously, 
uh, he, the philosopher and the science scientists are they going to be like kind of good good together mm. i think about outside of things psychic thing because the, the white scars are the one one of the legions are using psychic extensively isn't it yeah it's the thousand sounds white scars space wolf but they claim they don't but they do they just fenry stuff but uh, i think you have a connection there there yeah. but still I, w- I would like to see it explored a little bit more but yeah maybe you, everyone's there, a lot of it's a one-way street in radio so that's good but i guess maybe other people don't want to see that but i feel that i want to know more i want more meat to the bone like why certain people are with other people and stuff. Definitely, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, that's basically Chondax. So that it, it opens a lot of, it gives more question marks than it answers because the answers we already knew. But yeah, mm. I, I want to know what's going on with the fucking Alpha Legion, what they're doing. That the timeline thing, I can't let that go. <laughs> Something is amiss. Either the fucking like it's not Cygnus Prime where the clocks are fucking stopping, and and obviously when you read the Cygnus Prime background, that happens after he is turned baddie. Yeah. And if you look at the timeline in uh, Inferno, you see that also happens after he turns baddie. Basically, it's it's like he's he went to Darwin, he saw a thing, uh, and then he's like, okay, him yeah, to Cygnus. Because- Rust to Prospero, boom! It's on, boys. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, but Prospero is—he's uh, changes the order, doesn't he? Yeah, the emperor. Well, Cause... he doesn't. Well, he—he he, uh, manipul- uh, he uh, doesn't change the order. He just squares uh, Rust on in the right. He, he strokes the rabid wolf in the right way. Yeah. Anyway, it and wasn't the in- sure that... intention from yeah. the beginning. Anyway, yeah. and also kind of Magnus. Yeah, he could but, have just said like, "Okay, I'll surrender." Yeah, because all lore that's been written so far, uh, it has it that uh, Horus is tainted at Davin by that uh, Nurgle demon, whatever it's called. Yeah, and that's crash spaceship, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's uh, the sword, saved by the cultist Anthema and Anithema or whatever it's called. Yeah, that the dagger. Sword. No, it's a sword. That- it's given to someone. Okay. Yeah. That's being the Lord. Yeah. So all the way from like Rogue Trader. So I don't think they're actually changing that. Oh, in Rogue Trader, he gets possessed by a demon. Yeah, but it's still Davin's fluff. But anyway. Yeah. Davin. Davin, Davin, Davin. Fuck you. <laughs> you haven't been there. You don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. I'm there every night. Yeah, you, he could be using your dreams. Pella could be using like a northern northern accent and pronouncing yeah, it the right way how they pronounce it the the weird exactly that fort world priest dude that was limited edition that anyway i think it's the alpha legion and the word bearers it's their fault as usual yeah so something is weird but that yeah let's drop that before we, <laughs> we overanalyze the shit out of it. so yes. yeah so that's that's the background and it's it's good to see everything in one place and it's good to see 
I like the exemplar battles. I like the explanation about it. Like it, it really adds flavor to the white scars, which prior to that has just been jet bikes and kind of yeah, they're Mongols. I don't really. But now they're more. I find them super interesting, and I would love to try and paint handy white uh, games. Mm, pearlescent white. Uh, I, and I think like the white mm. and red really works well together. Even though I hate uh, hockey wise, I hate that color combination. But uh. you like Denmark? Well, no. I was going to say I was say prefer- Denmark's play ice hockey. Badly. Talk about uh, sure. Denmark. I, I was thinking. I was thinking more Red Wings. Actually, to be fair, yeah, uh, that's why I don't like. But, or Senators. Yeah. But they're more but black yeah, and gold. And, and, but I also like how they kind of. Because remember back in the day when they always emphasized that all the legions can do all the things. Some legions just like to do a lot of one thing. Yeah. So so yeah. I like how they they kind of like they emphasized about the destroyer one is one of the those orders in in them. They have the terminators and they have like a special place as well. Yeah. Uh, and and they actually like uh, what is it they they called something special, aren't they? Yeah, yes, they are. Uh, something mm. very hard to say. Uh, is it like the Karash or something? Uh, never mind. But but the thing is, like they have have a place, and even in battle at uh, Shondax, like they they do in and they come in and they do tunnel clearings. They have they have breaches. They have um snipers they have, you know the recon well recon kind of fits more in with their theme but you know they have they have all the things that a normal legion has and they can oh you mean the, the things that are, are you talking about the keshig the the ebon keshig no yeah, the term the terminators Karash. 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 which one because i'm looking at the the listings now they've got the one, uh, page one four six yeah i'm looking at the army lists oh, okay so i'm looking at page 220 no, which okay. is one of the Terminator units. You're jumping ahead of us. Uh, that's why I was trying to find them. You were talking about weird names. That's yeah. where I am in the book. Of the it's called the Kerash, but anyway. Okay. Oh, that was me trying to pick it out of memory. Obviously, that was retarded. But <laughs> uh, <coughs> so, but but I, I like it. So, so we're back again, and they can actually everything. And so they have dreadnoughts. They can do all that shit. But but they explain that in a. They're different, but they can do all the things that everyone else can do, which is cool. Did everyone yes. understand my massive? Yes, yeah, so we we got that. I went we got in a that. massive circle, but it's all good. I'm sick. I can blame that. Yeah, blame, blame away. Go for it. We're not going to complain. But I guess that's the the background. Unless anyone wants to add anything. Oh, no, I think we covered it all. At least some of it. Yeah. Uh, I think most of... I, I, you, you need you need to read it though. Like yeah. seriously, I, I don't want to spoil it with my my cold fucking voice here and husky. Yeah, we don't want to be an audiobook here because we just want to give you some treats. So you want to read a book by yourself. So, and, yeah. but that's the important part is that you know we are literally just touching on everything to give a flavour, um, and it is all about the um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's it's all about getting in there and reading it. Get the book, read it. The, it, it I mean, we we are literally touching on the the part, just the surface stuff. 
give everybody an idea who's listening who hasn't got the book what it's about but get the book it's yeah. it's amazing yeah. it's it baseball so you, you'll understand all the little snipses and hints and stuff that we say that keeps getting mentioned and you know uh it's it's definitely worth like the the fluff you need to read it, it's 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 just like all the other black books, it's a fucking excellent piece, and I love the historical way it's written, and kind mm-hmm. of like it's kind of like a, a historian has written it, it, like analyzing Barbarossa or analyzing the campaign of this and this, and trying to analyze the different places. Like, so what did Soviet Union do there? What did Nazi Germany, and what's the underlying motivations and blah. So, it, like, it's top notch. So yeah, fuck it, yeah. read the fluff, because the fluff is. Like uh, the the whole debate when we were supposed to go to Aether and stuff, where people said, "Oh, it's going to make all these books useless." No, because it basically eighty percent of the book is still uh, rock hard, mega, super hard for heresy. It's so good. Yeah. Exactly. So now we should yep. jump into the army itself. Yes, because yes. the there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, they just Isn't got it? fucking crazy. <laughs> so let's let's jump let's jump ahead or you guys come and join me where i am already at the the head of the book yeah the back well, of the i'm book. already there as well yeah i'm here i'm here perfect perfect right. so do you want somebody take the lead and let's just start going through the legion white scar the legion of the white scars let's actually start talking about uh legion of Starty's white scars and what yeah. they are sure I can do it if you want. Crack yeah. on, buddy. Go I got the Legion of Starters rules, of course. And then I got something called Swift Action. And this is an important one, I have to read it. On any turn in which a unit with this special rule ends the movement phase at least 6 inch or 12 inch if the unit is a bike or jet bike, from the point where it began the phase, it may, until the beginning of the controlling place next turn, Reroll fail to wound rolls of one with all attacks. Mm-hmm. That's big. Yes. It's crazy. You have to move them. You have to move them. You have to move them. Mm. And if you do, well, big, big benefits. Definitely. Cl- there'll be clutch benefits, that's for sure. They'll come in. Because that, that you have covers... to remember to move them. Yeah. Just, just move around them in circles or something. Yeah. <laughs> Just sidestep them. Six inches one way, six inches the other. <laughs> Why not? You have jetpacks, probably. Yeah. You can probably decide where and when to charge. Just keep them moving. Yeah, I was going to say, it's unlikely you're going to have huge amounts of heavy support. Um, yep. and next one, Eye of the Storm. Renowned for the ability to arrive unnoticed and unexpected, the White Scar used the mobility to dictate the flow of any battle in which they fight. An armor whose warlord has the Legion Astartes White Scar special rule may add plus one to the resolve to seize the initiative as well to the first resolve roll of each turn. And that's fucking good as well. That's grim. <laughs> plus one to your reserve roll. Stock standard. Well, that stack with a um, commander I know. Yeah. Poof. Oh, God. Right, okay. Yeah. That's horrible. <laughs> to a loss in death phase. An armor whose primary detachment has the Legion of Starters White Scar special rule may not select more heavy support choices than fast attack choices. This special rule does not apply when playing zone mortalis missions. 
Well, it's fluffy. Very fluffy. Yeah. Born in the saddle. All models with the Legion of Starters White Scott Special Rule and and the bike or jetpack unit type has the skill rider special rule. So that's good. That's ignore cover, right? No, sorry, move for cover. Skill isn't yeah, skilled rider. Yeah. Yeah, or you ignore the difficult terrain rolled. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> I am warriors, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm almost sure that it is skilled rider. You ignore that uh uh, roll in terrain where you roll a one, you get to wound. I'm almost cool. Cool, 100%. cool. Yeah, Somebody, somebody's yelling at this recording like we should know it anyway, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Legion specific war gear then. Um, they got a special Space Marine Shamshia jet bike. Uh, an independent character with the Legion status white sky special rule, which has access to. Skim tie jetpack with a heavy bolter may instead take a shamshi jetpack with a scatter bolt launcher for the same point cost. And basically, it's the same stats, right? You get plus one toughness, increased armor save to two plus. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is a jetpack, it just has some very cool. It gets a special weapon. Yeah. Called scatter bolt launcher. If I am correct, right? Correct, Amundo. Yes, yep. and that's got following stats. It's got a template, strength five, AP four, assault one, shred, pinning. Useful. You're still on the charge. Definitely. And tough for Mechanicum as well. <laughs> Pretty high strength and AP four and shred. Nothing to sniff at. That's pretty useful. No. Yeah. And they got a special dust combat weapon called Power Glaive. Any character with a Legion status, White Scar special rules with access to power weapon as an option may instead take a Power Glaive for 25 points. And got following stats as a melee weapon, of course. Strength is user or user plus one. Mm -hmm. AP is AP3 or AP2. Uh, got melee type. And versatile. And versatile means a weapon with this type uses the first strength and AP value on the profile is wielded in one hand alongside another item of war gear. And the second strength and AP value if used as, used as though it had a two-handed weapon special rule. So basically basically you can use it with one extra attack. And it's stock standard power sword, right? User yep. AP3. Basically, yeah, it's a it's a power sword at that point, yep. And otherwise it's a power axe with initiative strength <laughs> plus one and AP two. That's right. pretty nasty because they show up later on as well in another unit. Yes. And AP that is bananas. <laughs> and AP two fucking stuff doesn't crawl. AP two on initiative, that's that's never bad. Uh so I guess we should, for people that used to play White Scars back in the day, uh, I muted myself when I tried to climb over and grab my book of <laughs> retribution. Uh, the the only difference between the White Scar Legion of Stardust rules is that swift action, um, you get the plus one to your cover save. Either you get a cover save of six plus, or you improve your cover save 
by plus one. That has been removed. Everything else is just the same. Okay. That's an interesting trade-off, isn't it? Because I remember playing white scores like one or two times, and their cover save is just killing you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's annoying. So you, you got to hit them a little bit easier then, or wound them. But, um, yeah. It's in- interesting. And then, uh, as for that, like, obviously, in the old rules, there weren't uh, the Samishir jet bike wasn't there. Uh, mm. But the Powerglaive is the same. Yeah. And the Cyberhawk is the same. Yeah. Is it exactly the same as it was? Yep. That thing's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everyone knows what it is. Oh, it's worth going through. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's like a token. A token. A token. Token. And which is placed by the opening player at the beginning of the turn. Token can be placed anywhere on the table. It may physically sit and may be moved elsewhere at the beginning of each of its opening player's turn. Any unit with the infantry type or the Legion Astartes White Scar special rule that's firing upon an enemy which has at least one model within six inch of the token may reroll fail to hit of one. Any such unit assaulting such an enemy may reroll the dice to determine its charge range. So I guess it's like a hawk flying around. It is, yeah. And a lot of models do have that hawk on them. It's a white scar thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it says the counter represents the cyber hawk. Uh, representing the cyber hawk plays no other role in the game and may not be attacked or attack or block line of sight, etc. Yeah. Now, my here's a question: Can as it has a base, does it block movement? No, I think it just moved out of the way. Yeah, it's like. Um... Because I've had it, I've had it, I've I've had it used against me to physically pin me in place. No, it says so. It may not be attacked or attack or block line of sight, etc. It just plays no part in the game at all. Yeah, so you can walk through it basically. Yeah, it does. yeah. yeah all those things usually do like that. What's the these little fuckers called that the the, the dark angels have? Oh, you mean the the forty k? Yeah. Oh, the the watchers in the dark. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, no. The re- just a question because I've, uh, like I said, uh, a while back, year or more, two years ago, I had it, it when it was uh, first out. Um, had it used against me, and it was ba- I was basically uh, given a ruling that nope, it counts as a model, therefore you can't walk through it. Well, I, you, I didn't give that. Ruling. It wasn't one of our events. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was uh, well, that I'm was an issue. the old rules. It's exactly the same. No. It's not part well, in the game. Well, like I said, I just wanted to check that because that was uh, that that annoyed me because I uh, I got very uh, very much penned in because of that damn thing and couldn't go anywhere. So. Is it mentioned yeah. in the latest FAQ? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's it was just I thought I'd ask because it was something that hit me a few years back. And I thought I'd ask the question while we were here, so that's all good. Yep. So, so, so it's, it's, just, it's just there. No one. Cares. No, but literally, it was not at one of uh, not at one of our events at all. So it has nothing to do with that. Um, Jody's event. Wasn't my, it wasn't my event either, so there. It was his own ruling. Um, yeah, I ruled myself into a corner. Yeah, that's probably that's <laughs> such as life, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. All right, cool. And then it's the rights of, right of wars, right? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. You get one offensive, uh, offensive one, I guess. The Shogorian Brotherhood. Shogorian Brotherhood, yeah. Shogorian. Get a fucking planet you can read. Effects, <laughs> right like the wind. <laughs> Sky Hunter and Outrider squads count as troop choices and scoring units. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. Lightning Strike. Built around a core of mountain legionnaires, the Brotherhood of the White Scars used these troops as dedica- dedicated shock troops, while the slower elements of the Brotherhood encircled the enemy and took up positions to support the breaches opened by the Breeden. As a result, certain types of units gain additional special rules. All models with a jet bike or jet bike type gain the hit and run. That's good. Yep. Any infantry unit that that does not begin play aboard a vehicle with a transport type or any vehicle with more than three hold points that does that does not have the fast type must begin playing reserve if the mission allows it. Yeah. Any infantry unit which there are no models equipped with heavy salvo or ordnance weapon gets the hit and run and outflank special rule. That's a nasty one. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. Any unit with infantry type that contains one or more models armed with he- with a weapon with a heavy salvo organized type gets the outflank special rule. So basically, what we have is some yeah. crazy stuff in the middle uh, that are super fast, and then everyone coming in from every <laughs> yeah. Seriously, all infantry Cow- cowboy unit. and Indians uh, Mongol yeah. style. <laughs> Any infantry yeah. unit. Which there are no models equipped with heavy salvo ordnance weapon gates the hit and run and outflank special rule. Yeah. So hello, Mrs. Mr. Outflanking Tin. Hello, Mr. Guns. <laughs> hit and run is nasty. I hate hit and run. So stock standard assault units got hit and runs. Yeah. No, the infantry, not the jump infantry, sorry. Yeah. Hit and run and outflank. You can uh, do a lot of nasty it, shit there. It's good. It's it, it's a super themey, like super fast force where everyone comes in from the side, kind of like the whole the Indians against the wagon train kind of like yeah. with. And remember, you have plus one on your uh, reserve rolls. Yeah, that's good. It do well, have some limitation though. Yeah, the armor's warlord must be mounted on either space marine bike or scheme type jet bike. Though. Like that would be a limitation. <laughs> All compulsory troop choices must be either Sky Hunter or Outrider units, of course. Yep. Either troops and scoring. Uh, the army may not have more than one heavy support choice. Because you have to live with that. If all jetpacks or bikes within the army are removed from the battlefield at casualties, the opposing play gains plus D3 victory points. Yeah, which could be meh or really good. But it all depends if it's like a, a kill team mission anyway. And yeah. You might stack an, an additional victory point. I don't see it as like a super game breaking. Fucking killing all the bikes, that would be. Yeah, you, you can you always probably, run and hide. You probably won anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but are there any changes here? From... No, I actually went through uh, everything. Uh, I went through all the rights of war, and there are actually no changes in the rights of war at all. Okay. So not in this one and not in uh, 
the Saguar Masan. Sounds like a, yeah. a some sort of bakery thing. Yeah. It's a dessert. Like a, yeah, a dessert. <laughs> a dessert of death seeking glory. Yeah, exactly. Which yes, is you uh, that's the other right of warden. Yep. Got following effect, death seekers at the oh, end well, of the one, one of the most important things though is that to use this right of war, uh, there's there's a thing is you have to use a, scat- a shattered legion um, yep. from uh, book six retribution. That's true. Because yeah. without, without it, you can't use it. Yes. So death seekers at the end of any game, which victory points are used to determine the winner. Roll a d6 for every unit with the legion and status white scar special rule, and this attachment that has been destroyed. And in doing so, yielding victory points to the opponent. On a roll of four, four or five, no victory points are awarded. While on a six, no victory points are awarded, and the owning of side earns one additional victory point. That's special. In Serpent Eye, all models with the Lydian are started. White Card Special Rule are fearless for the first turn of any assault. Limitations This right of war may only be used by a loyalist army. Yep. And the army may never contain more vehicles than it has unit with the infantry type. So I guess you want to do infantry based shattered white scar themed army. This is the way. Mm-hmm. It's kind of frustrating if you have a kill kill mission. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, you get no you get no points. You get no points. No points. No, no, no points, points, points for you. you. No points for no you. For you. No soup <laughs> for you. Uh yeah. And and I like it though that they have a little it must be used by a loyalist army. Uh because well, as we remember, there was a lot of uh, white scars that may or may not have been Completely happy with the Khan's choice. Yeah, that's true. But in a magic just... way, f- fell on their blades. Yeah. Yes, which is kind of cool. But anyway, so that that's the rights of war. So everyone that had uh, retribution. Uh, so basically, up to now, uh, nothing has changed from retribution except that they lost that bonus for uh, for cover save, and you have added their crazy wonky ass mega jet bike. Besides that, nothing has changed from retribution, except now the good part, like all the yes. special, special, special units. Special units. Yeah. First um, off, it's the golden Keshig. Yes, that's easy to pronounce. Yeah, finally something you actually can say, I guess. So, so what's that, Pelle? That is a jet bike. So we got following. Well, it's three Please. jet bikes really, but. Yes, the unit consists of jet bikes. That's what I meant. <laughs> um, it got the weapon skill five, toughness five. It's a two plus save, of course. It's a jet bike. Otherwise, it's pretty stock standard space marines. That's right. The yeah, sergeant's got the leadership nine. Yeah, like the, they're not overly like the, the only reason. It's basically a command squad on jet bikes. Yeah, but they have the fucking uh, what do you call it? They have the good jet bikes, the sham shears. Yes, is that why that's the same as the weapon you want? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, it comes with uh, two guys plus a sergeant and 160 points. 
you get artificial armor, but I don't know if that actually rules wise it's different between uh it it is important in Son Metalish. Because that's, that's true. <clears throat> That's true. Really, that's very it's true. Plus armor. Disregard. Everybody just says they have it because it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> James Water Combat Blade, of course. Bolt Pistol, Frank Crack, Nate's Contus Power Lance. White Sky Shamshir Yet Bike with Scatterbolt Launcher. Special rule hit and run. You might add up to additional three guys, 40 points each. And. Any model in the squad may exchange the chain sword or combat weapon for a power weapon. The entire squad may take Melta bombs, which you probably want to do. If you run, if you run six, because it's a twenty-five point flat fee. So yeah. It's... And the golden Keshik champion may exchange the chain sword for or combat weapon for a hammer. Twenty points. Yeah. There. Jesus. Jesus. What the fuck Panting is going on? so much, Jody. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just getting hot and bothered about all these units, that's all. Okay. Uh, Jesus Christ. thought you had a heart yeah. attack. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, so no, the, no. La the lance. Yes. Contos Power Lance. Emily Weapon, of course. With two stats, either Strength 7 or User. Or either AP2 or AP4. Comes with some special rules. And melee, two-handed, sunder if they if he's charging. Yep. Cumbersome murder strikes on the charge and concussive. Yeah. And on any turn in which the bear has charged the first value. So on the charge he's using strength seven AP2. Nice. And you probably go, are going to charge since you're running on jet bikes. Otherwise, you fail completely. <laughs> and the jet bike itself has Skatebot Launcher, the template strength 5, AP4, and Shred and Pinning. What do we say about this? Uh, it's a, I would say glass lance. <laughs> no, but yeah. it, the thing is, they're so fast, and if they get this shit in, uh, mm -hmm. They have weapon skill five. That could be good. Like, <laughs> depends on what they're they're charging. The strength seven means that they don't auto kill anything. AP two is good. Um, they strike at initiative ten though is really nice. But I'm just yeah. worried about worried about their staying power. Like against you, you don't want to charge terminators with this bad boy. It's. No. But the the thing is, like the AP two isn't really good at anything. I, yeah, strength 7 is good, of course. You're going to wound on 2+, plus most of the time. Yeah, and technically, you could annoy really light armor if you had to. I mean, yeah, with the sun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you really could. Um, so it's not, it's not one... They're not like charged troops only. But um, you want to do it like this way. You charge something. Yeah. You don't have that many attacks. You get one attack... On the base unit and so do when, a charge. It, it, if it, you charge something at weapon skill four, you'll you'll hit with two of your three lances. Weapon skill and, five. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you hit something that has weapon skill four, you'll hit. Yeah, two. yeah, yeah, yeah. Two two of you dudes will hit, uh, and then yeah, well, you should wound two of them. 
but you know, with the involved saves and feel no pains and shit. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest, you know, are you really going to want to take a unit of three of these guys? If I'm looking at no. them, I want to go minimum five. So exactly. that's suddenly, five a two, that's suddenly 240 point unit to start with. And you uh, add on a character. Yeah. Well, not even that. If you just go with the, just the guys as they are, you're 240 points for a base unit. Um, what are we looking at? They can take melter bombs. That's situational, I would say. As yeah, in, if you want to, if you want to use this unit and take it, spend that much point, you are going to take the melter bombs. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I mean, if it, um... what are going to kill you? Paul? I don't know. Like, I would probably, I would probably take six of these bad boys and then just go and hunt down support units. Yeah, that's probably good. And rhinos and artillery parks and. Yeah. Plus, remember, you don't have that many uh, super heavy super heavy units. Uh, heavy units, super heavy. Yeah. I, I guess so. It's. I mean, it's not. I mean, I was just what I've come up against before in the past, and maybe this is better with the way it was done then. Was uh, the command squad build where everybody basically had power fists? So you had the five guys, five guys on jet bikes with power fists. Um, well, actually, th- this would be really good against another command because you could load this one up with five guys, ten pow- ten points for a power weapon. Okay, it's it's not power, they're not power fist, but you could put a thunder hammer in there. Um, but the way you, the thing you're gonna use them like hit something if you don't, and win, then you hit hit and run. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to run run away. You always want to be charging with this. There's no point yes. giving them power weapon because then you're stuck in the fight. Because when you assault, you're going to use the lance. Exactly. And then you're yeah. going to hit and run. True. I mean, I'm just saying I would rather put... If, if I was going to spend money, I'd rather spend points. I'd rather spend points on power weapons than melter bombs because if, if I get stuck, if hit and run fails for any reason and I'm stuck in combat, I'd pray that I'm stuck in combat with something I can hurt with a power weapon, um, if nothing else. Because um, like you said, you don't want to be charging Terminators with this. You know, you don't really don't want to be charging Terminators with this because they will smush you. Um, Small five so, units, five-guy units, stock standard. Five-guy, five guy, ten-guy ten guy tacticals, um, specialist units, you know, like you said, heavy weapon units. Something like that. If you've got a heavy support squad that's taking pot shots at you, get these guys in there. If they get if they fail, they hit and run. They're not going to get dr- stuck in a. They're less likely to get stuck in a long drawn drag out if they've got power weapons. But one thing we might overlook here is they can they have strength seven. Mm-hmm. They're fast. They can hit vehicles in the rear, right? Yeah. But, yeah. And you have Sunder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I mean, they, they have options. I, I don't use fast units enough to really know what the best way of using them would be. Um, no, well, the, well they, they're going to be out towards and stuff, so. Uh, uh, how I, much is one uh, jetpack cost today in stock standard, leading unit starters? Uh, I think it's 120 for three of them. Yeah. Okay. So maybe these is a, maybe these is a, a outriding option to like you say go after light armor, go after heavy support squads, go after go after quad uh, mortars, <laughs> go after anything. 
Well, they have the strength seven, so they definitely go through the. Yeah, they'll go through uh, things like quad mortars no, and like armor but and stuff. Because you you have your other outdrive plasma guns and heavy bolters and heavy weapons and whatnot. But I would probably th- this is this is used to harass and attack yeah. the rear of an enemy. And, be, and, and as long as they they fly, by the way, yeah, because as as long as they <coughs> they hit something that they can't beat, they run away, and then they hit yeah. something else. You could give the the sergeant a thunder hammer, you see, because you could actually charge in challenge if they have one uh, sergeant with artificer armor. I hope that you kill him with the lance, because it's one wound. You don't really care if you have to kill him or not. Uh, but if you're stuck in the combat, then mm-hmm. you need a thunder hammer to finish it off. Yeah, you need something that can clear numbers for you, basically. Yeah, one hit, one hit I, stuff. Yeah, because I don't see they're not going to be that many vehicles in the rear, in the rear field of a, an opponent that you will require melt the bombs to put out. That's mm-hmm. only if you get stuck with dreadnoughts. But then you 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 would actually charge the dreadnoughts and hope for the best with losses, and then you hit the run. Yeah, that's the key here. If you fail, you hit and run, you are in trouble. But that's the wide score way, I guess. You have to. There's something you have to live with if you play this legion. Yeah. But mm. I don't. I don't think it's very like you because you do the stock study. If you're really smart, you might you want to survive one round. But you have you have toughness five. You have two two plus save. Get an apothecary with this bad boys. You can give him a melter bomb just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, maybe. Yeah, and you, you give the thunder hammer uh, to the sergeant. You max him up to six because there's it's only five points more expensive than a normal jet bike. So you might as well take the bonus of adding them all up to six. And then you go around like these should just run around the backfield and be a pain in the fucking ass. And the longest you want to stay stuck in combat is for one round, and then you hit the run in his face, and then you can charge him with your lances in your face. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And hit, hit and run isn't that like it, it's not that it might be it's, it, it's not going to be super risky. No, it's a leadership test in line, so yeah, so more, more than likely you're and if you have. <sighs> If you have an apothecary or someone that has better leadership, then, you know, helps yeah. your uncle. True. I mean, there, like I said, there, there are ways to make this work, for sure. Yeah. Um, what's the... And I do, I must admit, I do like the Scatterbolt launcher as well. I just think that's fun, but... Uh, it's a crazy flamer. Yeah, it's better than a heavy bolt, I guess, but... Sure, yeah, you want a weapon on a jet bike. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, but the thing is, with these things... It's basically almost like a heavy flamer, but it has yeah. shred and mm. pinning. And, and the thing with this one is that because you're so fast, you can get in and you can just do the whole flame and then you're assault with your lances. Yes. Exactly. You of course extra wins. Like with shred, it's, it's going to be good. And against uh, me, solar, solar Ox, Militia, and Mechanicum, <laughs> you're not really care. Because then you have your strength seven, you hit an initiative five. You, you you'll take out that 
you know, the, those annoying backfields, stupid um, with the plasma launcher thing. What they call the big phalanx, phalanxes? Not yeah, the, the plasma bombard. Thanatars. Thanatars. Thanatar with the plasma yeah. bombard. Because the Thanatar, because with Shred, you know, you, you get enough uh, flamers on it. You're going to six flamers. You need sixes to wound, but you're going to reroll all of them. So you should, should get at least two wounds off on that. And then uh, you do the last straight into them. And hopefully you get a couple of wounds. You, you stick it out another round of combat where you hit them with the Thunder Hammer and then you, you hit and run. And then rinse and repeat. Yes. Yeah. Victory shall be yours. Right, let's move what, on. What, what you want to do is lock him so he can't shoot his stupid plasma cannon. <laughs> and then you go out and keep doing it. So it's worth sacrificing like one or two riders a turn <laughs> to keep this going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, anyway, sorry. sorry. Next, next entry. Let's go, because we, we, can, we can spend all night just talking about one unit. It's really easy to do. Let's go to the next one. Yes. Karash. The Terminators. Yes, the Ebon Gold, or the also known as the Karash, or Ebon Eben Kishig, sorry, also yes. known as the Karash. It's the stock standard Terminator stats, right? Four, hey. four, 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 one, four. Two attacks. Two, ten. Leadership ten. Yeah. Yes, leadership That's ten. The That's the difference. Yes, you got Terminator armor by choice, so it could be either or or. Um, power glaive. The, the interesting part here is it is only cataphractic and Tartarus, so it's not the third Indominus pattern or whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, chosen warrior rule, stubborn, feel no pain, five plus. The cash support unit. <coughs> and feel no pain for free. Oh my god! Yes. And then leadership ten, stubborn. These bad boys aren't running anywhere. They're not chosen going warrior. anywhere. Everyone is taking challenges left, right, and center. Yes, That's yes. Why yes. they don't have a sergeant? They don't give shit. <laughs> You may it comes with five guys for two hundred points. You may add up to five additional for five forty-five points each. Mm -hmm. You may exchange your power glaive for power weapon and combo blade for combo bolt for free. Why do you yeah. want to do that? Why would you? <clears throat> mm -hmm. Any model in the unit may exchange the power glaive for a power fist and a combo bolt for ten points. If you really need a power fist, okay. Yeah. Any model in the unit may take a grenade harness. That's good. Yeah. You have Tartarus, I guess. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, any model may exchange their combo bolter for a combo weapon, 50 points. And the Karash rule says a unit with a special rule never counts a scoring unit. However, the enemy player may never score any victory points for the destruction of a unit with this special rule, regardless of the scenario played or any other victory conditions in effect. In addition, a unit with a special rule may not be joined by any model that does not have the Karash special rule. So basically, this is a Terminator unit. It doesn't run anywhere. It's got feel no pain. And you get you don't get any victory points if you kill it. Yep. They and can, it doesn't count as scoring though. They can all challenge. They can all they can wear different types of you can have them in different types of Terminator armor. Yes. This is tasty. This is a really So you want if you take oh, a yeah. fracture, you get a four plus in or five plus feel no pain. And you're just gonna stand there. With yeah. power glaives. Uh, if you take them in Tartarus, you can run. 
<laughs> yes, might be good. Like, like the win. Yeah, you yes. can you can actually run. I uh, suddenly I hear lots of people starting to search for those Tartarus terminators. Uh, if if uh, any uh, infantry units, burning a Prospero. Yes, what's the rule for infantry units? Any infantry unit which there are no models equipped with heavy salvo or ordnance weapon gains the hit the run and outflank special rules. Yes, outflank oh, and oh, yes, hit run. Run <laughs> on a <laughs> Terminator unit. Holy shit! <laughs> These so guys I guess are gonna eat face. Sure, it's not a fast unit, but it's you can definitely lock down basically anything with it. If you how how um, how okay, here's a here's an interesting idea. Um, it doesn't say can can you join? You can join an independent character to this unit, correct? Uh, nothing... Only if they have the Karash special rule. It cannot it's... be joined by anyone. Ah, uh, damn! That, no, it, it can't be joined. Uh, the model does not have the crash special rule. Okay, so fair enough. You need, you need to find someone that has the crash. I just had this horrible image of ten of these guys and a warmonger just deep striking in somewhere. Well, that depends. What's the warmonger? Is he? he d- no, he doesn't have that special rule. He's a, one of the new Centurion upgrades. Um, put him in your only have a support choice and fucking Spartan and just full speed ahead. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. yeah. I just it, it was just a horrible ten, ten of these guys coming in, just deep striking and then spreading out with a run on the uh, in Tartarus armor and then just whatever's left turn to <laughs> next turn just oh god that would have been painful anyway ignore that it doesn't happen um, uh, but they do they do outflank <laughs> yeah. hit and run that's pretty absurd I guess you can I do pretty thing, cool things and forty five points for a Terminator that's pretty standard. <laughs> yeah. It Not is bad. a support unit, though, which kind of confuses me. I think they're that good that they probably can't get away with making them scoring. No, no, they but are. the Karash already makes them not scoring. But a yeah. support unit has nothing to do with that. There, I know there's a rule for support squad. I don't know what rules there are for a support unit. Maybe that's just a case of trying to get, uh, just trying to be very, very clear or future-proofing them for something. Or is a type, or maybe they... It is a elite choice. It's not a troop choice, but uh, sometimes in. But the... it becomes a, a troop choice, then then they can't be the compulsory troops. Yeah. yeah. It could be like. Yeah, yeah I guess they are right for that makes elite unit troops, right? Uh, and, yes, they are. And it doesn't matter; they still do not count as compulsory troops. Yeah, that must yeah. be the thing, right? It must. It must be the. I have to double check the FAQ if that's something. Mm. Either either the, the line is not necessary, um, or it is just that you it's can't covered use for the, something. You yeah. can't use them as compulsory troops. Yeah, basically, it sounds. It's, it's a beautiful reasonable. unit. It's a beautiful unit, and from the images you guys shared from the weekend, uh, I look forward to seeing them actually produced. Um, they're going to look gorgeous when they're actually out as models. Definitely. Awesome. Right. Next unit. What do we got? A. This is interesting. The Falcon Claw. Yeah. Got stock standard Space Marine stats. 4 4, mm-hmm. four, four, one, four one, eight. Save 4 plus. So this is a scout unit. 
Well, they were in recon armor, yeah. Recon armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, consists of four guys and a champion for 90 points. That's recon armor, pair of lightning claws, fragment crack grenade, shroud, shroud bombs, and Cameline. Special mm. rules is the white scarves, outriders, move through cover, precision, precision strikes, and hatred characters. Oh, nice. <laughs> these, these, cool. these guys are, uh, yeah, these guys are your assassination units. Yes. They're there, to fu- they're there to fuck people up. You can yeah. add on, like, for my guys for 16 points each. Pretty cheap. Yes, any model in the unit may exchange the pair of lightning claws for a power weapon and a bolt pistol for free. That's mm. if you want to um, add on power access, I guess. Yeah. The entire unit may take mental bombs. 20 points. Nice. That's definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. The Falcon Claw Champion may take a Cyberhawk. Uh, the Falcon Claw Champion may exchange one of the Lightning Claws for one of the following Thunderhammer, Power Fist, and Flamer, Plasma Pistol, or Volkite Serpenta. Uh, I'd only be interested in the first two personally, but. Yes, you want to smack um, his Thunderhammer in someone's face. Mm-hmm. They got special rules Outrider. A model with this special rule is treated as having the scout special rule, but may redeploy up to 18 inch regardless, regardless of its unit's type. It must still remain at least 12 inch away from enemy units. Nice. That's um, that's pretty nice. I I, li- I like this unit. I'd, I'm interested to see how this one would get modeled up and, and done. Um, yeah. That's very is, cool. Do you want to uh, use them outflanking? Or yeah. are you going to use the outright rule? I don't know. I, it depends. I mean, it would really de- for me, it would depend on the mission that I'm playing. But these yeah, guys, yeah. I mean, they're a scoring unit. So yeah, they would be... No, it's a fast attack. By a fast right. attack, no, not scoring unit then. Um, but they would be really, really good to just go and annoy... Um, again, backline units. Maybe yeah. you've got something with a, you know, you're facing, like if you're, let's say you're facing off against something like, say, Death Guard or Iron Warriors, and you've got a master of signal in a unit of artillery or something. I don't know. Yeah. It would, it would be ideal to go after, take him out. Yeah. Um, and then. You want to kill with it because. Yeah. The lightning claws just have AP3, right? So it's uh, going to yeah. get hard to kill those elite units with it. Yeah, yeah you, like you're definitely sure. not going after any two plus dudes. Yeah, no. But they, with your four plus save, you, you can't afford it either way. Yeah, but yeah, they, they seem they true. seem absolutely ideal to do um, to do that on the uh, on the support units on those heavy support units, which is probably going to be a fair. I'm guessing a fair bane of the um, of the white scars in general is you know stuff that can. Um, sort of you know heavy weapons that could one shot your speeders and bikes and stuff. So these guys would be amazing for that. Yeah. Again, sort of like you say, outflank if you've got the opportunity, or get that full eight. I mean, eighteen inch redeploy is pretty big when you think about it. Yeah. Even if you've got to be twelve inches away from someone, that's a big hop across the across the width of the board or towards somebody. So they're yeah. gonna, they're going to be a real fucking pain in somebody's face very quickly. Um, definitely 
and I would say this is a unit you've got to go. You've basically got to go balls out with. It's not, it, you know, I, I would expect this one to be going as hard and fast as you could straight away. Yes. Uh, you have to move through cavalry. Yeah. Just, Don't just get it. go nuts. Go, just run straight at somebody as fast as humanly Shroud possible. Throw the bombs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Do that. You. Uh, <coughs> that's, you have to pass a leadership test to assault them. Okay. So, it's the same as the Raven Guards. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. They love their shroud bombs. So move through Calvary and Cameline. That's good too. Yeah. They're, these I really like these guys. I'm very much looking forward to seeing some people knock these up. Um and to see them out there in the wild getting played, that would be kind of fun. Yeah. So what's next? What's our next unit? Uh White Scar Kisagan Assault Speeder. Yeah, and we yeah. saw this one, didn't we, Pella? It looks good. Yeah, it's really awesome. Freaking it's gorgeous. basically Javelin land speed, right? For 105 points. I think that's a little bit expensive, but anyway. Well, it's, yeah. uh, it's 12, 11, 10 instead of 11, 11, 10. Yeah, that's true. I didn't notice. You get a front armor of 12. That is correct. Yeah. Side 11, rear 10, um, two hood points. That's a big difference. As a vehicle, of course, skimmer and fast. You got a Kyrus Patent Assault Cannon and two Reaper Auto Cannons. You can deep strike, outflank, strafing run, grab back, quash. It's yeah. basically the same role that any Javelin have, right? Yeah, that's right. And you can make it a squadron, add up to two additional guys for 105 points each. You may equip with the searchlight and up to two hunter killer missile, which you don't really need. But it, it this one is all about the DACA. Yeah, so much fucking DACA. Two Reaper auto cannons, so that that's like four twin link shots, and you have your six from the assault cannon, which is yeah. Anything with twenty four is going to get a lot of fucking bullets on it. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I think the model looks great. It's a fucking gun gun platform, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, the model looks good. I'm only mildly jealous of it, if I'm as honest. Is the one increase in front armor worth the points? Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah, it is. Could be. Like At least they, they can front shooting. Sorry? If you want to front, front on, you can take a little bit more of punishment. So yeah. you're, you're not, you're not going to get fucking... Uh, what's it called? Glance down by heavy bolters and shit. You have oh. you actually like when it becomes front armor tall twelve. You have to shoot at it with auto cannons or better. Like you have to actually commit shooting. Yeah, yeah. decent. Bit. That's true. Yeah, and it does make a big difference, especially with uh, what you're putting into it, as in you know what it's actually carrying, um, yeah. and that sort of thing. So, yeah, and there, what is it? One hundred and five points each. You can get three in a unit. So, yeah, three hundred and thirty odd points. It would be yeah, it would be nice to have a little more survivability, basically. So yeah. uh, that is cool unit. I would definitely take it if uh, if I run a base car unit. Oh god, yeah, yeah, definitely. just for the fluff wise. I'd, I'd run a run a try and run a full squad squadron of those guys. Run three of them. They... Yeah, you'll, you'll have your DACA DACA ones, and then you'll have your fucking anti tank ones. So what are you putting out? You're putting two Reaper auto cannons. So what's that? Four shots from the auto cannons. 
Yeah, four shots twin linked. Yeah, twin linked auto cannons, and then you're putting out six shots from the uh, from the assault cannon, rending on sixes. Yeah. So I you're remember talking... you did on twos because on uh, strafing run. Strafing run. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got basically, if you pull three of them, you've got twelve auto cannon shots that are twin linked and eighteen potential rending shots. Yeah. They're worth it. <laughs> they are worth it just for that. You're going to roll a lot of dice, at least. <laughs> that's going to piss people off, which is even better. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's the last one. I mean, I, I I think these guys, what I love about the, the, the units is that they, they seem to be, um, there's a lot of situational stuff there. Uh, well, not a situation, let me rephrase that. Re- there's a lot of flexibility to them. You can actually yep. use them in lots of different ways. Um, and I love that, the again, it all fits the theme. I love the fact they've done something with uh, the, um, the Terminators and made them relevant. You know, it's not just um, finding a way to make them faster as such. It's like you take these guys, they're basically, it's almost like they know they're going out there on foot so they're just going out there to fuck everything up. And if yeah. they survive, they survive. Kind of that's yeah. the feel I get from them. It's you know, we're not might not be keeping up with everyone, but we're gonna fuck up everything we come against. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And this the speeders are just beautiful. The speeders and the the claws are just amazing. All about the claws. Yeah. Which is absolutely awesome. And but then yeah. we're going into special character territory. Yeah. yeah. And, and the one and only character, stupid Kishi. Ginza. 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 Sorry, the one, I missed that bit. The one and only character, the what? That can join the, the Terminators, the Kishi. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, fair. Because he's the master of the Kishi. And he's hopefully the... that rule states that he can. Uh, I'm sure it will. Chosen of the car. No, it's master of the Kishi. It should be. Uh, any army which includes the Ginza may select the Legion Command Squad with the Terminator Bodyguard upgrade to pre- represent the Kishig. This unit does not use up a HQ slot, and a model Ooh. in the unit chosen to represent the Kishig may replace the power weapon with a power glaive. 10 points. Mm-hmm. If this option is used, the unit represented the Kishig must be deployed with Ginza as part of the unit during deployment at the start of the game. Uh-huh. No. So obviously you don't get them. But Unless he has that special rule. No, he's just has master of the Counter Fury Charge. Okay. That's... Interesting. So no one can still join them, but that can't be that that can't not be even right. their own illustrious leader. <laughs> but that sounds like a typo the miss up, mislap. They should just you you'll take a unit of fucking Keshig and that becomes your command squad. But hey, yeah, and that's huh. shit happens. But anyway, then they got banners and shit. So I yeah. assume I assume this is cooler. I guess. Yeah, this will this will all make sense. Somehow. Or wait, wait, no, this makes sense because if he had that rule, he could only join them. And but now when he doesn't have that rule, he gets to kind of get them as a bodyguard, but you don't have to, and you can join other units. Yeah, they also could have the rule, 
he can join caching. Well, Problem know. solved. <laughs> yeah, regardless, it is what it is. Uh, but he is uh, a pretty nasty fucking um, character because he has weapon skill 6, ballistic skill 4, strength 4, toughness 4, 4 wounds, initiative 6, 5 attacks, <laughs> leadership 10, and uh, 2 plus 8. And he's in Tartarus Terminator armors. He has an iron halo. He has a grenade harness. He has the tails of the dragon. Uh, obviously, he's a white scar, independent character, master of legion. He has counterattack, fierce charge, master of caching. Uh, he's the warlord. And if he is the warlord, he can choose your Kagan trait rather than roll. Jesus. you. Who's it? Rather than roll, roll randomly. Randomly. <laughs> Your voice broke halfway through that sneeze there, Freddy. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. So he picks his warlord trait, basically. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a nasty trait, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, anyway. I'm muting because I started sneezing like crazy. Uh, most of the Keshig rule, we talked about it. We yep. think it will be FAQ'd. Someday. Maybe. Or maybe not. Something. I don't know. Tales of the Dragon, then. It's a close combat weapon. Comes in two modes, if you want to put it that way. It's a matching pair of the blades. Yes. Uh, he's got the bonus for two weapons in his profile there, so mm. he won't That's get an extra attack. When attacking with the Tales of the Dragon in close combat, select one of the profile to use from those shown below at the start of each of the controlling player assault phases. And he can use it as split the mountain. He gets strength plus 3, AP 2, melee unwieldy mastercrafted. So he runs around with strength 7, AP 2. With mastercrafted, but yep. strike last. Exactly. Or part of the horse's mane. Strength plus one makes him strength five, AP two steel, and precision strike and mastercrafted. Which is so. pretty handy if you want to, if you're hitting up against uh, a lot of normal turds and you want to kill off some sergeants and whatnot, yeah. fucking vexilla bearers and. And but and and stuff, uh, and obviously he's a warlord chosen of Kagan. If uh, Queen Za is the army warlord, once per game, the controlling player may choose to either bring a single liable friendly unit into play from reserves automatically instead of rolling, or have it remain Ooh. reserved. Turn. That's, that's horrible. Uh, well, if you're facing it, it's horrible. But otherwise, it's really freaking useful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a hard character. He's a good, good fighting character. Yeah, he's pretty badass. Like, yeah. yeah. Come around around 220 points. I don't know if it said it. What's, what's he rolling with? I don't know. His tails of the, what's his weapon setup? Tails of the Dragon. Yeah, well, basically, he's uh, a little weaker power fist. Or he's just uh, a kind of um, Paragon Blade without the. Instant death. So he's, he's comparable to. Well, the thing is, he's almost comparable to a Praetor with um, 
Yeah, except that he has one extra wound and fucking in his six. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's he has better stats in certain places, but he's yeah. And they do have counter attack and fury charge. Yeah. So it means that when he's attacking, he he is wielding a fucking power fist. Yeah. Nice. And and because he has counter attack, he's basically always attacking. <laughs> so yeah, he's nasty. Nice. But but the only problem is the four wounds. Nice. But if he gets hit by a power fist. Fails that four plus save, he's he's a goner. So yeah, but that's what we're all used to, unless you play uh, Salamanders. Yes, Slamamanders. <laughs> yeah, Magnus is nodding at this one somewhere. Yeah. Or anyone else that has internal warrior like Solar, annoying pieces of shit. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So, but he he's he's badass. I like him, but still. You you can be fucking unlucky like always with that four plus emo. Yeah, you need, you, you need to get in there. Luckily, you're you have better initiative than most other ones, so you really need to take out that other dude before he takes you out. Yeah, yeah, very true. much so. Yeah. Stab, stab, stabby, stab, punch, stab, or yeah. some sort of equivalent of all of those. Yeah, uh, and then we have dude number two. To Solomon Khan, 180 points. He he rocks up. It. He is yeah. weapon skill six, ballistic skill five, strength five, which is nice. Toughness four, three wounds, initiative five, four attacks, leadership ten, uh, two plus uh, save. So he's he's more like a stock standard praetor, except he has one better um, strength though. Yeah, strength five. That's nice. Yeah, that's fucking awesomely nice. Uh, and he has Artificer Armor, Mastercrafted Thunderhammer, Combi Melta, Bolt Pistol, Iron Halo, Fragging Crack Grenades. And he is also a uh, Legion of Stars, White Scar, Independent Carrier, Master of Legion, The Hammer Hand, Ally of the Silent Order, Warlord Inspiring Present. And yes. he can be put on a Schmitta Jetbike with a Heavy Bolter. Yes. With a Heavy Bolter option. That's. No, no, but that's the normal jetbikes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking. He doesn't get um, he doesn't white get scar. The white scar jetbikes. Yeah, so this is a normal jetbike, which would then bring him up to toughness five, which is nice for that auto kill. Uh, yep. Which is, um, and then if not mounted on uh, by then this unit may also include a single sister of silence, oblivion, oblivion knight, centura for seventy five points. See the times of emperor. Army lists for additional options and cost. The Oblivion Knight Center cannot be selected as the Army Warlord. And it can only be taken by a Loyalist uh, force. So, the Hammer Hand. On any turn which uh, Solomon Khan has successfully charged an enemy unit, the controlling player may choose to, instead of making his normal allotment of close combat attacks, instead make a single attack using Solomon Khan's Mastercrafted Thunder Hammer at his normal initiative. Ignoring the unwieldy special rule, so it's kind of like a weaker version of uh, uh, Eidolon. Yeah, he gets all all of its when he charges, but you but get still. one. But then, if you charge, you're on strength ten. So that could yes. be yes, and it is mastercrafted. So hopefully, hopefully you'll hit. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> you're fucked. It, it should hit, but you never know. Um... <laughs> 
You never yeah, know how, never just how bad that it can single be. Roll. Yeah, always change the dice if you got a re-roll on a Mastercrafted. Yeah. 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 Um, it, it could come He's a tough like guy. He's a tough guy. And like on a bike, you might want to drive in and, you know, because if he's on a bike and you run that uh, trait, then obviously you hit the run. So you might want to sacrifice on the charge just to do one of these. Smack with the hammer and hope for the best. Yeah. And also Master of the Legion. Yeah. Rolls in at 108 points. That's 40 points cheaper than his. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you face stuff with toughness 5, you're you're pretty happy. Because he can, he can actually instant kill other dudes on bikes with his hammer. Yes. That's true. Which the Paragon Blade can do on a 6 anyway, but you actually do it straight away with a hit. Yeah, you don't have to worry about this stupid uh, feel no pain saves from medics and shit used in there, clunk it in the head. So he's awesome at knocking down guys on bikes. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. And then we had the uh, Alley of the Silent Order, hmm? uh, which is the single Sister of Silence Oblivion Knight Centurion may be selected as part of Solomon Khan's unit as long as he's not mounted on a scimitar jet bike. At the start of the game during deployment, these two models must remain part of the same unit. After having been deployed onto the battlefield, they may in subsequent turn operate as separate independent character. So it's kind of a little bit like those uh, Dreadnoughts talents. Yeah. Like they start together and then they're independent. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, in addition, Solomon Khan does not reduce its leadership value proximity to the model with the psychic athenema special rule if he's used his uses the glorious intervention special rules to to intercede in a challenge involving a friendly sister of silence character then he gains an additional attack for the duration of that challenge if this is used in the same term as hammerhand special rule, then the plus one attack bonus may be used to increase the number of attacks made from one to two Ooh. that's pretty interesting yeah so Keep them together then. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, or, or you can join like a unit of silence. Yeah, that's true. And uh, Senni, Warlord inspiring presence. Rather than rolling to determine his warlord trait, start of the game, if Solomon Khan is the army warlord, then he always gains the inspiring presence warlord trait from the Horse Heresy Age of Darkness rules. Dead. Okay, I don't really. I must uh, confess, I don't remember what it is, sir. Oh, I can, I can, I can look it up while. If you give me a couple of seconds, and you can start talking about a lechan, the Khan, the Khan, the Khan, Khan. That's the guy we've been waiting for. <laughs> you haven't seen him as a model yet, and we definitely want to see him in the. Mounted version, I guess. Yeah, oh my god, it's gonna be—it's gonna be the biggest fucking, biggest fucking character ever. Okay, uh, fuck that warlord traits. Let's talk about Khan instead. Yeah, uh, he's got two stats. Then he comes either on foot or mounted on a jet bike. Uh, a foot, he got following stats: weapon skill seven, ballistic skill six, strength six, toughness six, six wounds, initiative eight. Six attacks, leadership ten, two plus save. 
Uh, when he's mounted, he increases his toughness to 7. Hello, Martorion. He reduces his initiative to 7 as well. So he gets a little bit slower in the close combat, but he gains the toughness. By the way, inspiring presence is that ever anyone with leadership. Okay. There you go. Yes. Pom, pom, pom. Um, yes, he's either a infantry or a jet bike, of course. He's got the following war gears the Wildfire Panoply, the White Tiger Dow, Archaeotech pistols, and frag grenades. It's interesting. An entire legion have crack grenades, but he didn't get one. <laughs> well, the, the, this, but every single Primarch has plasma grenades, but everyone has frag grenades. You just started if they don't have it and they charge someone that has yeah, a, I know. a cover, yeah. then they strike last. Which is, <laughs> yes, I know. That <laughs> seems very un, uh, cinematic. That's yes. <laughs> and his war gear, when it's mounted, is that you get a Soyuchu pattern void bike. As well, that's his jet bike. Yeah, got special rule. Uh, Primark independent character turn warrior fear adamantium with block, like everything. Yeah, he will not die. All the all the bells and whistles. Yes, sire of the white scars, crusader, the bleak wind, lightning from blue skies, and bulky. Mm. When it's mounted, he turns extremely bulky instead. Yeah, that's the only difference. Yes, an unmatched rider rule. Yeah. And it cost 395 foot and plus 65 points to get it mounted. So, 460 points if you if you get bikey. Yes, you and you, you do to. want him on a jet bike. Of course, you don't want him on a jet bike. What the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. What's wrong with it? It's the Khan. <laughs> yes. The rules then Sire of the White Scar. In the first turn of any combat, Yagatai Khan will always strike first before any other model, but after Hammer of Wrath. Uh, if any other model also automatically strikes first, then use the two models' initiative value to decide which of them will be strike first. And once Yagatai Khan is included as part of an army, all friendly models with the Legion and Status White Scar special rule are also part. That are also part of the army against scout special rule. So everyone that are legioni, they, yes. they get scouts if they like it or not because they get it. And and this could be pretty good. Like so, he always strikes first. Yeah. And he, if he faces someone that else strikes first, he he will choose his initiative, which is seven. Yeah. So it's pretty up there. It's not the highest one, but it's it's pretty up there. Or eight if he's on foot, I guess. Yeah, but uh, we assume that everyone will run on because that's rule of cool. <laughs> rule of cool. Yeah, but what's in interesting here that the entire army will get scout. And if you run the right of war, you have a lot of scouting jet bikes out there. Yeah. It's crazy. Which could be interesting. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. And uh, next one, the Bleak Wind. Yagatai Khan and any unit with the Legion of Status White Scar special rules that it joins against the Hit and Run special rule. 
There you go. So like uh, <laughs> a jet by command squad, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe hit and run. That's good. Because then you can then you get that without using the right. So you, yeah. like using him, you don't really have to use the right of war for a lot of things, but. Oh, you get to hit and run on all the infantry units for the right of war. So, yeah, that's yeah. true. It's hard to fucking <laughs> and outflank. Don't forget to outflank. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lightning from blue skies. When in held in reserve, do not roll for Yagate Khan or any units considered to be part of while in reserve. Instead, the controlling player should note down the turn on which Yagate Khan and other unit he has joined will arrive. Will arrive on on the battle before the battle begins. This may not be the first turn, but may not be, but maybe any other turn. He cannot elect to stay, say, stay in reserve. When the Khan arrives on the battle, by means of the outflank special rule, do not roll for the table edge he arrives on. Instead, the controlling player should note down before the battle begins which table edge the Khan and any accompanying unit, accompanying unit will arrive from. So, you decide for yourself where and when he arrives. arrives. But it's not very super flexible. No, that's true. Yeah. But he's fast, but, though, so. Yeah, he's yeah. pretty fast, so that's right. But I guess it, you could be, do a, a ruse by deploying heaps in one flank, and then when it's your turn, because obviously you have the first turn, he's not going to be there. You can just run away with him. Yeah. There. And then. Then you know that he will come on there and kind of try do some sort of fire cor corridor where you try to hit him. But I guess either way, like on the side that you the side that you pick, you still have the entire fucking board edge. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to kind of kind of coordinate. You have to consider he's gonna be fast as hell. Hmm. You don't have to have him in reserve either. No, so. I, I don't really see any point of having him in, in reserve. No, but, not really. Yeah. Maybe there are, I don't know. Uh, the White Tiger Dao is a weapon with his strength as either uh, plus one on strength or his user. Yes, so he will charge on strength seven. AP uh, two. Or, uh, or eight. No, oh, seven, yeah. Strength yeah. seven. I got Duelist <coughs> Edge and Mastercrafted. So Duelist Edge increases his initiative, initiative. in challenge, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Which is good. So he's really up there then in good initiative. Yeah. And this... then and then if you add on the strike first thing. So basically yeah. if he was on foot, he's on initiative nine. And then not many other like this not <laughs> like initiative nine is really high mark. And then yeah. and then even if he comes up at someone that has nine, then or or has initiative eight or whatever, strikes first. Yeah, you will strike before that person. Yeah. And mastercrafted, not that many prime access of mastercrafted, so that is good. Uh, that's true. That's true. Hardly ever fucking happens, but yeah. Yeah, but strength seven on the charge, otherwise strength six. That's not really powerful, is it? No, he he'll wound most Primarchs on a four plus the the tough the tough badasses on a five or six. Yeah. So gonna challenge. Got hit and run though. So boop. 
Yeah, so you can, well, if you're on a jet bike, you would want to hit the run and recharge all the time because you're going to get an extra attack for charging. Yeah. You're going to get that bon- all the bonuses for charging. So, yeah. Yeah. That's why that's... you wouldn't hit the run with everything all the time. I don't know, but that's yeah. what you do. Do not fail your uh, leadership, oh, leadership with leadership. a Primark. <laughs> yeah, it's leadership 10. Well, it ah. doesn't matter because it's not like you're going to die if you get stuck there. So. Yeah, that's probably true. And what's next then? The wildfire. Uh, the wildfire. Yes. Um, this is armor. We have don't have to read everything. Provides a two plus armor save and a five plus invulnerable save during the shooting phase and a three plus invulnerable save during the assault phase. Including Overwatch. Yes. In addition, it grants the can't move through cover special rule. But 5 plus in the shooting phase, that's not very good, is it? No, like this, this is the Wildfire Panoply uh, is very similar to Fulgrim's armor. Yeah. Or, well, or his Master Bladesman rule. That he's shitty, shitty when he's out, out and about, but he has a really good invulnerable saving combat but to be fair it's not very often you have to use the the shooting in vulnerable thing nah, that's true and we come into that it, especially when you can do your jinx saves and shit yeah the unmatched rider rule Yagatai can automatically pass this dangerous train test and when jinking receive a 3 plus save so yeah <laughs> So it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it's bike. Suyuchu. Pat and Void bike. Uh, Jagatai retains a specially engineered version of his prototype vehicle for his own use. Blah, 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 blah. It increases toughness to plus one. As we said, toughness seven. And they change its unit type to Jetbike. Jetbike is armed with two Mastercraft that have a bolt dash. And when the Khan Mountain makes a Hammer of Wrath attack, he inflicts the three hits instead of one. <coughs> yep. Yes. It's not bad. I just like, <laughs> like it. Uh, it was classed by the Logistica Imperialis as an ultra light fighter craft instead of a Jetbike due to its size. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. That, that's the whole rambling we had about riding on a fucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> it's already, it's already done. Yeah, the Khan did it before everyone else. Yeah, the Khan, the Khan, Khan. What do you think of him? He's I not think... maybe the best fighter. He's not really uh, the best. He, he, I, I think he's really good in. He's up there. Uh, the the only drawback he has is that he is not that really he's a bit weak. Strength seven. Most other mm-hmm. fighters has high strength. Yeah. But the hit and run can help you. Yes, you and have if, to if do you're, if you're losing a fr- Primark f- fight, normally you can't really run away. So But That's the Khan the Khan cast, he is one of the few Primarchs that can actually leave a fight. Besides uh Curse and, uh, and fucking um, what's the Raven dude? Oh, uh, yes, him. 
Emo. The emo guy. <laughs> Corex. Corex. Jesus Christ. So it's just Curse and Corex that really can do the whole leaving fights. But this is all the white card thing. You have to rely. You are have to. You are probably going to rely pretty much on the hit and run t- tactics. Hmm. And yes, you are going to fail sometimes. On the larger scale, you are going to gain a lot from it as well. Yeah. Probably more than you fail. But you are going to remember that single time when you failed with the Khan at that special moment. But statistically, it shouldn't happen. No. <laughs> Can we no. agree on that? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah, unless I roll the dice. But yeah, yeah I, 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 I agree with you. <laughs> Statistically, it should not happen. But I'm really, really eager to see this. It's it's gonna be huge. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't want to know the price tag. <laughs> you want the Sanguinius with the base cost like yeah, I don't remember now a lot. Was a hundred and thirty-five, twenty-five pounds? 100, yeah, hundred and twenty-five pounds. Yeah. Fucking and... crazy. But that's what he said on the weekend, if I remember correctly. This yeah. this model is gonna be bigger. I know. It's so be, well, it, it, the the problem they had designing something this big and and well, they couldn't fit the Sanguinius one in one box. Yeah, now it's it's like a boxing issue. It's a design issue, and it's like it's the, a bigness issue. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. But I think this thing can come in a size like a fucking rhino or something. Yeah, well, he, like back in the old day, remember? So, Hello? The, sorry? Yeah. yeah. You disappeared. Repeat, oh, please. Okay. Well, so back in the day in the old fluff, he used to have his own racerback. Yeah. Like he, he wasn't on a jet bike, he had his own personal racerback. So, if the jet bike is the size of a rhino, it's kind of similar then. Yeah. So it fits I think with the it's... old, old fluff. <laughs> yeah, but if it puts a stock standard um, Primark on a Rhino, I think the it's too wide, but the length is probably there, don't you think? Yeah, yeah I think so, the length. I think more like a, a Siphon Fighter kind of length, maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, that's almost the same length as a Rhino. Is it? Oh, maybe it is. Remember it as long. It's like the normal jet bikes are pretty big. Yeah, uh, that's true. They are. So I don't, I don't know how to make it like even bigger. Like, uh, yeah, m- maybe rhino length, uh, yeah. and half a rhino width. Yeah. Kind of. So there you have it, Fortwell. Just take a rhino kit, <laughs> saw it in half. <laughs> yeah. Of your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> Sell it. Done. <laughs> Alrighty then. Well, yes. that is all about the scars of the white, or the Mongols, or whatever yeah. other things we would call them. Uh, but that's not the the only thing in this this massive tome of knowledge. That's is true. Yeah, we have the golden boys, which are actually all painted black in this. Yes, or purple, <laughs> or pu- purple and black. Yeah, it looks like Emperor Children. Yeah, well, the homage to the Emperor's children. I like it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool though, just to see them not always gold. Yeah. They're more interesting so I, look on them down. Yeah, I like it. And it's more fitting with the, remember back in the old day Rogue Trader one when they were having clad in those 80s metal band leather outfits with the same kind of helm. Yeah. And they had those remember, laser, it like laser they like Thunder Warriors. Huh? Yeah. And they had like this laser pikes. It looks like a shuriken pistol on, on like a spear or some shit. Yeah. And they had like those studded leather trousers and whatnot. <laughs> more leather trousers for the people. <laughs> yeah, more. But is, isn't that the, the fluff was then after the Emperor kind of uh, they failed their mission. That's when, when they all painted it black and then they refused to wear like anything on their upper torso. Yes, that's true. Yeah. And they locked themselves up in the basement with the Emperor, refused yeah. to get out. Yeah. But obviously someone changed that fluff now. Yeah. Now they're everywhere. So yes. many custodes. Oh my god. Where, yeah, where did it come from? Everywhere. Fucking everywhere. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Uh, anyway, so the talents of the emperors. Yes. So we'll go through the normal lists. And yes. Basically, the talents of emperors. This, this is <coughs> the list that was done in uh, in what, what do you call it? Uh, Inferno has now yeah. been changed. This only pertains to the custodes. They haven't changed anything to uh, the Sisters of Silence or anything. So uh, what you get in this book is only about the custodes, the custards, which is interesting. And to cut it short, if you want to skip this section, they've implemented the FAQ into the custodes <laughs> list. Yes. But if, if you don't have if you haven't read the, the FAQ, listen to this section. <laughs> there you go. Artificial pause. Hmm. Talents of Emperor, they're now black, not gold. Yes. No, and purple. <laughs> but anyway, so the Talents of the Emperor appendix. Uh, what they've done with the uh, allegiance, so remember the uh, alliance matrix or allied matrix that we have. So what they've done, each individual factions of the talents of the emperor are considered to be agents of the emperor and may only be taken in army with loyal allegiance. The talents of the emperor detachment may ally with any other loyalist faction detachment other than black shields, well, not loyalist, as fellow warriors. Yes. So that hasn't really changed much. Uh, then we have, now they've, what they've done it is because there they had the talents of the emperor in Inferno. Now they've kind of separate them, the two of them, before it was just one army entry. And it contained the sisters and it contained the custos. Now they've done a Legio Custodis army list. Yes. So this is uh, present over the following page are the updated rules for the Legio Custodis as part of the Talon of the Emperor's army list. So this is the pure custodes army list. Like you and said, it, it's yeah. basically the FAQ yeah. imprinted version, right? Yeah, I think so. Like, and roundly rounded off. So, so they have like a proper army list entry for for the custodes. But you can still use them as a talent of, of the emperor, or you can do them as a pure custode army list. Uh, but like their their legion custode special rules. Uh, anyone with this special rule gains uh, uh, pre-natural skills. They get plus one initiative in the assault base. 
if their weapon skill is greater than that of a model models they are fighting, which is kind of the same. Uh, so they have to have better weapon skill. Yeah. Before it was... Uh, Wasn't it equal? Equal or greater. Yeah. Yeah, but now it's they have to actually be, have better weapon skill. Uh, uh, the sodality, and that is the they have a unit coherency of three instead of two, and may always attempt to regroup as an unmodified leadership test, regardless of catch, casualties taken or any other. Which was before as well, like they they uh, more outspread deployments. Yeah. To, so your template weapons weren't as effective. Uh, inviolable invo- psyche. The a unit is immune to fear and pinning and can reroll, fa- fail, deny the witch attempts. The unit does not suffer penalties to its leadership when taking morale checks. Yes. So they're not fearless, but they immune are to fear. immune to fear and pinning and reroll. Uh, and, and they never modify their leadership. So they're basically stubborn with some yeah, extra almost. <laughs> Almost. Uh, then we have the custodian armor, which was <laughs> debated, heatedly debated back in the day. But now it's just a two plus armor save. Gives move through cover. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's and it. Then, yeah, and then they had the 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 remember all the shields that everyone was supposed to have shields. Uh, so yeah. now the, the presidium shield. A presidium shield increased the vulnerable save of the bearer by one, i.e. five plus becomes four plus, to a maximum of three plus. It also imposes a minus one penalty to hit rolls of an opponent who directs their attacks against a model in the assault phase to a maximum of six plus. So none of this bullshit, you can't hit them. Uh, A model equipped with a presidium shield, however, cannot use a weapon with a two-handed special rule, claim the benefit of an additional close combat weapon in assault, or use... The increased close combat profiler when charging for a guardian spear type weapon. Yeah. Yes, clarified. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing deal breaking there. None of these crazy plus pluses. Reroll yeah. with pluses. There's um, a green dreadnought on page 261. A green dreadnought? It's green. It's not green. It's purple and freaking metal color. It's, it's actually that. Um, it's fucking green. You're. No, it's not. It, it's painted the way as the iron hand, kind of burnt metalish. No. Yes, it is. You're <laughs> colorblind. Absolutely not. You are. <laughs> anyway, the Aquilium Pattern Terminator armor, which is obviously the Custodius version of a Cataphracty suit, uh, gets a 2 plus armor save and a 4 plus invulnerable save and a Hammer of Rats special rule. And a model equipped with a Aquilium Pattern Terminate Armor may fire heavy and salvo weapon, counting as stationary, even if they moved in the previous movement phase. They may also charge after firing rapid fire heavy or salvo weapon. A model equipped with Aquilium Pattern Terminate Armor may not make run moves, but may still overwatch and make sweeping advance. So it's kind of like a, an in between Tartarus and Cataphracty now. Yeah. So they can't run, but they can uh, do sweeping advances and fire overwatch, which is nice. Yes. Uh, after that, it's teleportation transponders. A unit compromise model that are equipped with teleportation transponders gains the deep strike special rule. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. yeah. Refractive field, iron halo, stock standard, right? Yep. 5 plus, 4 plus. Yeah. Uh, uh, Magisterium vexilia. Yeah. 
You may re-roll fail leadership test and gain the fear special rule. That's good. In addition, you may add one plus to the wound score calculated to see if any friendly unit with any models within 12 play. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm going to read reread this. <laughs> In addition, you may add plus one to the wound score calculated to see if any friendly unit with any models within 12 inch of any Magisterium Velixia wins a combat in the salt phase. This bonus applies once. Yeah, so basically... You have a 12-inch bubble there. Yeah, 12-inch bubble for um, for uh, winning assaults. Yeah. Hmm. This is pretty good. Yeah. And then uh, area shrieks, shrikes, uh, yeah. which are the heatly debated <laughs> anti-deep striking things. Uh, so, the deep strike in- interference. When an enemy unit attempts and by a deep strike within 12 inches of a model equipped with the area strike, roll a d6 before they determine the result of their deep strike landing. On a 4 plus unit suffers a deep strike mishap instead of landing. Note that even models usually immune to strike mishaps, such as those that have the inertial guidance system who do, or do, who do not usually scatter while deep striking are still subject to this effect, which is nasty against a deep strike list. Yeah. It can ruin anyone's day. Yeah, and then it also has the targeting interference. When a unit containing one or more models with an area strike is targeted by a weapon with the barrage type, the attacking player must roll an additional d6 for the weapon's scattered distance and pick the highest two results. A hit on the scattered dice remains a hit, however. Yeah. So these are annoying as fuck. Yeah, totally. Totally annoying. And then we come to their weapons. Weaponize. And here, look, this. So, are you going to agree with me that this guy is black? Are you going to say he's green as well? I would say he's a little bit greenish. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, the Guardian Spear. All Guardian Spear lists uses the same profile as a close combat, as a close combat weapon. In addition, the their abilities are boosted if the wielder has charged into combat as they are able to utilize their momentum in a lethal double-handed thrust. In addition, the leading Kazoo Spear also mounts different types of ranged weapon depending on their subtype. So basically what it says, like, you, you have a Guardian Spear, which is funnily similar to Phoenix Spears that yeah. Empress Children use. But the difference is, though, that they have different types of weapon mounted on them. Uh, so we have here a Guardian Spear Power Blade. It's melee as user. Uh, plus one on the on the charge. Uh, uh, AP2. So, sorry, it's a melee weapon. On the charge, it's, it's plus one strength, AP2. Yeah. After that, it's as user, AP3. And it has lightning blows. And it's a specialist weapon. And basically, a lightning blow means that every roll of a six, you get another attack. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of like a Volcano flag rate, but hitting with your swordy thing. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and on top of that, you can have a Guardian, which is range 18, strength 4, AP 4, assault 2. Uh, you can have a, a melted beam. Range 6, strength 8, AP 1, assault. Adriatic. Strong. 
Okay, so rush 12, survive AP2, assault 1, instant death, or remain gets soft. Instant death, death. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty nasty. So basically, it's like shooting paragon like beams. Yeah, armor. That gets armor. And they may not burn your own hand. <laughs> you just should roll 7. No armor bean. Plus five, yeah. Should be good. It's interesting. Yes. Shoot it though. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we have the Paragon Spear. So this was the Guardian Spear. Now we have the Paragon Spear, which is obviously a hotter, more effective version of the spear. Uh, so basically, Paragon Spear. Uh, is power blade is melee strength plus two on the charge ap2 and then sequential turns strength plus one and still ap2 yeah. uh, and it's melee lightning blows and lightning blows is the same as before like on a six you get extra extra attacks and murder strikes on it that's oh nasty. yeah murder strike uh which means that it uh, on a six is instant death yeah yeah, and it's a specialist weapon, so you can't have. Well, you need one in each hand if you want. Yeah. And then it has a Paragon Bolter, which is ranked 18, strength 5, AP 3, assault 2. Yeah. So it's like a fucking short ranged yeah. uh, dum dum bullets heavy bolter. Yeah. On, on, on a spear. <laughs> AP 3, thank you very much. Yeah, there we go. Cut down uh, Space Marines. Called them. Uh, and then we have the infamous Sentinel Warblade. Warblade. Um, so uh, it is a melee weapon, strength as user, AP3, and it's rending and a specialist weapon. Yeah. And it also has an inbuilt bolt caster. Uh, back to the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of a bolt gun, it's a bolt caster. It casts. Yeah. Which is basically a stock standard uh, bolter with assault to hail of fire, and hail of fire means that you can get snap shoot BS two. That's pretty good, Jim. That's pretty good. And then yeah. we have the Solarite Power Gauntlets and Power Ten. And the Power Gauntlets is twice your strength, AP one, AP one. Uh, mastercrafted unwieldy, so basically it's your fucking your power fist of on steroids. Yeah. And AP1 is rather important when making penetration it's rolls there. Destructor rolls. Yeah. So you, you'll, you usually instant kill whatever. Yeah. That's not it's mastercrafted, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. And then you have the Solarite Power Talons. The strength plus two, AP3, and Shred and Mastercrafted. So it's basically like a fucking Lightning Claw with with extra strength. Yeah. And it's mastercrafted. So of course it is. Yep. Are there really any changes here from the... Yeah, everything is FAQ. Well, from. I'm not a custodies fucking Superman, but... It Me neither. I'm just reading here. Like it's, everything ever. looks overpowered as it is. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I don't think there's any changes to the actual weapons. The only changes was uh, none of these re-roll invulnerable save things. Yeah. 
and and stuff like that. So it, it's it's not really changed that much. And then we have uh, the range weapons. We have the Adreactive Destructor, which is range 12, strength 5, AP2, Assault 1, mm -hmm. Instant Death, Armor Bane, Get Salt. And guess what? The Devastator, <laughs> it's, it's range 18, strength 6, Heavy 2, Instant Death, Armor Bane, Get Salt. So, guess so what? Six, <laughs> yeah, the Exterminators, <laughs> range 36, strength 6, AP2, uh, Heavy 1, Blast 3, Instant Death, Armor Bane, Get Salt. That's fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good, though. Uh, yeah. Yep. And then we have the uh, Adratus Bolt Calvier. So you can you can shoot this either as a Bolt Volley, which has range, range 30, Strength 5, AP 4, Assault 3, or as a Disintegration Beam. <laughs> Another fucking Bondish, which is range, range 12, Strength 5, AP 2, Assault 1, Instant Death, Armor Bane, Get Sot. They, they have all the special rules, don't they? Uh, yeah, don't so forget get special rules. That's the harder yeah, thing with this armor. Yeah, no, so it's a combination weapon. I'm all with the bolt can fire either as a volley, bolt of fire, or as a disintegration being in the shooting phase. And you must decide. Uh, but unlike a normal combi bolt, so you say, oh, I'm going to shoot the Integration beam, you shoot that one, and then you say, I'm yeah. Bolter Wally, and you shoot them. Uh, next guy. A guy or a weapon. Yeah, say. next weapon. Which is a Lostrum Storm Bolter and a Bolt Cannon. Bolt and cannon. Bolt Cannon. Yeah, Bolt Cannon, that's good. You have Bolt Gun, you had the Bolt Thrower. Bolt and Caster. <laughs> and the Bolt Caster. And bolt Thrower, a... that's a. That's Warhammer. a good that's true. <laughs> An old metal band from the 80s. <laughs> Good shit. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this Lustrum Storm Bolter is range 24, strength 5, AP4, Assault 2, Helothermetic Detonation. Helothermetic? Helothermetic Detonation. Yeah. Okay. And the bolt can is range 36, strength 6, AP3, Heavy 3, and the same with the detonation. And that means that any target suffers one or more unsaved wound from this weapon and is not slain. They must take an immediate toughness, toughness test. If the test is failed, they suffer instant death. <laughs> In the case of a vehicle suffering penetration hit from this weapon, add plus one to the result. Damage table. So basically, the AP3 there. Well, basically, they all count as AP2 then. If yeah. Vehicle. In the, yeah, the damage roll, it's AP2. Which is kind of crazy, uh, and then we have crazy. <laughs> everything is custom, and we have all the the support weapons. Yes, uh, illustrious accelerated cannon, range sixty, strength seven, AP two, heavy three, rending, rapid tracking, uh, and the same detonation rule. Yeah, yeah. Infernus incinerator, which is basically a fucking heavy flamer on speed. Yeah. Uh, it's a template, strength 6, AP4, heavy 1. And then they have the fire pike, which is a template, strength 6, AP6, heavy 1, and torrent. Torrent. Oh, uh, fuck, I hate torrent. I love torrent if I have it. The uh, uh, torrent is the best thing. It's it's like the, the next best thing to slice bread. Yes. 
I have to say though that looking through these and I have Inferno and they haven't changed anything. I think they just changed the points. No, they so maybe we just look at the units and talk about the points. Yeah. Well, what I'll do is I'll actually be super professional about this. Open the Legio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> like me. I'll open the Legio Studies fucking Legio rules. There we go. Because now we come to the interesting units. So now you have the. There haven't been that many changes. Like the, it's the special rules for the actual customs has changed a bit. The weapons has been tidy out a bit, uh, but otherwise it hasn't been. Yeah, I'm gonna just check here. Rending torrent lands. No, it's just the same. The it's the same same rules for that one as well. So the weapons haven't changed. Uh, the shield captain is still 190 points. Yeah. And it's 655, five, 4 wounds, 65. Yeah, that's the same. Leadership 10, 2. Uh, and it comes with a Guardian Spear Class called Iron Hammer. That's the same. Custodian Armor. It's a Legion Crusader Independent Characters. And. Oh, here we go. The Area Shrikes has. Now they're 10 points instead of 2. Which is fucking good. Uh, the teleportation transponders are 10 points instead of 5. Uh, Architect's pistol is 10 points instead of 20. Okay. So the weapons have. Some of them have gone up and some have gone down. Yeah. But basically, the teleportation transponder has increased our closing points. And same with the, the area shrieks. So. Uh, and then the Paragon Spear is more expensive. Um, so now it's 25 instead of 20. And the Solarite Power Talon has become 5 points cheaper. Because why would you take that one anyway? Otherwise, it's just the same. Okay. Uh, it's the same. And Constantine Valdor. 325 points and he used to be 275 points so he's got a massive increase what did you say 275 what's the old points yeah now it's 325 so that is a bit better uh otherwise he has the same rules one of few eternal warriors up there. Yeah, and then, and then uh, before the digital laser attack, uh, which is good, and he has all the same eternal warrior, all all those good shen shenanigans. But yeah, so you don't get the extra, so you're not rocking around on six attacks. You are actually no. attacks. They're included. Yeah. And then uh, the Shadow of the Throne. Reroll Seize the Initiative. Yeah, that's the same. It's the same. Yeah, so what they've done, they've increased him. 
and they have tidied up some of the. Otherwise, he's insane. Yeah, which is good. I think stat-wise, they haven't changed that much, but um, yeah. No, the, 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 the stats are exactly the same. So. And it's Custodes Heathrow Guard Squad. Heathrow Airport. Yeah. Uh, and they have One become... centimeter of snow, or what else? <laughs> yeah, three centimeters of snow. Can be stopped. <laughs> no, so the difference between these ones is they're now 40 points more expensive. Uh, and each additional one costs the same, so you have melt bombs the same. Once again, they've uh, increased the points for the area strikes. Here, they were two points each. Okay. Now they're they're fucking fifteen points each, which, considering how fucking effective they were. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, teleportation transponders are five points, and that's the same. But yeah, most importantly, it's the area strikes and the paragon blades. So basically, all the yeah, paragon the good blades. Good stuff. Then. Yeah. And then the Vexilia and Sentinel Blade now costs 20 points instead of 10. And Vexilia Monstercrafted Power Weapon is no longer free. It's 15 points. Yeah. And the shields are still 10. So that's good. Uh, the Terminator has gone up uh, 20 points. Uh, the, which is, so they're 20 points more expensive. Uh, same points for, for a new one, so there's 70 each. That's no difference. And all the upgrades are the same. No, oh, the area strikes. So they're now 15 points each. Yeah. They're not. Two points were. was like a no brainer. Why would you not? <laughs> so good. Oh, everything mishaps on. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, the Contemptor Dreadnought. Yes. It's 15 points more expensive. Uh, Corvier Last Pulsar costs 60 points now, not 40. Okay, increase there. Yeah, so point increase there. Otherwise, it's the same. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. Uh, no, it's the same. Okay. Yeah, but it, it's more expensive. And so basically, everything is more expensive. The, the spear is twenty points more expensive, and the entire dread is fifteen points more expensive, which is good. Yeah. And then we have the custodian, the normal dudes. Yeah, the normal dudes. They are actually. <laughs> there is no point change in the three custodes. Okay. Uh, the only difference here is that those crazy motherfucking uh, area shrikes now cost 15 points each. Instead of two. Instead of two. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're fucking bananas. Yes. And and then obviously the Vexilla, same thing. You can't get it for free. You have to pay 50. Do you want to have the Sentinel Blade? You have to pay 20 points. Before okay. it was a no-brainer because it was free. So yes. <laughs> Free. And then you have the Sentinel Guard Squad. Yes. They cost the same. And the only difference here as well is um, is basically the, sh the area shrieks, 15 points. Yes. 
The Vexilla costs 10 points, so you can't get it for free anymore. And then, well, they've split up the Talon and the Gauntlet. Or you can have either or for 15 points, but now you can have the, the shitty Talon for 10, or the good shit for 15. Yes. Otherwise, it's just the same. And then we have Grab the Carrier. Grab Carrier. Scissors of Silence. Here we go. The Grab Carrier is now 40 points more expensive. Ooh. So it costs 175 points. Instead of percentage, that's pretty much. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nice. That 40 points is a lot. Do you have a fucking flare shield? Jesus. Yeah, I know. It's really crazy. Uh, before, you could take a searchlight. Now it has a searchlight included for one point. You don't need a fucking searchlight. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So the, the searchlight, searchlight is now included in the fucking... Because why wouldn't it have a fucking searchlight in it? <laughs> so that's yeah, included. so you pay, pay 40 points for a searchlight. Yeah. You can still have Armored Sermonite, an extra... Used to have it. 12, 12 models still to transport. But it is 40 points more expensive. You got a doesn't have armored ceramite. No, no you're going to take it for 20 points. Yes, sorry. Oh, yeah. So then we have uh, the jet bikes. Uh, the jet bikes cost the same. 225 points. Uh, 75 points to upgrade them. Uh, the only difference here is that the Adriatic Devastator cost 15 points to upgrade. It used to be 5, but now it's 10 points more, which makes okay. sense. And then the Corva Last Pulsar now costs 35 points to upgrade and not uh, 25. Okay. And it no longer has uh, the Sweeping Fire rule. Members of the Unime Fire once with their weapon shooting, whatever that means. Okay. Well, that was the old rule. Makes no sense. Um, here it clarifies that they operate under the standard rules for jet bikes. Yeah. Well, they used to say that as well, but now now it says in the heresy rule. 40k rule. Yes. Uh, and then we have the Legio Custody Palace Grab Attack Squadron. Now each one costs 95 points. It used to be 85 points. And also each additional one costs. Uh, <laughs> the searchlight is now included. <laughs> the extra 10 points you get. <laughs> uh, and uh, otherwise, it's exactly the same. Okay. Which is good. But free searchlight? Oh, these flying guys. Yeah, and then we have new score. stuff. New stuff. Yes, there's new stuff. Yeah, new stuff. Um, which is the Ligikas uh, Venatari squad. Yes. Which is basically 210 points. Uh, they have stats uh, weapon skill 5, ballistic skill 5, strength 5, toughness 5, 2 wounds, initiative 5, attacks 2, leadership 9, re plus save. Ooh. So bad. Uh, so they're bad. jump infantry. You get 3. Uh, they have a custodian jump harness. Tarsus Buckler and Archeotech Kinetic Destroyer. Plasma and Crack Grenade, Refractor Fleet. The special rules are Legion Custodius, Crusader, Bulky, Muthru Caliber Fleet, Ermite Pinions, whatever that is. Yes. And you, and you can add 
uh, a new one for you can have another seven of them so you can have a total score of 10 and each one costs six five points yeah uh, you can replace their terrace buckler and archeotech kinetic destroyer for a ventari lance for 10 points each and you can give the entire squad melter bombs for five points each so what is all this shit what's well, let's start with the custodian jump harness. Yes. Uh, Great three plus armor save. And it gives the Ormite pinion special. I love when a special rule. Sorry? I love when a special rule gives you another special rule. Yes. So, Ormite pinions, what is that? Uh, basically, they have an invulnerable save of plus when locked in close combat. So they're basically counted. First, they have the refractor stock standard. So they have the five plus on shooting, and then they have the four plus in close combat. Yeah, which is and good. Have, yeah, Archeotech kinetic destroyers. It's uh, range twelve, strength seven, AP three, pistol mastercrafted fan burst, and the fan, fan burst. Uh, is basically if you if you hit on a six, you get an extra shooting attack with a maximum oh, okay. up to six. So it's kind of like the, the flag rate rule, light version. No, no, the vigilator because you can shoot and shoot. Yeah, vigilator. So, yeah. So if you roll six sixes, you can shoot it. Yeah, that's so never going to happen. It's like a, no, it's like a weaker version of a plasma pistol because it says AP three, AP two. Yes. But it's mastercrafted, so. And then and now it gets hot. Buck- yeah, and it doesn't get hot. No, no, no. no. Then we have the buckler. The buckler is a melee weapon, strength plus one, AP three, and it's melee energy nullifier. And the energy nullifier is the AP value of any attack made against hollow bear. Uh, this wargame with the energy nullifier rule is reduced by one. For example, attack over power war striking and Taurus buckler are sold AP four instead of AP three. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. So you basically need AP2 shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I guess it's good. But it could have been much worse. It's custodial, sure. But, yeah. Because mm. you still only have a 3 plus 7. So even yes. if you hit them with AP2. The power access is your friend. And... Yeah. Still toughness well, 5. Yeah, I know. But but it's just that you still get your three plus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the AP two will you won't get any save, but if you still hit them with normal shit like guns, uh, a two plus save contra a three plus save much better. Yeah. Or so the three. So you, so these are vulnerable to. Which is good. Uh, then you have the Venatari lance, which is a power blade. Uh, so you if in melee uh, plus one strength when you charge AP two so surprise it's just like other fucking blades yes uh, it's lightning blows two handed specialist weapon and then uh, it says user and AP three yeah uh, after you charge the archer tech reaper sits in the pointy end of it it's range twelve strength seven and and AP three assault two mastercrafted. So it's kind of like the Archer Tech uh, Kinetic Destroyer without the fan burst. Yeah. Uh, and you have a Soul 2 for it. So. These aren't actually too overly powerful. 
There are not. There, they are. Yeah, move through cover and fleet. Not too bad. Yeah. Crusader. Oh, Crusader. Yeah, Cr- Crusader is that. Um, what is it? That, isn't that your fearless and plus one? Yeah, maybe. Fuck, I can't remember. Empress Children used to be Crusaders. Okay, we're not there now. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. I, I, I'll have a look while you take the next one. Uh, League of Custodes. Sagittarum Guard Squad comes with three guys, 185 points. I do not have Inferno close by here, um, but I guess teleportation transponders are more expensive, maybe. Yeah, okay. Crusader, a unit containing at least extra dice when making run moves, use the highest. Uh-huh. In addition, a unit containing at least one model with a special adds D3 to its sweeping advance rolls. That's right. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty good. They're pretty fast, then. They're pretty fast. All right. Yes. Sorry. There you go. Are you doing the sanguine? Sagittarum Guard Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, 185 points. That's the same as before. Uh, I don't have Inferno Book besides well, I have. Now. So it's, they, they used to be 185 points. Okay. Uh, let's see what the difference is. Well, the ch- an additional one is cheaper. Okay. Used to be sixty-five for for next one. No one ever took these though. But I I think these are one was more. Uh, so additional one is sixty points now, not sixty-five. However, the Aryan strike thingy <laughs> has been removed. They can't have it. Okay. They have. Let's start. Melt the bombs. The bolt caliber as the stock standard weapon. Was Teleportation, there. the same. Uh, they weren't used to be able to take a solar power gauntlet, but they can have one at 15 points. And they can have the, the structure in Vexilla or 10 points instead of 5. So basically, they can't have that stupid area shrikes. <laughs> but they get to have a power gauntlet. Yeah. And they've increased the price for the Vexilla, but they've decreased the price for each Custodes. So I, 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 I actually think this, this squad was, besides the stupid area shriek thingy, I always thought that this was actually decent value. Yeah, they haven't changed much, so no. I guess it's decent then. Yeah, well, no one actually agrees. <laughs> <laughs> so, it just it, it was just me because I think uh, when I did that raffle army. Yeah, but you're a narrative game, Freddy. <sighs> What's wrong with me? Uh, then we have the grav tanks, the Legion Custodian Caladus grav tank. This yeah. one has gone up uh, thirty-five points. Okay, pretty much. Oh, sorry, twenty-five points. My bad. Can't even do math. Uh, 25 points, but guess what you get for free? A searchlight. You get a searchlight for free <laughs> with 25 points. Good on you, mate. Uh, uh, otherwise, the op- options, the armored ceramite, extra armor, same points as before. The twin-linked arsonist heavy blaze cannon has been priced another 10 points, so now it costs 25 points ex- extra instead of 15. 
So okay. all in all, it's been more expensive, but yes. it fucking needed to. So. There we go. And the next one is the Lead Your Custodies Contemptor uh, Galadus Dreadnought. Uh, used to cost 250 points. Still costs 250 points. Have searchlight. It ha It used to have a searchlight, and it still has a searchlight. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically the same as before. Uh, the weapon is the same as before. The Gullitus Warblade. The shield. It is, let me see. Minus one. Oh, actually, they clarified it a bit. So the minus one penalty to hit. They've added in the maximum to six plus, so you can always hit it. Yeah. This penalty has no effect on attacks would hit automatically. Just have the same one. So that's it. And it may reroll invulnerable save, and that's the same. Okay. But now it's just invulnerable saves, and us the model's invulnerable saves increase the four plus. But now it just gets to reroll it. It's invulnerable save. <laughs> because he has a refractor field. <laughs> so it's a five plus and not four plus. Yes. So it's more more fucking <clears throat> normal than before. And I'm pretty sure the next entry is gonna be something that's not in this book. Because the next one the next one that is in Inferno is a Warlord Sister Pattern Battle. Psy Titan. 3,250 <sighs> points. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's a Psy Titan for 320 points. No. <laughs> no, no. It's Legion Custodes Telemon Heavy Dreadnought. Yep. Uh, cost 320 points. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Um, basically, you can uh, change the plasma projector for a storm cannon. For an uh, accelerated culverin, yeah. 40 or 25 points. It has the following well, it's the stats is weapon skill 6, ballistic 5, strength 9, front armor 13, side armor, rear armor 12, in 5, uh, 4 attacks, and it points 4. So it's kind of like a, it's a, it's kind of like your um, Leviathan. Yeah. So. Feels like one. Yeah. And it comes with uh, two Telemann Cestus with Proteus Plasma Projectors. The bonus is already included. Yeah, searchlight, smoke launches, extra armor, uh, armored ceramide. Yeah, and one torso mount is Piculus Bolt Launcher. Yeah. And that comes with armored ceramide, armored ceramide and multi-layer refractor. He has move through cover, unyielding sentinel, charge. And the indominal charge is basically you inflict D6 hammer rats rather than just one, which is could be nasty as it's strength six nine. D6 strength nine. <laughs> Boom. Uh, unyielding sentinel. If this model suffers a penetrating hit, two dice must be rolled to deserve result on the vehicle damage and the highest roll discarded Ooh. before the final. So, so it's kind of like back. those old uh, venerable, uh, you know, when you used to have venerable yeah. dreadnoughts. And you roll. You have to roll two dice. They have to pick the the lowest one. Yeah. So they're kind of the same. The multi-layer refractor field 
four plus invulnerable saves uh, as it gives it a four plus invulnerable saves, but a, that increases to three plus against blast or template. Yes, that's pretty hard to get through. Yeah, four plus is the same. You know, you don't shoot. For sure, it's a Leviathan. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Same thing. And then the Arcanus Storm Cannon. Uh, you can shoot them in two modes: either concentrated blast, and then it's range seventy-two, strength nine, AP one, heavy two, or you can do a uh, burst fire. Oh, it has exo shots, exo shock as a special rule. Yeah, which is basically um, if you penetrate something on a plus, you score a, a, another penetrating. Hit. Same as the Daredevil kind of laser thing. Yeah, it's the same rule. Yeah, uh, the burst fire uh, range forty eight, strength seven, AP three, heavy seven. Yes, if you want to target those Space Marines support units or anything. Yeah, if you want to call power armor, this is your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they have the illustrious accelerator cauldron weapon, <coughs> which is range range thirty six, strength seven, AP two, heavy five, rending, rending, and the helmet thermatic detonation, which is the thing is uh, uh, toughness test. And yeah, if you want more unsaved wounds, then you have to do a toughness test, uh, or you die instantly, or yeah. you add plus one to your vehicle damage table, which is kind of handy if you're Strength 7, AP 2, and heavy 5. AP 1, suddenly. Yeah, that's... yeah, so it's only AP 1. Uh, then we have the Proteus Plasma Projector. It's a template. Strength 5, AP 2, Assault 1. Get salt. So basically, AP 2, uh, thank you. Baby Plasma thing. Baby Plasma Flamer. Yeah. And then you have the Assestus, which is basically the Power Fist, and it's melee strength uh, times 2, so obviously it's 10. AP2, melee, shred, murder, strike. <laughs> Instant death. But you get strength 10, so yeah. Yeah, well. Sure, against mechanical units and stuff. Um, yeah, weird. Big, bulky robots, you fuck them. Yeah. Or demons. Demons? Maybe. Uh, maybe. Maybe. That's that's for another episode. Uh, then you have the Spiculus Bolt Launcher. Uh, which is range 48, strength 5, AP 4, heavy 5, rending volley fire. Volley fire is that if you don't move, you shoot as you double the shot, so it becomes yep. heavy 10. This is a. But you can't you claim this because the model is relentless or anything. Yes. So, so normally you don't count as moving. It's, it's basically like the, like the Vulcan Megabolter. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. There's a lot of firepower on this guy. Oh, yeah, the Orion <laughs> Assault. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, 650. Is this bad boy? Ballistic yeah, Orion Assault Dropship. <laughs> yeah, so Ballistic Skill 5, front armor 13, side 12, rear 11, 7 hull points. Yeah. It's a super heavy flyer. It can hover and transport. It has two Arcanus Pattern Heavy Blaze Cannon, which we just talked about, two yep. nose-mounted twin-linked Laster Bolt Cannon, two Spiculus Heavy Bolt Launchers, Extra Armor, Armored Ceramite, Eclipse Shield, Macro Area Shrike, Armored Cockpit. It's, uh, yes. Special Rose is Assault Vehicle, Grab Backwash, Deep Strike. <laughs> One access ramp on the rear of the Fuselage, and it can have 
24 models, which may include a single Custodes Contemptor Archos Dreadnought or Contemptor Galatis Dreadnought, counting as 10 models each. So it's a um, Stormbird Light. Yeah, kind of. Thunderbird. Yeah. No Searchlight. No Searchlight. That's, that's weird. Yeah, they have the FAQ, this one. <laughs> Obviously, it needs a search. The Macro A-Rush RA Shrike has that stupid deep strike interference uh, as everyone else. Yeah. No one is immune. They also have the target interference, like, but it has the additional interception interference, which is the interesting part of this one. Well, when this model enters the battlefield, an enemy unit declares the use of interceptor special rules to fire upon it. The interceptor must, the intercepting player must roll a d6 for each unit that is attempting. If all such attacks has been declared, if any dice result is on three or less, then the unit may not make an interceptor attack that turn. But may fire as normal shooting. Yeah. If any so dice. Not, not only you fuck everyone, you can fuck other people's intercept dice. It's awesome. Yeah. Which means you're not going to get to shoot your int. Because if any dice result in a three or less, come on. Yeah. It's gonna t- it's, it will go and happen. Yeah, but you roll a d6 for each. Yeah, but so if you have four units, well, you roll each unit separate. Yeah, but anyway, come on, you... it's fifty-fifty. It could yeah. have been four or more, but they decided to write three or less. <laughs> and then we have the eclipse shield, which is basically a thing that uh, it's it's kind of like a flare shield, but templates and blast has uh, minus two strength. And all other shots has minus one strength. And that's from the front arm. So it's like a, a flare shield. Yeah. But it only affects the front. Yes. And also, as soon as you get a glancing or penetrating hit, the Orion immediately gains the shrouded special rule against all su- subsequential shooting attacks targeting the front during the same phase. Uh, Eclipse shield has no effect in or attacks inflicted by the story special rules. So D that shit out of the sky. Yeah. Falchion. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's hovering, it has that grab back, war back rush. The heavy bolt launcher is uh, range 48, strength 7, a heavy. Th- yeah. There we go. But that's not the end of it because we have another fucking massive flyer. Oof. Which is Eat the last the one. And then. And then you don't have to, except for a roundup, because I'm yes, a little bit about the custodes. But anyway, so this is an Ares gunship. So you had the dropship, and now you have the gunship. And guess sort what? Of like, like the Storm Eagle has the version of. So six hundred forty yes. points. Yeah. What am I guessing? No, you're gonna use this for shooting, the other for transporting. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Pretty fucking obvious, so <laughs> I did. But anyway. <laughs> no worries. Anyway, it's Ballistic Skill 5, Front Armor 13, Side Armor 12, Air Armor 10, Hull Point 7. Surprise, surprise. Same as the last one. Super Heavy Flyer that can hover. Uh, it has two forward mounted Arcanist Pattern Heavy Blaze Cannons. We're going to talk about them later because they are fucking nasty. 
And you have one nose mounted Arcanist Magna Mag Magma Magna Blaze Cannon. Which Magna. is Yeah, which is also nasty. Two Infernus Firebomb Club. Uh extra armor, armored ceramite, eclipse shield, same as rules, the same as last one. The macro era shriek, same as last one. Obviously in this case you probably care about yeah. the intercept thing. Armored cockpit. So what is this blaze cannon? Uh, basically, you can shoot it in two modes, kind of similar to the other ones. Uh, but this one is range 72, strength 10, AP 1, primary weapon 2, which is good because you get to reroll if you miss. Yeah. Uh, exoshock, which means that if you penetrate something, you uh, you be uh, uh, you get an you roll again. No, you get an additional penetrating. Yeah, exactly. It's mastercrafted, which you do. And armor bane, come on. Armor bane, instant death. You really didn't need mastercraft. Your <laughs> strength ten, armor bane. Yeah, nasty. Instant death. Yeah. Or you do the burst fire, which is nasty as fuck. Is forty-eight in strength eight AP two, heavy two large blast. The two bad boy large blast. This is crowd control, like, extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty nasty. And it and it's, it's, it's like almost a D, but not really. <laughs> no. It, it has almost... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, an exposed Arcanist Capacitator. Contrast to the usual rule for Super Heavy Flyers, should the Ares guns suffer penetrating hits from its rear arc, which result in explode result on the vehicle damage trainer. Roll a D6. On a 5+, there is gunship immediately loses all of its remaining hull points and suffer catastrophic damage. That's, That's nasty. Pretty nasty, considering he has 10 in the rear. Yeah. You don't really want to jink this. Can you jink a lot of... No, you can't. Super heavy oh. flyers can't jink. So, yeah. But it's only on a 5+. Oh yeah, only it's nasty. Well, first you have to roll a destroyer assault, then you have to fuck. And the firebomb cluster, it's uh, strength five, AP four, uh, three bombs, large blast, ignores cover saves, one use. Yeah, it's so like red stock standard bomb there, right? Yeah. So bombing shit. And... So overall, the custodies, Caleb, what do you reckon? Well, like you said before, I don't. I'm not the custodian guy. I haven't read the rules that much before. We, well, you have played against them. Yes, it's a nasty fucker to play against. Um, Scandus, for example. Um, they are tough, and point increase is probably fair. Especially this thing that increased from two to fifteen points in every entry. Yeah. Well, I think that the 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 thing with the the reroll invulnerable saves and point increase and that stupid fucking area strike thing now actually costs a lot of points. Yeah. Not just two points. And, and tweaking like. When when it came to custodians, it wasn't the basic group. There was the, the probably it was some of the special rules, and it was 
some of the options were just no-brainers to take, and they were too powerful. Yeah. The Stoxen and the Trooper are still hard as fuck. <laughs> yeah. But, um, well, they should be hard as fuck. It's just, it's not completely... Of course, the Custodes should be better than anyone. But uh, it was a little bit too much, my feeling. So this is good, probably. We'll see yeah. what happens. Well, the most important thing is moving in the right because everyone thought that the custodies were a bit broken. Yeah. You know, that, and you take the FAQ where they kind of readjusted Magnus's rules and other things, how they readjusted some of the special units, how they made destroy more viable. It, yeah. it really goes to see that they are listening to the community and we're kind of moving in the direction and, and that they took the time and effort to actually up the list. Yes. I think they realized, I don't know if they rushed them or lost, but uh, if everyone says it's wrong, it's probably so. Yeah. Well, they, they really work in the Inferno book, and if you play with the Inferno forces, but it doesn't work when you mix everything in. Like if you, the problem with the Inferno book, I think, if you take all that stuff that happened in Inferno and you put that outside of Inferno, that's when it became an issue. Oh, that's probably true. Because well, I think yeah, the internal sure. balance when you do Inferno missions or narrative missions that are in that book, uh, it's not that bad. It's more when you take them out and you do you try to put those units and try to balance them on normal tabletop, it becomes issues. Yeah, that yeah, that might be true. But we'll see. Let's see if we see any those um, yeah, we'll see. Well, coming in events here. Yeah, like one of the big things are going to be, first of all, the, the White Scars, the the Blood Angels, yeah. and now the Custodes, like just those three. And we haven't even touched on the Demons yet. Oh, my God. But yeah, the Demons. It, 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 this year is going to be super interesting and see what's going on yeah. in the meta. I just uh, dig out my old uh, metal um, horrors and flamers and screamers <laughs> and stuff. So cool. Classic. Yeah, do something with it. So, yeah. well, you, you should. can do pretty much whatever you want with him. Because, uh, okay, we're not going to talk demons now, but it is a very flexible way of building a list. Yeah, you can be are... a douche, of course, but that's not the point here. It's the point to take whatever you... cool stuff you have. In the next episode, you might hear me saying the homage to Realm of Chaos. <laughs> More than once. The realm of chaos. <laughs> realm of chaos. Oh, so good. Anyway, but I guess that concludes our uh, part two of this three-part episode. Of, uh, yes. What doesn't conclude? But it concludes our part of the book, and we're gonna head out to a musical little interlude, and then we'll be back with the wrap up.
And we're back. And again, big thanks to Pella for coming on and joining us for part two of fuck knows how many um, <laughs> when it comes to this book eight review. But, you know, we've never, we haven't really had a new book to get our teeth into since book seven a little while ago. So we're, we're making the most of this and we're not going to let this bitch go down until we've, you know, really chewed the chewed the life out of it to make sure we've covered it all for you. And I, I apologize for the lack of enthusiasm when I'm going through the custodes. <laughs> Never apologize for custodes because yeah, the Games Workshop haven't, so you know. That's true. But overall, uh, I have to say that the changes made in the book, uh, I'm super positive uh, when it comes to the custodes. And seeing uh, now in GotCon when they played with the updated rules, they weren't that. I think the guy that ha- that brought Custos won one, drew one, and lost one. So it, it seems that finally we kind of you know back to where we where it's supposed to be. Sort of leveling leveling itself out a bit. Yeah, huh? the, the, the tweaks have really made a difference. Yeah, well, it's good. I mean, I think it's it's super positive, especially as the um, the community stepped up and sort of self policed a hell of a lot of it. I think they cool. they took they took that on board, which I'm really, which I really think is good, um, good reaction from the guys there. So, uh, big shout out to the team for you know, obviously showing they know what they're doing, um, <laughs> but for listening to uh, listening to the stuff that everybody's sort of given some feedback on makes makes us feel all warm and fuzzy and loved, which is you know, in the end of the day, fuzzy. <laughs> Yeah, basically. <laughs> but um, yeah, so looking forward to the next part, which will be demons, and will be uh, hopefully the uh, new marine units as well, which are just awesome. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I've been looking at all the um, uh, what do you call it? All, all the different groups on Facebook about how people are. Um, trying to get the new marine units into play and make use of them, and I'm like, I've got, I've got a Iron Warriors army. I don't want to use nullificators, nullicators, whatever they're called, the, or the psychers. Um, 
crap. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, I do like the idea of having a unit of five contempted dreadnoughts running around pimping the pimp slapping the shit out of everybody. So that one's going to be fun. Me too. Um, yeah, they, they, it's based on a thousand suns where you can now get uh, five cycle levels for ten point each on those iron dreadnoughts. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck off! Fuck off! Yeah, stop breaking shit, Eric. You're not allowed to. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop, stop waving. Stop waving your invisible psych psych wang around. It's not needed, <laughs> man. It's not needed. Uh, however, but illegal. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't fight it too much. But um, yeah. yeah, that and I think I think every every Iron Warrior's new friend is going to be a warmonger, so that they can teleport in Iron Circle and make them viable. I think I've mentioned this several times, but um, it's going to make a difference. <laughs> that, the, the warmonger is that that I'm, I'm like it's potentially can replace drills because he's not much more expensive and he's so much better. Um, because you, you get a good tanking fighting character in your unit. And if you pick the right unit and the right sort of options yeah. to go with them, you can pretty much guarantee where you want them and stuff. But yeah, you know, it's all good. We we absolutely love them. Uh, I can't wait to have that chat, chat as the next episode. Uh, but most importantly, as it's our wrap up, we need to go through our events. So it's Yay. nice, nice to say, Gothcon's in the bag. That's done yep. and dusted, done. all all, uh, all signed, sealed, delivered, etc. Um, so, what have we got next on the pile, there, Freddie? Well, it's everything that has to do with Lincoln, which is oh, basically yeah. on the thirtieth of May, which is the Thursday. We will have the brush skills uh, by Cult of Paint, and on the thirty-first, we'll have our first Adeptus Titanicus ever event, which is called Engine Kill. And then on the 1st of June, we have Lincoln, the Slaughter oh, of Akatus, which is a super cool city fight centurion event with a twist. And it's going to be full of all the funsies. You, it's going to be so sexy. And it last year's Lincoln was like fucking a smashing success. So this year, we, we really tried to step up. So hopefully we'll be even better. Yeah, it's going to be so much more fun. And we're in bigger rooms this time, if I remember rightly. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike, for that, because last time it was ridiculous. We got two rooms, and we had 40 players, and fucking Ace of, Ace of Shitmar had 12 <laughs> players and three three rooms. Yep. Wow. It, it was, <laughs> was ridiculous. It was, it was uh, what's, the, what's the phrase? Um... Fucking ridiculous. A <laughs> uh, it wasn't so much fart and somebody's going to regret it. It was a case of breathe out too much and you might take out three or four tables worth of stuff. So it'd be like, it's nice to know that we're going to have some more room to, to swing our metaphorical psychic wangs around. Yeah. So that, cool. Oh, it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. Yeah, Lincoln then... is always a massive high point. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Man. It's so cool. We have so many people coming from overseas and shit. It's going to be yeah. amazing. And it is, it is at a legit, um, it is a legit event. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been out, you know, it's Lincoln and Scandus. They're, they're the two big high points of our year, if we're honest. 
Um, always have to. Lincoln, Lincoln's where it started. Yeah, and Scandis is where it went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, I think we're really paced out this year. Really good with heaps of events. It's gonna be yeah, fucking amazing. Yeah, and there's loads of other but, events going on as well, which is cool. Yeah, and also at Lincoln, I guess I'm gonna be you know fucking bombarded from Mark about going to the Ritz store, getting some Man of War and shit. So yeah, <clears throat> you're just gonna have to uh, be the retro store pimp again. And, yeah, I guess uh, so. Just, just let it flow through you, my friend. Let it flow through you. Yeah, I'm sure it's not going to be that much of a problem. No, well, they know me by first name, though. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Hide it! He's coming. <laughs> Give everybody else a chance. Well, well, like, they, they know that I, I just buy it there, so I don't have to go up and look for my own copy in the in the attic. <laughs> so I might have duplicates now. <laughs> Never wrong having too much of the same thing, especially if you can resell it later. True. Yeah. But yeah, so that that's Lincoln, but that's not uh, the only thing we're doing. Next is uh, Eric's event on the 10th of August. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Raltak. The Raltak. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we already started preparing for that um, quite a lot, actually. Um, I've been working with Peter on the com computer program we used to run the whole real-time thing. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to have a, a really good setup that should work. So at, at that event, people will probably, if they can at all, need to bring their mobile phones. So um, for we, we can run the event from the computer, but the more people that actually do it from their own phone, the better. Um, because you can move your armies around, agents and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a blast. We we haven't tried it in this big a size before, um, so we have we're going to have to redo the whole map from uh, from the one we're normally using. But um, I am positive it's it's going to be really great, and we're going to bring some amazing looking tables. And uh, yeah, I can also see the the red book we're uh, we're doing is gonna look really great for it. So so yeah, it's it's gonna be a good event, I think. And um, yeah. it's and gonna it's be smaller. It's gonna be great, it's and true. it's in Stockholm, so the the drinking will be strong too. There, <laughs> the alcohol will be strong with this one. Yes, yeah. yes. And, uh, hopefully. Are we, are we yeah, hopefully we're going to see a lot of uh, of the people from other countries too. So, uh, Jody, you might get an international lap dance again. Oh, God, no. Not again. <laughs> a Scandinavian <laughs> lap dance with, like, some uh, uh, red-haired British, British flavor. Oh, <laughs> God, no, I'm already worried about fucking Gandis. Don't, don't, don't pre-scar <laughs> me with something at Raltac. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's, it's so cool. Like, this year we... We do the the normal stock standard one, which we did at Gothcon, with a narrative <laughs> twist, or a big narrative twist. Uh, then we're doing Lincoln, which is like a centurion with a narrative twist. And now we're doing the real-time uh, heresy event with a narrative twist. And guess yeah. what? <laughs> well, I, I, I could have gone on to Scandis, but we're actually having a, a painting course again. 
So I'm not yes, we are. ahead of that. Yeah. Well, so what, what's the painting course all about then, Freddie? Uh, it's on the 30th of August, and that is military modeling, which basically the focus of that painting course is held by Cult of Paint, once again in Stockholm. And the focus of that one is to, it's all about weathering realism and brush skills, airbrush skills, used to get like those perfect, cool, realistic effects on your vehicles, dudes, miniatures, whatever. Uh, I, I can't wait for that one. It's going to be so cool. Like I always want to yeah, add more with oils oil paints and different mediums and shit. Yeah, it's gonna, that's going to be fucking baller, that one. But I, mean, I think, the, I think the painting level... The painting level is going to raise a lot again this year when yeah. we have the painting event at Lincoln at first um, and where you, that's the brush skill course, yeah. which yeah. is it's the only thing we haven't really had a course in at all. And then we're going to like take the stuff we already learned from the, the earlier courses uh, to a whole new level with the new um, weathering course there. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be it's legit. Awesome. Definitely. Well, there, will, there will also be brush skills incorporated in the military modeling course. Yeah. It's super cool. Nice. It's going to be an absolute blast. And then after that, we have a, mo- we have a month off. Yep. And then we have Ganders. 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 Yeah, the big there, one. All the gloves come off. Yeah. As we always it's, say. It's going to be nasty this year. It's going to be proper brutal. <laughs> well, well th- th- this is like either you'll be playing some Somertalis or you'll be playing your 3,500 points of absolutely big, massive nastiness. Yeah. And we already have uh, a number of uh, internationals interested. Some of the guys from Crusade and Heresy are talking about coming over. You know, yeah, we'd love to see. We'd Dave, love to Norwegians. see, so love to see some of our American or Canadian brethren come over if they could make it happen. You know, yeah. we w- we won't hold pressure on them, but it's about time they came over this side of the fucking pond. Just saying. Well, and the the road to Terra crew wants to come back. So Are they the allowed back in the country? Of, <laughs> well, I guess so. it depends on Brexit, but yeah. uh, well, they got they got into Denmark. I just don't know if they're actually allowed back into Sweden in general. Um, after their last events, but you know, yeah, we, we haven't had them out drinking yet in Denmark, so it's more like the, the fact they were molesting things like uh fire extinguishers and you know, women basically. Um, Isn't that okay in Sweden? Well, <clears throat> probably, but uh, it's it's more <laughs> of whether whether Britain will actually allow them back in. <laughs> I think more ah. than anything else. I'm not. I'm not sure. Something just—it's vaguely unsure whether they're allowed in or not. Uh, but yeah, we, do, we, we do love the boys, so it would be very cool to have them <laughs> come back over. It would be very, very awesome. Yeah, no, it'll be good. And then to round it all off, we're gonna do our raffle draw uh, at the end of Scandis on the sixth of oh, October. Oh yeah, with the ever increasing madness that is the. Uh, yeah. The DMD raffle. It's uh, we have been donated so many things. That's ridiculous. I'm I'm gonna put like I said last time, which I still haven't done because I'm. <laughs> there will be a point where this happens, Freddie. You will get yeah, it done. There will be a point where I have to write down because I promised Chris before we do the telethon 
I'm going to write down all the stuff that we have right now, which is probably going to change between now and then anyway. Uh, so we know what we're raffling off. But the main prices, as always, is three fully painted uh, armies. Yeah. Ultramarines, Dark Mechanicum, and Militia with the Reaver. So, and they're going to be skillfully painted. And hopefully someone's going to have those on the tabletop soon near you, as long as you donate and get your raffle ticket. Yeah. So, if you don't know how to do it, uh, just go into our uh, podcast page, page and go down to our event section and go as to our Heresy Against DMD raffle. And in there, you can find a link. If you have trouble with the link, just copy and paste it into your web browser because sometimes Facebook is being nasty with links in links. Yep. But uh, if you copy and paste the link into your web browser, you'll be all right. And then just donate. $35 gives you a raffle ticket. Obviously, the more you donate, the more raffle tickets you get. And you can donate whenever you want. You can donate one day for one raffle ticket, wait a month, and then donate for another two raffle tickets. It doesn't matter. If you're interested in supporting the raffle with donations, just send us a PM or an email. If you're interested in hold, hosting some sort of event and raise money for the raffle, just, once again, email or PM us or, you know, get into contact any way you want and we'll help you out with stuff so yeah yep and make sure that um make sure that you're actually just for ease more than anything else make sure you're using the link that we provide on that event page um yep. for purchasing your tickets because you can donate directly to the the parental project but if yep. you if you do that Freddie doesn't get the notification. We can yeah, sort it it out. A, a detective work, but <laughs> totally worth it. But it's also very much worth it if you can take the time to uh, just simply go through yeah. the um, go through the page itself. Just makes life yeah. a little easier for us. We'll see if we can uh, create like one of those hot links that are a bit more easier to use. But yeah, we'll work it out. We'll but, sort uh, it out. Whatever yeah. we can to make it easy for you guys. Yeah. Bottom line is, though, as Freddie's already said, any questions, anything you need help with, or if you've got any questions about it at all, please, please, please drop us a message and we will do our very best to help you with it. Um, and we will do everything we can to get those questions answered because, like we said, this this isn't about us. This has nothing to do with us. This is all about putting a lot of hard work and effort and focusing what this, the, the literal great power behind this hobby um, and making it do something better. Um, so it's all about that. So we just want to be uh, able to help that happen more and more and more. Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything, because that's sort of, once Scandus is in the bag, we'll be releasing, oh shit, We'll already be having. There'll be a teaser for the year after's event series as well, yeah, like, like we always do. Exactly. It's, oh shit, we got to start writing that soon. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be uh, that'll be there as well. But that's that's sort of the end of our events, specifically our events for this year. Um, I would say I want to give a shout out very quickly to the guys over at Dirty K uh, and their Ajax event. 
coming up in July, I believe it is. June, July. Um, if you're not sure what that is, go and have a look at the 30K Sweden page. There's a link in there, I'm sure. I think they've already posted it to us as well. But um, go over and have a look at that. It's a great event. Um, hoping to be able to go up myself this year and maybe take my World Eaters with me if I get time to put it all together. That would be a lot of fun. Um, you know, I think it would be... I think it would be a lot of fun to to see as many players at that one as well because it was a freaking brilliant event last year. Um, so it was a nice way to to do something different. But we have got so much heresy for everybody this year. It's just just going to get more and more crazy. Um, I can't wait. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And it's good to always run off the year with BSK and then. Uh at Halloween, and then I actually get to play a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I must remember to speak to Nicholas and Eric about making you DM a table this year, just so... Uh... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I'm an asshole, but, you know, I learned from the best, didn't I, Freddie? Um, That's true. <laughs> so, I uh, don't think there's anything else that we need to shout out at the minute. Can you think of anything, guys? No. No, Eric? Nope, not here. Sweet. Oh, okay, okay, then. Well, it's time Until, to wrap. Uh, episode three. <laughs> episode episode three. Return of the Deep. De- I can't even be bothered to make a, a Star Wars reference right now. Uh, it's going to turn into uh, Attack of the Clones or something if we're not careful. So, let's uh, <laughs> put a bow on it. I'm going to say, oh God. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to say then it's a good night from me. And for me. And me. And remember, guys, treat life like 30K. Be angry in the streets, be full grim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Vrangian Heresy Podcast, signing off. The